The following program is intended for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. And now for the first time, we are bringing to you the full story of what happened on that fateful day. We are giving you all the evidence based only on the secret testimony of the miserable souls who survived this terrifying ordeal. The incidents, the places, My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Let us punish the guilty. Let us reward the innocent. My friend, can your heart stand the shocking facts about... Star Wars Celebration 6 Finale Don't be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight. Star Tours announces the boarding of the Endor Express, non-stop star speeder service to the moon of Endor. All passengers, please prepare for immediate boarding. No! Cannot get your ship off. <laughs> Lando Calrissian is a positive role model in the realm of science fiction fantasy. Fuck Lando Calrissian. And now, together by live simulation via the internet, Scott Gardner and Chris Honeywell. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to the final installment of Two True Freaks month-long Star Wars Celebration 6 coverage. This episode consists almost exclusively of audio captured during the final days of our podcast vacation. As we begin, we're all back at the condo, and we're just returned from day two of the con. Chris and I are just hanging out and shooting the breeze with our gracious host, Dave Atterbury, and his wife, Joy. Also present is our buddy, Sean Engel, but conspicuously absent is Chris Tyler, the hair metal hero, who was, shall we say, indisposed. So now, our scintillating post-show gab fest continues as The Empire Strikes Back plays in the background. I hope you enjoy the show, and I'll drop in from time to time to introduce uh, other segments and kind of set the table for you as to what's going on. Right, right, yeah, no. It it is truly, uh, I mean, it truly is an audio-visual thing, you know. It's either music and visuals or just visuals. You know, and, and 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 I realized that especially when I when I had a little bit of money about a year or two ago and, and got into actually buying physical comics for a little while, right. and that's when it, I I basically went on the good old BitTorrent and and I and I got all of the issues to that point of Legacy, and then I started buying them. I, I picked up a trade, started buying the single issues, and I realized like as I was reading, I was like, this is what I should have been doing all along was reading 
Star Wars comics because it's got the visual, you know. Because what used to drive me nuts the most, honestly, was just I never felt like I once read a scene where anybody was using the Force in any of those books that was as cool as the movies. Right. You know, it just nobody could write it in a, in a compelling way. Right. You know. I agree. And I think, I think honestly, I think it might, I think, I felt like all of the authors I read were more sci-fi authors, and I've read a lot more fantasy authors writing fantasy books that are better at writing things like sword fighting and magic using than right, sci-fi exactly. guys. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. They, they get all the spaceship stuff and the space travel stuff good, and, and maybe making up a planet, but... See, to me, at the end of the day, you know Star I mean? Wars is not science fiction. Star Wars no. is space fantasy. Totally. And yeah. so when you get these guys like Zahn, who come into it from a science fiction writer, and I, I understand, I'm led to believe that he's a very accomplished science fiction writer. Yeah. And I'm not trying yeah. to take anything away from him as that, but I find him to come off amateurish and basically stu- to Star Trek in his approach to Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, he over-explains everything to the point to the point of boredom and tedium. Yeah. You know, it's too technical, jargon-heavy with maneuvers and, you know, let's pull flanking maneuver B7 and turn 90 degrees. And it's like, yeah. dude, Star Wars is about whipping around the corner as fast as you can, shooting the hell out of the enemy. Zip, zip, zip. So I agree with you. It's, yeah. it's a visual medium and... Handling that in prose, no, I wouldn't want the job. It's got to no, be incredibly no. tough. But you know what? The guys that did it in the novelizations to four, five, and six pulled it off. Yeah. You know, three completely different writers. None of those novelizations bore me. Yeah. I, you know, I read oh, these yeah. EU novels, and they bore the crap out of me in the space stuff. I dread getting the space stuff, which is the best part of oh, these yeah. movies. You know, I, I was really impressed with the guy that wrote episode three. I thought the novel. For John. Uh, James Conn? No, I think it was... Uh, oh, episode three. I'm sorry. I was thinking Return of the Jedi. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah was so it Sino? Was it James Conn? I thought it was Salvatore. Or is that episode two? I know Terry Brooks did episode one, because I've read his other stuff. It's either Salvatore or Lucino. One of the two. I'm not... Yeah, no, they say that. I loved the novelization of episode three. I loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Especially the way he wrote like that opening scene. The way that... You know, talking about Anakin and Obi Wan and how they were—they were literally heroes, like they right. were famous heroes, and everybody right. knew who they were and was depending on them. But yeah, yeah. There's a there's an author, one of my favorite authors in, the, in a book series I really love, and it's a fantasy based type series, and it uses magic. But I've often felt the way he wrote wrote the characters who could use that ability. I always felt like I was like I wish this guy would would write right yeah would no. write Star Wars because he he gets what makes writing that exciting if the, the idea of like limitations and people you know overcoming them and just yeah you know if we're right and it's Lucino I think he's at this because I almost oh, yeah. brought his book because it's like. I, see, the reason I think it's Lucino is I remember almost pulling, because I've got the hardback books to three and 
What's that one called? Like the rise of Darth, like Dark Lord, the rise of Darth Vader, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he wrote that one too. The one that and I takes almost place right after. Yeah, yeah. And I almost brought those yeah. with me to see about getting them signed, but I just didn't want to have to fucking lug them around. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. So. But that's what makes me think it might be him. But I remember seeing his name in the in the thing and thinking, "Ooh, that!" Because I like I love getting books signed by the author. That that is awesome. I enjoy that a lot. I do too. Yeah, I just didn't want to have to lug him around. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he's here. Well, for that matter, Salvatore might be here too. I don't. I got to be honest. I I did not. I mean, I'm having a blast. But at some point, post all this, I'm going to kick myself for not doing better homework with, like, what was going on, who was there, and all. But, you know, I was, you know, I'm more just about, let's just go hang out and see what we see, you know? Well, I've done it both ways now, and I have to say, I'm a lot less stressed this time. Right, yeah, it is a lot of stress. We were running around and trying to catch everything. And, you know, but granted, last time it was really, it was really me and Daniel and his friend, Mike, just the three of us, and we didn't know anybody here, and so we were just, that's really all we had to do. And we were staying here, we were staying basically in more of a hotel room type place. Right. You know, right down the street from the convention center, and so this was all we were doing. We came in town Wednesday night. You know, and boom, 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 and so we did a lot more panels and stuff. And Lucas was there, so we waited in line for that. That's cool. But, but you know, don't feel bad. We were the same way last time. We had planned, had all these grandiose ideas for the evenings, but every night was the same thing. You get done, you'd be like, "You're just wiped." Yeah, it is. Just, and we did the same thing we're doing. We just sat around, watch a movie. Bullshit till the scene oh, came up. <laughs> believe me, I have no, I have no regrets. I mean, because I, I you know you know again it's using like a Disney vacation analogy. Oh, I mean, yeah. I kind of suspected it might be that way. That's why I made more plans than I knew that we could possibly do because that way, if you do find yourself with like a sudden burst of interest, you know, of, of energy that you weren't expecting, then it's like. Hey, you know, we could always do this or that and that. You've got options rather than going, well, gee, we got a free night. What do we do? Yeah. You know, but I kind of figured it would be the other way. Each day we come back going, man, my dogs are barking. I just need to just collapse, you know? Yeah. I've always loved that scene. Oh, I love that shot. I'm so annoyed they made it not blue anymore. I don't know why they made it red. You're right. I hadn't even noticed that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Again, that was one of those scenes I used to live for in the theater, you know, was the, the ion cannon firing. Well, it's funny, I, I I never realized till recently, I saw Jedi in the theater, and I, when I did the math and realized what year it was, I realized I didn't see it until uh, 84. So you saw it, what, like, when it came back, like, the next summer type yeah, of thing? Yeah, or it might not have ever left. At the time, I saw it, you know, in the little tiny town where I, I mostly grew up, which is... Uh, Sierra Vista, way down in southern Arizona by Fort Huachuca, and um, at the time, you know, we had a, we had like a, might have been a two-screen theater, Yeah. so, you know, there's a good chance it might not have left or it might have come back, but, and that's my, that's my favorite embarrassing Star Wars story, where I, I was in the theater <laughs> watching Jedi, and as a kid, I thought the movie was over after they saved Han from Jabba, literally it exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and they were flying into space, and I thought I stood up because I thought the movie was over. I started, I was like, That's "Is it awesome. over?" And my mom was like, "No, it's not over." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <Just> I, <fell. laughs> 
my uh, my fourth grade year old self apparently thought that I got my money's worth. Our age, they keep going on there and posting stuff like, "Dude, you need to let go of your your affection for Superman the movie." Have you seen it lately? It looks like shit. And I'm thinking, what movie are you watching? They're watching the Blu-ray, yeah. where yeah. you can see like the threads and Christopher Reeve's oh ass you know or whatever. Even, you know, it's even, like even off of DVR. Did you oh, notice? Even off of DVR in HD, it's like, oh, it's oh. Right. Yeah, it is Sometimes. a little different. Well, it's, it's, I still enjoyed that, it. But yeah. it also depends on whether or not they've taken the movie and restored it. Well, you know, right, yeah. Not, we just, she bought me Ben-Hur, the like super deluxe Blu-ray edition for my right. birthday, and it looks beautiful. Oh, it looks amazing. amazing. Because, it, because so when nice. they filmed it, it wasn't that, you know, they can only go so... They can't get to that yeah. level. It was like when CDs first came out. And it was like, CDs, they're the ultimate in sound oh, because yeah. they're digital. You can't lose any quality. And they're like, we're going to release all this old 60s music and remaster it. And I remember buying Jimi Hendrix Electric Ladyland and being like, all right, was it Electric Ladyland? Yeah, I think it was one of Jimi Hendrix album. Yeah, and, I was so uh, happy when this came out. I popped on, DVD. I popped it on, put it on the so headphones, and you listen to a CD of Jimi Hendrix, and, and it was so disappears. You yeah, and it's true. They got every, they took the master tapes. I've always been, but it was. I think one of his songs. It was the 2013 Merman. I would be. It's a, it's a instrumental, and it has just layers and layers of noises and talking and stuff. And you could hear that, that in the old days they had to when, when they added another layer they'd have to add another layer of tape another you know another tape going and you would hear like the sound of the the next taping over the heads and start going so you start hearing more how it's put together than how and and it was designed for the limitations of vinyl so it was designed to be playing the wavelengths here and then all of a sudden it's expanded to here. So you're hearing all this stuff up here, which you oh you're hearing more. Well, you're hearing a lot of stuff that's not supposed to be never there. Never intended. They yeah. They didn't fret it because you were never going to hear it because it's not going to show up. And then all of a sudden you brought out all the you've yeah. you've ruined all the magic and brought out every noise and it's right. it's digital and clean, but it's it's terrible. And as time it is, it's went like on, riding they, one of our rides and then being able to have like all the lights on and see all the wires and everything. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's totally like and, that. And, it really and it'd is. be like riding, but they, riding Space Mountain. But they yeah, realize exactly. The it, it takes yeah. everything away. They realized yeah. that after yeah. the while, after a while with the technology, they just started doing. Yeah. Did yeah. you find that you hated the haunted house though? After you no, it out? actually and it really did actually enhance it for it me. But I had a legitimate fear that it was going because the morning I was leaving for that. Logan turned to me, 12 years old, and said the most insightful thing. He just said, Dad, because I don't, I just, because I was excited. And I was like, I think I said something to the effect of like, you know, he decided for me, basically, because yeah. he really feeds off my Disney and we back and forth. And he was just like, I don't know if I'd want to do that. And I was like, why? He's like, aren't you afraid it's going to ruin it for you? And it, that's when it kind of clicked. I'd never really thought about really it. really new that much. Yeah, very new for a 12-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that whole day, I kind of had that nagging in the back of my mind. Is it's like, am I going to unsee, am I going to see something I can never unsee that, that will destroy this for me forever? Yeah. And no. Because the coolest moment of the whole thing, and there were a lot of cool moments, because we walked through the entire thing with the lights on, and each progressive stage was cooler than the next. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, 
you know, oh my God, I'm standing in a library. You know, oh my God, I'm in the endless hallway. And there's all these cool things. We get all the way through. No, they have all the lights on. And all the lights are on. Yeah, all the lights are on. And um, a running, lot of the effects. I'm Run, sorry? Was it actually like running or was it just at a stand? Well, they, they stop the ride vehicles. Right. And so, certain effects are on and certain effects are off. Gotcha. And one of the coolest things is like, the just past the endless hallway, there's the hallway of doors with all the knockers and all that. That never stops. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. That never stops. So while we're standing, it's something in the design. They cannot turn it off without like shutting down the whole show building. Wow. So while we're standing there getting the tour, you're hearing and you know all. It's it's pretty cool. It's eerie, but it's really cool. Yeah. I would never want to be there by myself. I think it would scare the hell out of me. Even knowing how it works, I think it would scare the hell out of me. Yeah. And I actually I asked that, and the guy said. Because um, they were getting, we got to the end and they had a Q&A and they were having the standard like, does anybody have any questions? And invariably, every question was something they've gotten a million times. And I'm trying to think, what could I possibly ask them that they've never heard before, they don't get very often? And I just was like, all right, this is probably a really stump stupid question. Exactly, yeah, yeah. something true. And I was like, all right, this is probably a really stupid question. I said, but I just got to know. I said... Does this take a psychological toll on you after a while? Yeah. I said, it's so freaking gloomy. It's dark. It's not pleasant. You know, I mean, yeah, it's fun, but does it? Yeah. You know? It's kind of eerie. And the guy was yeah. like, you know, we've actually never been asked that question before. He says, that's a good question. He goes, you know what it does? He goes, it totally depends on your psyche. He said, we do cycle people out frequently because they get depressed. Yeah. And wow. he said the only guy that's really been here a long time, and he pointed to the other tour group or t- tour guide. He said he was raised with haunted houses. He comes from a family that did that as their background, and this was like his ultimate job. So he never gets bored with it or weird, worn his out. Passion, yeah. his passion, yeah. exactly. And you can feel it with it. He and I hit it off instantly because uh, we were going through at one point, and I see him like drop all the way back in the crowd to me, who was lagging constantly through the whole thing. And he's like, dude, you should totally come work here. And I was like, why? And he's like, you're like really into this. He's like, these other people are here because it's cool. And he goes, well, you're like here because you're obsessed. And I was like, yeah, big time. <laughs> so we're talking and we get all the way through the whole thing. And we, we, we basically, we, we do the same ride, the, the same tour that you do on the ride. We get to the end and I'm like, damn, that's it. It's over. And they kind of assessed us and they were like, you want to go deeper? Like hell yeah, I want to go deeper. So we go, and then we go into the further down the rabbit hole. (laughs) Sorry, so we like come out and we go all these back ways. I was was totally waiting for someone to say. Someone had to say. (laughs) So we go out back, and we we go all these different ways. I could never retrace the steps. I think they do that on purpose to disorient you. And then we're like under the guts. And it was kind of disappointing because we're walking through, and it's like really nothing to see. It's it's like being in your cellar. There's just mm-hmm. pipes and wood, and there's just nothing to look at. And so he and I are just chit chatting and talking, and you know, like, so how long have you been with the company? And all this stuff. And it's just general chit chat. And we're walking along, and we start to go up these like two or three steps, and we're walking up, and we're we're just talking. I'm engaged with just paying attention to what he's saying and all this, and I just. Something caught my eye, and I stopped just as we're about to walk into another room, and I realized that right to my right is the freaking hearse that's backed up, smashed through the wall of the ballroom scene. I just stopped. And he's like, what? What's wrong? And I said, 
this is we're about to go into the ballroom. Ball and he it, it geeked him out because he's yeah. done it a million times. It was just like why for a moment it was like, do I really want to do this? You know? Yeah. And I went and I was just like I was in hog heaven. I was like, it's awesome. It is really it is I know, I tried really, to really, really pay attention cool. when we went through the ballroom. There was so, so much to much see. You have to ride that ride like four times in order to like just to watch the ballroom. And yeah. then just like it was know, awesome. I, I love the haunted house and I it was awesome. Just, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted to go through it again, but we just didn't have time. See, if yeah. I were those tour guides, what I would do is I would have the most gruesome, like, ghost story. And I would be like, well, when you ask something, like, question like that, I would be like, yeah. well, you know, the, one of the guys who in, con, was constructing this, you know, he was putting high tension wires. And <laughs> right. Decapitated him and weird <laughs> stuff's been, ha- you know, I would. They, and they, that, and they that tried would, to throw in little, th- I mean, nothing like that, but they did try to throw <laughs> in little things. I would put in something that, really you know, weird things happening to, uh, to at least, take it with you know, keep the magic out. But, yeah, they had, that was neat, but. What was fun is like to learn just how much of it is real, because there's most of it is, isn't. Well, like for example, in the in the uh, ballroom scene. Well, they have a lot of ghosts in the like Ghostbuster tank. Too, and they, <laughs> they can only use. Well, those. There's so many of the gags, you know. In the in the ballroom scene, as you look down on it, you know you've got the long dining table with all the ghosts gathered around it, and off in the corner there's the grandmother in the fireplace and all that. And there's the window with the hearse crashed through it. There's a stairway behind the. Where the ballroom, you know, where the table is, there's a stairway that goes up to a balcony, yeah. and then above the yeah. balcony are the two portraits of the guys they that shoot, come out and shoot each other. Shoot each other. Yeah. I wanted to go up the stairs because I wanted to stand up there. I mean, the ballroom was cool, but I specifically yeah. wanted to go up on that balcony. Yeah. None of that's real. He said, because I asked him, I said, can I go up the stairs? And he goes, it's not real, it won't hold your weight. It's all fake, but it wow. looks completely real. It's the same thing with like what the. Do you mean it's fake, like it's like a hologram. Like I mean, a no, I mean it's 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 there, it's but it's but it's, it's thin wood. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like balsa wood or something. Like if you oh, tried wow. to walk, it would just collapse yeah. because wow. it's it's just not real. Yeah. That was one of the things that caught my eye when we were riding the days. So, as I noticed that there's a there's a door off the balcony going off to some hallway, and I, right. I kept looking as am I supposed to see something in there? And it, it didn't right. go anywhere, but obviously it probably didn't go anywhere. It was just what? Which one is that? That one on that balcony? There's an opening, like you know, there's doors like. Off to another part, right? Behind it, but I, I could probably, probably just do a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Most of it, it was, does. It just, sure they it don't go anywhere. Yeah. But it was amazing. I mean, standing in the library and realizing that hardly any of the books there are really books. They're all, it's a painting. It's, it, yeah. But it looks completely real when you look at it from the ride vehicle because it's constructed, it's painted to look three dimensional. Right. But you can walk up to it and yeah, touch like it, and it's, it's, a, it's a static image, right. and you're like, how did, what? Wow! Yeah. You know? now, now was it was a was it an actual painting? Was it like could you see if it was actual painted or if it was, it was like a, a, a lot of it like it was like painted almost like the, how they did Batman the animated series where they were like paint on black like black velvet or something. Right, mm-hmm. but I mean, did did somebody paint it and they recreated it, or do you think it was it painted right? You know, because you see oh, you know, that's it, a good you know question. I mean? That, that was, I don't. I, I'm because that would be really neat. Yeah. I, I'll bet you it isn't because it wouldn't last forever. Right. And yeah. I have the real painting like in a hermetically sealed place, right. and every twenty years, they, every twenty years they run off a new copy of it to. Stick up there. That was one. Yeah, that was one thing that they were telling us that we were all. One of the things that really did shock me because a lot of what they taught, told us in there, I personally heard just because I'm, I am obsessed with it. I'd read so much of it and everything. 
But a lot, some they tell you interesting things that you haven't ever heard before. And There's a vast difference between the way Disney keeps oh, their theme yes. parks and yeah. anyone else. Anybody else, yes. And, uh, you know, the yeah. Six Flags parks may have great, you know, uh, thrill rides. Mm-hmm. But there's but always that burnt-out CD at yeah. Atlantic Boardwalk, yes. you know, look yeah. to it. They're one crazy. step above a cheap carnival. What yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. One step yeah. above. You're wondering yeah. if you're gonna. It's it's only that. Ba- it's ride. it's only yeah. just that much little better because they're not leaving town the next day. Yeah. Well, see, that's the kind of yeah. that's what I was kind of going into when we were doing the show about um, something wicked this way comes. I felt like what I was going for didn't quite come off. Was that that's exactly what Walt Disney was trying to avoid? Is he went? He actually toured like amusement parks around the country before he even began to plan Disneyland because he wanted to take the best and scrape that Dis- layer away. Disgust- like, I think the, it's yeah. crazy the that they have bathroom attendants. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not necessarily bathroom attendants as, like, handy or towel on your way out, but they're, like, there. Constantly cleaning to make sure that make sure that's that's all they do. Always their job. Yeah, you don't want your experience at Disney ruined by you know a messy bathroom. Yeah, someone who had like you were saying, every bathroom has its own soundtrack. It has its own music soundtrack. Yeah, I actually have one of my favorite pieces, (laughs) just for the novelty that I've collected, (laughs) is uh, you know because I collect parks music, is the bathroom loop in Fantasyland. And I mean, it's the name of it. Fantasy know, Land Bathroom so Loop. You know? <laughs> it just kills me. Like, that how they got it? Some of them, a lot of them are actually oh, yeah. coming yeah. from the DAC system. Well, I, I got to go to Tokyo Disneyland when oh, I was really? a kid. And, and this was oh, back dude. in like, this would have been like 85. And that was the first time I ever saw a bathroom with automatic flushing. Yes. It was the first mm-hmm. I, I remember. And there was it was the men's bathroom there. And it was literally just, at the time, they had a room. And Japanese bathrooms are a little bit weird to begin with, but yeah. it was just a huge room with urinals lined on the walls, just a big square room. And I, and I remember it freaked me out because I remember being done and just standing there as a little kid by myself, like, "Where the hell's the lever, dude?" Because I never, because I'd never seen it before, you know. Yeah. I took, and then I took a step back to look, and it flushed, and I was like, it's "Oh, like, it okay. read my mind." Yeah, dude, and then, I am so you know, completely spoiled. It hit me not long ago. I went to I don't know somewhere, like, maybe like a Burger King or something, using the bathrooms. I walk up and put my hands under the thing. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with this thing? And I realize <laughs> I'm not on property. It's like you actually have to pull the thing. I mean, it's oh, completely spoiled today? me on bathrooms because yeah. all across property, that's what they do. Well, in the know? convention oh, center today, it was, um, I don't know if you noticed, but the levers were like up here. I don't know how they were in the men's bathroom. Like but all the levers high? were up really high. Oh, wow. Uh, and I'm like this. How the F am I going to flush that? Because I never, ever touch a lover, right? Right. Oh. Kick it. Do you do the kick? I can't. Yeah. I made my costume. Oh, okay. <laughs> you couldn't get high. I can't. Just leave it. Just use the arm. Just and just I'm like, that's what I did. And I'm like, you don't want to know what happened. Anyway, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my string of my comma fell in. And I'm like, damn it. Nice. So there was one time I was in the bathroom for like 10 minutes. And I'm like, so, oh. <laughs> Even if you walk down a really nice city with a really clean street, there's always a few leaves off the trees on the ground. But you know, whatever, they're just a few leaves. Not at Disney, yeah, gone yeah. everything. And I you know, know. and I he had to study. They they gave him a book, and you know, yeah. like this thick, and they studied it to, to be the street cleaner at Disney. You know, training. 
I remember seeing them when we the first our first trip to Disney World. We stayed till close at Magic Kingdom to watch the final show and stuff. And I remember because we were such a huge group, we we were at the end. We were at the end of the line of people walking out of the park. And, and I remember walking backward to watch the line of street cleaners coming along. <coughs> and, it was, and it was like something out of an animated movie. Where yes, it was like yeah. A wall of clean was coming after us, you know. And it was, and there was a surprisingly ridiculous amount of crap being left on the ground. When yes, oh, yeah. and wow. it was just disappearing. It's this wall of people was just a yeah, sea my, of clean. My was first trip here, we stopped, and Scott and I watched a parade, and it's like, dude, dude, parade, confetti. <laughs> Confetti, 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 and I'm like, and it's gone. I'm like, Scott, what are they yeah. doing? Putting confetti on the ground, and he's like, Watch, just watch. Boom! These big vacuum cleaner things are right mm-hmm. behind the parade. Confetti's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it is so awesome. Well, it's the it's the idyllic, you know, representation. That's why it's of ninety dollars to get in there. Yeah. Of what American yeah. life was I, at that I, time. I, I, I wanted it yeah, to be people complain about the price, but I think great. to myself, it's worth I, it. I don't, I don't know how they afford to. Ma- I, it's worth it. You know, I mean, the mer- the mer- between the merchandise and all that, just the sheer amount of electricity. Oh yeah, and the that water. Has, yeah. The water. I was thinking. I asked David the, the other day. I was yeah. like, how much water do you think this place needs in a day? Like, yeah, it, and we were just talking about Blizzard Beach, just the water park oh, itself. It's you know, because they had every every walkway was little spritzers yeah. keeping probably, out the water. Probably about five you know, times what a city its size would probably use oh, in yeah. water. And yeah. The yeah. thing that kills me about it is that you know, and there was a guy back, and this was like the '60s, I think, who was very insightful. He was some city planner out, out in, like, L.A. James W. Rouse, developer of the new town of Columbia. In his keynote speech before the 1963 Urban Design Conference at Harvard University, Mr. Rouse said in part, quote, I hold a view that may be somewhat shocking to an audience as sophisticated as this, that the greatest piece of urban design in the United States today is Disneyland. If you think about Disneyland and think of its performance in relation to its purpose, its meaning to people, more than that, its meaning to the process of development, you will find it the outstanding piece of urban design in the United States. It took an area of activity, the amusement park, and lifted it to a standard so high in its performance, in its respect for people, in its functioning for people, that it really has become a brand new thing. It fulfills all the functions it set out to accomplish, unselfconsciously, usefully, and profitably to its owners and developers. I find more to learn in the standards that have been set and in the goals that have been achieved in the development of Disneyland than in any other single piece of physical development in the country. End quote. I wish the only difference is people aren't living there, so it's it's a little different. It's it's for a different yes and use. no, but I mean, <coughs> I mean we operate three sixty five. I yeah. mean we yeah. do not right. ever take a day off for anything. Right, but there's some know? there's there's logistic there's logistical problems. Yeah, right. you know need to. Day? It's the busiest day of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut the front door. Busiest day of the year. Christmas, Christmas day. day is your Christmas. busiest day of the year. That's when I, last time I was at Disney, it was right, I it was think, right I around Christmas time. I think that's when I went as a small child that my parents are still complaining about to this day, yep. 30 some odd years later. Some, I, think, I think it was a Christmas holiday they went. Some people, well actually a lot of people, you know, it's it, what they'll do, and we I, we did it one year. Remember, we, were, we went there two days before Christmas, and it was, uh, the, well, it was the day that I was on the park on my own, and I was there early. 
and I had all this room, and I was just wandering around. Then when I met up with Scott about halfway through the day, all of a sudden, it was just a clusterfuck. It was what about, what about Halloween? Wall. I've heard Halloween's, Halloween's really busy too. It gets busy, but it's, uh, Halloween it's must busy be really cool. It's it's a little weird because it'll be like one day I'll be dead and the next day's busy, and yeah. a lot of it's based around like when they're doing the Mickey's Not So Scary party and all that. But a lot of it with Christmas too is that the the, the Christmas Day parade with Regis Philbin or whoever the hell's hosting the thing is not Christmas Day. They film that weeks and weeks. <coughs> I never knew that. Because my first year working there, I went to go Christmas Day. I was intent that morning on getting up and going there to get on TV. And my wife was like, you do realize they did that like three weeks ago, right? Because she watches The Hub even closer than I, you know, our, our intranet site. She watches it even closer than I do. And she's like, "That was hey, baby, that was like three weeks ago. I was like, but it's not Christmas yet. And I, was, <laughs> I never realized, I never st- stopped to think about it that, no, that show is not live. That's uh, what about the the marathon that you guys do? I mean, we do a bunch of different ones, but I don't really keep up with them. What are people are like? The, run, yeah, they're through. well attended. Yeah, yeah, they're well attended. But you I'll, I'll be honest with you. The, you run through the park, right? Don't you? Oh, yeah. 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 I want to do fun. that. It probably. would be fun. I mean, I think That'd it would be, if fun. I was in any condition to do something like that, I think it would be fun because... Uh, they had a video game back in the in the PlayStation One era. It was uh, was it called Disney Quest Racing? It was basically a Mario Kart game, but it took place at Walt Disney World, and you actually got to like drive through the Haunted Mansion and Splash Mountain. It's like, that game was a riot. I wish they would update it. So I can only imagine what it'd be like to like, you know yeah. really run through it. That would be pretty cool. Well, my wife, we we had just done, we just did a run together, and it was like downtown Phoenix through the streets at night, right? And it it, it made it different to run right downtown. It was it was an interesting feeling. Yeah, called the Glow Run. We wore like lights and yeah, I can't imagine like running through Disney. I think would also be very fun. You know, to have that be so energetic and just freedom in the park. I'm know? not sure what it would be like to run through. I mean, I guess it would be about the same experience. But I can tell you that being there in the wee hours, empty, dark, it's a completely different, completely different experience. Yeah. Because I had been there not long at all, maybe four or five months. And this is when I was still in monorails. Well, man, on the totem pole, one night I got volunteered to babysit the Magic Kingdom monorail station. Just basically sit on your ass for like you know, 12 hours. Yeah, security, security guard, guy. basically. Sit on your ass for 12 hours. They'll call you if they need you. They don't need you. So I would get regular breaks and stuff to, you know, every couple hours, you know, you'd get like a half hour, an hour to go, you know, take a leak and get something to eat and all that. And about. It must have been about 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, you know, and it was pitch black and everything. I went to take my break. So I just went for a walk, and I went all the way down to the hub. And I'm like the sole human being, as far as I could tell. You know, I'm sure underground was a bustle of activity, but on my level, in the actual Magic Kingdom, I was the only soul there. And it was just like... This is the most surreal experience yeah, I've ever had in my imagine. entire I, I, you life. You don't know how much I would love, it was awesome. love, love to do it was, that. It was both awesome and actually... Creepy, I'm sure. A little frightening. A little eerie. Yeah. It is. Because this place that's usually so bright and colorful and just everything it is, 
during the day or even during the night with the lights were on and the neon and all that. Yeah. It was silent as a tomb and just creepy, you know? Did they move the Hall of Presidents? No, I, don't I think thought it so. used to be like right when you walk in, it was right there on the right hand side. In Disneyland, it is. Yeah, that's where okay. great moments of Mr. Lincoln. And now it's like around the corner. It's in Liberty Square. Yeah. I swore I thought it was like right there. Mm. I mean, unless like way back, maybe it was in a. Di- I mean, as well, long as I've been, been going there, there we it's... were there t- ten years ago, and then we were there five years ago. Yeah, I don't remember. And I thought it was. Well, maybe just the 10 years ago, I thought it was, but we didn't go last time. See, it's funny, because just like you going on that tour to the to see the Haunted Mansion, you know, just like, like hearing all this stuff, it does it, uh, it makes me appreciate it more rather than oh, take absolutely. away the magic. Absolutely. Because you know what the level of artistry is. I've oh, yeah. Amazing. I've always liked to know how, know how things are I like done. to know how they work. I, yeah. Like when I got my job at the catering thing, I, volunteer, I volunteered, I I put in to work at the concerts so I could see what goes on backstage at the rock concerts and see the rock stars yeah. backstage yeah. and it's so di- like remember how the groupies and parties and stuff and the, you know these bands that you would think oh my god this is going to be wild it's like we would have to it's set so up we would have to set up the food for you know it's apples <laughs> and oranges and and energy drinks and healthy stuff and and like usually the most exciting things the rock stars would do is ninety percent of them would have a in their rider a large screen TV with video games. They would come and they'd sit backstage, play video games, have eat some food, relax, get, eat an energy bar, and go do the concert. And and you know you picture them coming in and stumbling out their joint and <laughs> and. Th- Flinging the groupies out, the women out there. Hookers blow for everyone. Yeah, the, the, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the rap bands, yeah. you're like, okay, they're young, right? Yeah. So, okay, Aerosmith, they're clean and sober, and they're, you know, all 65 years old. Yeah. Uh, that's to be expected, you know. That yeah. you know they, they, they want to make sure there's extra toilet paper in the bathroom and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> seriously. Some seriously. in the fridge. Right. And so it's like, okay, these rappers are all gangster rappers and stuff. Even wimpier than the yeah. old rock and roll. You want to hear something funny? I was listening to Fifty Cent talk about like he went to Africa on some like um, peace mission or what humanity mm-hmm. thing. Anyway, and all some of the little kids knew who he was and were shocked that he was nothing like his music. That, that, that he wasn't biting the heads, their heads off. Yeah. No, and, and you know, he's and you see him on TV. Well, he's, got, he's like married with kids. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's like, I wanted to go to Africa and, you know. It's all an image. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and he's like, and he's like, and that's exactly what he You said. see him on TV and it's then you meet him. <coughs> the stuff that's nothing like my real life. Uh, you mean, I met, met, met like it was a Cypress Hill tour, and it was it was Cypress Hill. Well, they're mostly Hispanic, but there were it, the rest of the rappers were all like gangster rappers, and they were so you know just it's middle of the road, easygoing, yeah, not, you know, no ghetto talk at all. Music. When the cameras oh, are on, yeah, like when they're talking to you, they're they're very, they're almost like businessmen. You know, they're like, hi, how are you doing? Blah blah blah, and they come in with just like the regular that street car, clothes. And car, car park. I find that fascinating. I, mean, I love that. No, I'd have seen some, but 
I have seen some, and, you know, a little bit of, you know, crazy stuff that's like rock and roll. Music. But I remember, like, music Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor, who's like this, like, of the, like the I'm demo. It's the same piece of yeah. music's going to play and, and twice. Angry music. And he's not like music. that at all. No, really he is the biggest, yeah. happy, nerdy, wimpy, kind of like this. Just, uh, my friend John's wife was, or was I've never she seen had, Nugna. she was depressed no. and mental illness, a little schizophrenia, yeah, and she was just a very, like, unhappy person, she was working with us, that figure and she, she was taking a break, yeah. and she was sitting on a bench all, like, and Trent Reznor walks up to her, and he's like, What's the matter? Are you okay? And she's just I like, really, he's just like smiling. He's like, cheer up, jeez, you know, yeah, it's, she it's, to whatever it is, it can't be that bad. It, just well, completely this yeah, like well-adjusted, happy, happy, happy person. Then out on stage and smashing things up and stuff like that. It's like they're like on the border of just like falling out of the outfit. Like that girl. Well, I don't know if you were with us today. Did you see the one that was just like the red one? No, 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 no. no, no. Did you see the red one that was about ready to fall out of her the tw- top? The Twilight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Darth oh, Talon. Like, she, she looked really I good. Is that a character? Yeah, she okay. looked good about 40 feet okay. off, but when you got Telling back, you that, saw like, everything was so tight. Brother, and like, so. Well, you know what? No, 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 no. There was another one. She was kind of loose in her top. And I seriously, I Slave Leia? No, no, no. She was one of the red... And I actually looked to see if you could see nipple because it was so loose. I was like, I was checking. You were looking for nipple? Scott was doing yeah. Everybody, that's, that's everybody slave Leia that we saw that was right yeah, outside of our panel. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that if you got well, it at the right angle, you could probably see boom. everything top. I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't tell you what hero and I saw. No, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was, she was very athletic like you, but the 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 bra or whatever the brazier or whatever right. was kind of loose. Exactly, and she was wearing it like British. I noticed a lot of English women. I don't know if the bras just don't fit in that country or what the story is, but it's like they always buy a, like a size or two too big so that they're kind of flopping around inside. The, it's like the cup is preformed, and then they're not fitted to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what she had going on. And I'm pretty oh. sure if you got the right angle, <coughs> see whatever you wanted. Um, yeah, I'm not going to mention what, what... I had a moment with the hero where we were both like, did you see that? Oh, I, and I look over it, but I'm like, of course he saw that. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it boob or downstairs? It was both. With that, what I'm thinking no, it of was, was both. It was, it was like, you're going to have to move down a little bit. Type thing. And, Wait, you know, you know when you're standing in front of a TV and it's on and you just have to look at it? You know, I was right, I was right on. And then the, my first thought is, Hero. And I look over, and he's right next to me. And whenever I say hero, now I'm hearing in my head, H-I-R-O. I've yeah, I know, seen, from, hero. from like, uh, yeah. heroes or something. I've, yeah, seen yeah. Like, I've seen, like, you know, an Asian, Asian guy. guy. <laughs> well, yeah, when, well, when I was I on never, the stage, I was I like, that hero, can, I, like, yell up Good to him. I'm you, like, man. hero, can you grab this and that? And I'm like, people are looking back, and I'm like, they're expecting to see an Asian guy. You know, <laughs> hero Kamasaki, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? You know what I think of? Comes the train. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's kids for you. They have this oh, little geez. train. It's called, his name is Patchwork Hero. And he was this awesome, <coughs> awesome steam train. Uh, that came, <laughs> came, came over from I Japan. I for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And Hero's See, not here to squash. I kind of like the name Patchwork Hero died. for him now. My kids never <laughs> even Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, now, I, I, I wouldn't mind because... 
They've had what Ringo Starr, they have some George George Carlin, and cool. Alec Baldwin. Yes, as, Alec's I, my I, favorite. It's so funny. Oh, it's as, so as the conductor. Funny. Yes. Alec, I, I don't know what to think of Alec Baldwin. He's one of those people who looks kind of like to like an action figure, uh, but some really in some is stuff Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Some stuff he's just really good. Sometimes it was surreal. just like surreal. Yeah, I, I put on had, the Shadow the other day watching was, on, on Netflix right before they took it off Instant Watch. Today. Oh, did they? Yeah, and I I was watching the I watched about the first twenty minutes and I hadn't seen it probably in 15 years. I still haven't seen And it that. was just weird to look at him because it was like, you know, because I'm used to seeing Fat Baldwin <laughs> on Dirty Rock, you know, and I'm like, right. whoa, I, this is the old movie star, yeah. hunka hunka Baldwin, you know, yes, where, this is Jack Ryan Baldwin. 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 Yeah. 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 It was like, whoa, it was, well, it was really funny in the beginning when he's all, they have him all Chinamaned out, you know, with long hair yeah. and, and fingernails and, you know. It was like a couple of years ago when he got in that tiff where what was he, he was like screaming at his kids on the cell phone or something. Mm-hmm. He gets for me just for doing the shadow and doing it so awesomely. He gets a total pass on everything. Oh, yeah. He can the he can act up is, all he wants in my opinion. It's a good thing nobody afraid. wants to hack my listened, phone and steal my voice. Have you ever listened to the, the the recording of him yelling at his daughter? No. Yes. The funny thing is, is he's basically scolding her for being a little punk. Yeah, that's what I, I, I when I listened me. to it, I went. Huh. You don't know what the no. story his is behind this. Right, exactly. His teenage yeah. daughter was being a little bitch and he called her out on it. And he, so and he called her to the floor. And I was listening to that going, so you know what? I was going, this sounds awful, but you don't but know, you what know what happened yeah. that led up to I this. I can only think of and if I it was a 16 year old daughter like me, I probably deserved it. And right. I know oh, uh, yeah. what's her, Kim Basinger and him have an awful relationship uh-huh. and that she tries frequently to make him look bad. Right, 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 right. Yeah, are you guys ever being too loud? No. What? I, I feel like we're I didn't realize they were here. I thought they were... <laughs> there's, only, there's only a few of those things that I've seen and been like, okay, this is authentic acting up like that. Hasselhoff and the cheeseburger one. Oh, that you know, there's no denying that was just pathetic. That was disgusting. Oh, yeah. that, was him just, that, that was That was really nasty. Wasted really drunk. That was so gross. I watched that. And I was like, just to get to the to get to drunk to the point of where you're like that. Yeah, something's so wrong watch, in your, <laughs> your life. You know, yeah. and and, to, and, and you know the fact that she was you know, filming him. She was uh, like, someday I'm going to film you when you're like this, and you're going to see it. You know, with the special editions and changes. Oh, it's a podcast. Now you gotta now you gotta listen to see, podcasts see, to hear See yeah. now we know now I'm people will know that we actually interact with females. So. Exactly. Yes. It's proof Gabe it's on tape. Me up. Got digital file. Future Freaks isn't your the, cup of tea. There is a podcast about every subject. How can you not be anybody's cup of tea? <laughs> I can. Aww. You want me to get? You want me to get the volume of people who, who's cup of, whose cup of tea I have not? So have you seen Does that work? Stuff? You know, there's, there's grammar right? wise. There's two people I've got, that, I've got that the I have in my life. Thing, Those the, like, that like me and the people that hate me. Hate me. Yes. Yeah. So, and I say my over because it man. looks amazing. I saw some screenshots. Yeah. Comparison screenshots. Of what? Of the new updated next gen Blu-rays. Oh. Good night, wife. We'll see you. My husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the next generation, just from the, wow. the little teaser thing that I got. Now, the sets don't hold up as well, right. but the special effects, 
Yeah. They are beautifully cleaned up and restored, and they look amazing. Do you think yeah. they tweaked any of them up at all? If they said they really haven't. They said they may have uh, cleaned up the lighting. I save you from a bug. No, a lizard. A lizard? Oh, yeah, lizard I inside. love lizards. Oh, they're oh. delicious. Oh, it ran under the. It ran what? under the um, dresser. Oh. There, there's tons of little anoles. Oh, oh, thank you. I just have to talk. Sorry. Welcome to Florida. <laughs> that one. No, I almost stepped on it. Eat so all you like. Kind of... We'll make more. Huh? Eat all you want. We'll make more. <laughs> they taste like chicken. Lizard tail for dinner. Uh, so it tastes like frog at all? I don't think so. Chicken. Frog tastes, tastes like chicken. That's just what the matrix is. Never had lizard. Like. <laughs> exactly. Oh. No, um, actually, you know, when we came down here last time for vacation, it was the, uh, my kid, my kid in school was, uh, the teacher brought home a nanoli, or a teacher brought home anolis, or the teacher brought nanolis into the class so the kids could take care of them and everything and watch them grow. And so when we came here for vacation, Lizzie had known all about the life cycle of the lizards and everything. Right. And you'd see the anolis all out over the place, and she was like, counting them and taking pictures of them and posting them up to her Facebook and all that stuff and it was it was fun so yeah the the lizards I don't mind you know just watch them you know skitter around on the floor up here but see I think Kirshner allowing them to do that scene. He gave them a lot of leeway in this movie, and I I, I think that's one of the reasons it's great. Well, and, you know, I'm not bashing Lucas, but Lucas's filming style is a lot more meticulous. I think he's the kind of person who has certain things set up in his mind and how he wants scenes to go, and he films them that way and right. there's very little room for improvisation in Lucas's films which is the way he works and for, for a technical standpoint that works but for an aesthetic and sort of actor based part it limits the movie at times and does sometimes honestly, make it seem honestly I've grown up in Arizona I've caught a million lizards so <laughs> it doesn't make it seem as as authentic as, as that scene. <coughs> they synced up... They synced up the smack with the sound effect. That's something that's bugged me my whole life. You know, it's funny. I wonder if in the wake of all these special editions and those new TVs like we were talking about, and refresh rates and higher def... I wonder if that'll be a new like audiovisual industry to get into. It's just going back and fixing up old stuff, you know. I can imagine. You know, I'm certain because I know uh, you know Criterion pulls on a lot of bucks for or, uh, you know any edition that they come out. Criterion comes out with Blu-rays. Yeah, they pull yeah. a pretty picture and or a, they pull a pretty penny for the stuff they do. And they do a lot of remastering with the picture and sound quality to make sure that it will look good on these high def t- these high def TVs. So, yeah. 
See, the carbonite block looks good. I mean, when they've upscaled it. I love that shot. Now, has that changed in the very back of it? Seeing out the window? I don't know. I'm not sure. The only change that I really noticed, you know, out of the window was like when they're running down the walls. Well, well, at that when uh, Leia's in her Bespin outfit and Han comes into the room Mm, with her, I think there was some additional tweaking of like special effects there. But I love this because it's such a polar opposite of the first movie because this is what we expected things to look like in Star Wars because every science fiction movie has looked like that. Gleaming walls, shiny surfaces, and this... But I like like that they did it, but then it's kind of like... But but even this place has a seedy underbelly. You know, Mm -hmm. there's like corruption underneath the surface. Okay, well, why does the shiny, futuristic look of this work so well, but the shiny, futuristic work of the new Abrams track just seems like the amount of they've gone out yeah, well, I could use the stereotype but probably be about they've gone into Apple I don't know why <laughs> the, the aesthetic of this day. is so iconic and so pleasing but it's just but it's it not. looks ridiculous in the Abrams track but this isn't like cold and impersonal it may be stark yeah, and white but it also has a, a has a design Probably. aesthetic to it oh yeah no it ha- yeah it has a and it also it at, like Star Wars before it looks lived in it looks right this, yeah. this has a certain like feng shui That's, type of that, thing that was a big know? thing that like I used to be Star Trek Star Trek when Star Wars came along I was like, this, you know, it was like, it split science fiction in half to the organic, sort of set in a real dirty, mm-hmm. mechanical world, and the Star Trek, which was a sort of clinical, yeah, you know, the science fiction is. where everything in the future is going to be futuristic and minimalist and, mm-hmm. and technical looking. I missed whether they digitally removed Darth Vader's lightsaber blade before he, he activates it or not, because that's something that... Uh, I don't, I don't know what age I was when I realized that, but it, ever since I saw it, it was one of those things I that always... I can see yeah. 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 Now, I was reading an article, and this will come up here in a second, that there was this... In the script uh, for the movie, there was more in the training sequence with Luke on Dagobah yes. that would explain how he was able to get out of the uh, carbonite freezing chamber. Because you... You see him fall into it, and then you know, Bear turn, you know, pushes the handle and freezes it, up. and he flies up. And you're wondering, like, how did that happen? It seems out of place. In the script, supposedly, there were supposed to be scenes filmed where Luke's, you know, doing training with Yoda and jumping through everything and doing more of that, and he has to jump up to get his lightsaber that Yoda has hung from a tree. And at the first couple of tries, he can't do it. But then eventually, he's able to make that leap and get it. And that would, you know, that would explain, explain that. into the into that scene. You know, it. I don't know I saw him running doing that flip in the jungle. That was enough. For yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> you would think that you think they would actually cut other parts of his training out and leave that in because it's like the gun on the table in the first act of a yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, you. Yeah. It, yeah. It, why? Why did? 
why is he learning how to do this? What is this going to do anything? Oh, there it but is. But then again, you know, I kind of like that they don't, because it seems like now that's like all that movie scripts are. Yeah, there isn't right. there isn't you're a right. bit of information that isn't relevant. Well, to plot I went later. to film yeah. school, you know what I mean? and when I went to film, I went to film school, and when they taught <laughs> us, they were teaching us, you know, yeah. you do this in the first act. They were teaching you the whole yeah. style, and and you know, I luckily had an old hippie teacher who was just like, now that you know that, throw that out all, all out the window, but learn it and <laughs> throw it out the window. Yeah. But a lot of people just took it to heart, and, and everybody's looking for that formula. Yeah. You know, first act this, character arc starts here, goes to here, and then you have it all mapped out in pages and minutes, and then you write the yeah. script or in that, you're like, okay, I'm getting close to the part where there has to be where the, you know, the major conflict starts. Yeah. And you and I watched J, that J-Lo movie, Monster-in-Law, and it was <laughs> every beat of that movie, every character was Came a out formula. of script writing for dummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And I call it the law, like with my wife, I always, I always joke, the, the law of the um, of the too good of a, a guest actor or whatever. I, I can't remember now, I'm blanking, I'm too tired. But like whenever we watch a show like CSI, you know what I mean? And they're, they're interviewing suspects and all of a sudden, when you can name the, the actor that showed up for the, for the, the cameo role, you're like, oh, it's obviously him because... You know, oh, it's Gary Busey. Well, it's going to be Gary Busey. Right, because Gary Busey, you, yeah. you got to give him, he's got to, yeah, he's yeah. got to get the chance yeah. to go over the edge yeah. or whatever. And the, it's like, it's like, like this, I love summer movies. And they're my favorite. But it's like, you watch like summer movies and they'll be like that, that toss throwaway line in the first act of any one of them. You're like, oh yeah, plot point. <laughs> you yeah. know? The subtitle wow. comes up, flash, big flashing neon lights. Yeah, yeah. obviously, like the vast majority of filmmakers, like it took me, it took me just until recently to realize that many people go to the movies just for something to do. They're like, oh, let's yeah. go to the movies. They have no idea what they're going to do, so they get there, and then what? It's what they're uh, what they're doing and who they're with that decides what the movie. I'm with my girlfriend. It's monster-in-law. Yeah. I'm with my friends. It's Expendables too. Yeah, you know, and 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 that's it. They, they go there and they make the decision on the spot. They don't know. They haven't read any reviews or something, but they look at the poster and they say, "Oh, Stallone, you know, Stallone's yeah. in this one." Okay, guys, are we, are we good on this? And yeah, and mm-hmm. why not? That's, that? that's like I've often remarked to my wife, like, you know, we got married in the year two thousand. <coughs> The entire time we've been married and going to movies together, I've had the internet, you know. I've never seen a bad movie, you know, I say that with air quotes, since we've gotten married because I always know what I'm getting into ahead of time mm-hmm. because of the internet. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like... And but you it, can, like, see a good review and bad review and figure out whether you're going to like it or exactly. not. Exactly. Yeah. But it used to amaze me that the first year or two of our marriage before we had kids, every Saturday morning we'd get up and go to a, a matinee in the morning. And it would, and it would, without fail, because I live in Arizona, you know, where there's a lot of retirees. We'd be there in line for, you know, the movie we'd picked, and then we'd always be behind a couple of retirees or older people that would literally just be like, "What's the next movie starting? Yes. We're going to that movie." Yes, we, yes. we just arrived here. Is there a movie starting in yeah. five minutes? Yes, we'll take that one. Well, that that makes for some off, sometimes awesome situations, like when awesome. I saw South Park the movie and it was filled. A bus full of seniors probably pulled up, yeah. And they were all sitting in it, and in, in this, in the scene where everybody's getting up during the Terrence and Phillips 
scene in, in Marching Out. They were in our movie theater. Life was imitating art, and old people are like, "Oh well, I never." And they're marching out of the theater. And it's just like, what did they think they were getting into? Yeah, it's it's not like it's it's not like this isn't the South Park I know and love. You know, they were just yeah. like, "Oh, it's a cartoon." Well, it's funny because like I've started to kind of ignore the internet when it comes to movies lately because I kind of missed. When I used to go, like, you know, in my teenage years... Lucky to draw. Yeah, when, when all we were going off of was a poster, maybe a trailer. Well, but you the know, thing was, at, at that open. time, the posters weren't the cut-and-paste yeah. Photoshop they were crap better, that they put out. Sure. They, g- they gave you, like, like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom had all yes. sorts of em- elements of the plot yeah. in it. It was sort of almost a little summation of the movie without spoiling the Save the ice cream maker. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm one, I I wish we could have made that panel because I wonder if the ice cream maker guy would have been. On Did you guys see them? Is there on an the action floor? figure? Of there was a whole conga line of them running. Through oh, really? The show floor about twenty guys dressed as the, the, ice, the ice cream, cream maker cream. dude just running. He actually has a name and a freaking action figure now. It looks ridiculous. Of course, well, the, well, the best part was the last guy in line was a black guy looked just like him running along. That's awesome. <laughs> It was awesome. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish I'd seen that. That's just, that's awesome. you gotta love oh, that. Oh yeah. Well, that's like every time you know all the the whole carpenter retrospective on uh, the vault. You know, it just made me nostalgic because that's when I got into getting movies, going to movies on my own was during that period when you know carpenter was still putting out movies yeah. and every one I just wanted. I was like. John Carpenter movie. I'm going. Bill, Big Trouble you know. in Little China was, uh, was with oh, all my yeah. friends, and we yeah. got to the theater, and I go, John Carpenter directed this. He's a Carthage boy. Let's I'm go in. see it. And they go, this looks stupid. And then everybody was, in the, in the first yeah. scene where he's going, yeah. you know, something. They're yes. all like, wow, okay. So you got, Big Tro- you got Big Trouble in Little China. I got Village of the Damned. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Br- Brazil by Terry Gilliam was another oh, one where wow. we yeah. went to the movie theater and I remember hearing the guy from Monty Python had this like two year battle to have his movie released the way he wanted it and finally won and I was like and my friend and I had Cal- gone Cal- to go to the movies and I was like we gotta Cal- go see Cal- this Cal- movie and he's like it's right. called Brazil so he's thinking Brazil it's some drama international drama oh, about Brazil or something uh, you know yeah, a, a, maybe an academy award winning classy movie with some A-list actors and stuff and it was a hard sell I'm like no man this is a guy who does cartoons for yeah and at that point he'd only done I think um, Time Bandits and yes. before that Jabberwocky yeah. were his only movies and I'd seen Time Bandits and not Jabberwocky and I'm like oh the, you know how can it be bad? And and we and but I, having no idea, and we went to see it. You know, in five minutes, he's like, "Ooh, this was a good choice, man. This is great." Yeah, Killian has a really good sense. Has a really good aesthetic sense in his filmmaking, and yeah. he's able to take weird things that go on and make them like really interesting. Yeah, I, the only film that I couldn't really watch of Killian's was Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Uh, I watched it pretty much all the way through, but then I just... Smarts. Uh, maybe it was just the characters. No, no, it's a t- that's a tough movie, because I'm a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan. I love Hunter S. Thompson. He, he, <coughs> but, um, so, like, a lot of the hallucination scenes in there, I'm watching them and going, this... Terry Gilliam's done some acid tip, but... 
it is such a faithful adaptation of that book, and that is so gritty. I mean, I love Hunter S. Thompson. Three quarters of the way through that movie, I'm like, this is this is rough, man. When by the time by the time his lawyers in the bathtub going and all screwed up on drugs and telling him, you know, when White Rabbit peace, I want you to throw the throw the thing in the tub and you know and and their rooms full of water and all ruined. And, that's what Hunter S. Thompson yeah. and Terry Gilliam wasn't afraid to make it an, an unpleasant it's, movie to watch because it's, 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 like it's a really it's funnier as a book but when you yeah. see yeah. it I mean yeah. it's yeah. it's You're meant to be gritty awful Hunter S. Thompson you're supposed to be laughing at him, but at the same time, having a good bit of... What, 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 what is that? You know, you're supposed to have a good deal of revulsion and... I'm not doing this with your camera later. Shock. Okay. If you want your camera, you better do it. All right, all right. Picture real fast. Only do it this one time. There you go. I'm not going to outfit on you. Oh, you put that in. Get some skin. Get some skin. Uh, I don't think well, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if you guys were out here. Nice. <laughs> Choice. Yeah. Oh, Lordy. Do, do the Burt Reynolds lower Lordy, cast. Lordy, 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 Lordy. Your battery is dying, so we need to hurry, guys. Okay. Classic. <laughs> 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 That's a golden. <laughs> 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 
That's this guy, this guy, we would be in this room reading a comic book and we'd be talking and reading comic books and he'd go, Chris, and I'd turn around and my, like a rotten, rotten, dirty foot would be right. He would do that to his poor cousin Michelle who would come over to visit him. <laughs> That's probably. We're gonna post these. Oh Jesus, my wife! Yeah. Obviously, I would get like a thousand I'm totally texts. Passed out. You are supposed to go home with your kids. You're drunk as shit. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, oh you guys probably already going then, huh? What time is it? It's 11.50. It's 12 o'clock. Alright, yeah, we're probably out to actually. I know, it's late. Alright, so here we are. It is, what day is it? Saturday, like noonish or something, right? Yeah, around there, yeah. Um, I don't know about you. I can't speak for you, but dude, I hit the wall last night. I was like, wow, I, I was completely and utterly spent. And I have not slept decently for more than just a couple hours at a stretch since well before the con started. And uh, and last night we got home and I just, that was it. I mean, there was no, absolutely zero problem with sleep at all. I, I figured we probably got in and, and actually got to bed about, what, 1.30, 2 o'clock, something like that. Yeah, probably closer to 2. I don't remember a thing again until... I rem- I woke up at 8.30 thinking, oh, damn, we need to get up and move and we're losing time. And then I don't remember a thing after that until about 9.30, 9.40. So, I mean, I instantly fell right back to sleep. But, dude, I needed it. I was... I went, what time were you up? Because you were up and dressed before I even... I was up and dressed for literally about 10 minutes before... Oh, okay. You were, so you, you, you got the same thing then. Yeah, I and, I and actually I woke up before that, like, probably around 7.30. Clock, got up, took a piss, and went right back to sleep. Yeah, we were wiped. Absolutely. I didn't. I was catching my second wind last night. Last night I didn't feel too bad. Yeah. But the con, like towards the end of when we were getting ready to leave the con last night, I was starting to feel it. Yeah. Not as much in my body. I, I but think in my we all brain. were. Yeah. I think we all were. Honestly, I, I noticed everybody like slurring speech and stuff. Like we were. Like we've been drinking or something. That's how I felt. I felt like I've been drinking all day, you know. And I hadn't, I hadn't touched the stuff since we started, you know. Yeah, you know, it, it, people get a blank look in their eyes when they're really tired. But you know, I don't know. I, I and um, when we went back to the condo last night, we had a lot of fun just sort of hanging out and talking. And it's funny. It's gotten to that point where everybody's sort of gotten to know each other, gotten to uh, oh, yeah. beat on each other, and it's almost time to go. <laughs> That's how it works. I've had a riot, though, man. It, it's it's awesome. These these are stories we're going to be telling for years. That's the cool thing, you know. So that's awesome. Yeah, we won't have to tell them. We'll just leave the podcasts up and let people listen to them ourselves so we can be lazy about it. <laughs> well, the great thing about it, though, is like... Somebody commented on this last night was the fact that... You know, there's there's a little bit of that initial weirdness factor of, okay, now we're actually face-to-face, you know, and maybe you didn't quite look the way I visualized you or something, you know, that sort of awkwardness, but that didn't last long. I mean, for the most part, we all felt like we were old friends that had well, known each other a long time. And I don't know if you've ever cool gone and looked at these people's Facebook pictures and something. Maybe it's because I Photoshop everybody all the time. I mean, I do to a degree, but the thing is, there's there's that... I don't know if it's still out there, but there used to be that app on Facebook that I know a lot of people were using 
that shows when someone goes into your your wall or whatever the hell they call it and shows like that that for for one thing that they're looking but also like what they're looking at so i that kind of weirds me out it's like all right you've posted it but now you want to know what i'm looking at it and it's like okay so now are they if i click on like Say we have a female listener. <laughs> like that's ever happened. It's theoretically. But theoretically, say we had a female listener. If I go in and I start looking at your your pictures, you know, are you thinking, you know, yeah, exactly, exactly, you know, and I feel the same way. Even if it's like our male listeners, you know, that that are they thinking that you know, like you're you're you know stalking their kids or something? You know, it's it's so I don't I generally do not look. Unless it's like the single picture that they put up, because those come right up on the main, right, the main right. feed. I generally don't go into somebody's like wall and look at their like you know history of pictures because it's just I don't know. I'm always afraid that that it's going to seem weird to them if they, if they have the ability to know that you know it, it kind of weirds me out to be honest. Even though I post you know a billion pictures a week, you know. But I recognized everybody. As a matter of fact, I, I even called Sean Engel before any... I was like, I bet you that guy walking right there is Sean. And we were like, yeah, whatever, but he couldn't be here by now. And then I saw him again walking across the lobby towards us. Right, yeah. And I'm like, I That's funny, that we, did, we, we drove right up on him, too. We did. We were, we were in the car right up, up on him. And I'm like, I bet you that's him. So... Yeah, I, I everybody, everybody looked familiar to me, you know, except for the people who I have never had any, you know, Dave's Dave's wife. Dave does not look a thing like the, the like his Facebook uh, oh, avatar. Really? No, I, I, at least I don't think so. Oh, I spotted him in a second because his Facebook pic, his Facebook icon uh, avatar, whatever the hell you call it, to me, he looks a lot like my buddy uh, Garrett. So you know, I, I, that's in my mind. That's kind of what I associated Something he was going to look like. So you're looking for Garrett. So I, yeah. So when I actually met him, I was like, okay, you guys. About the only similar thing is they've got that like fuzzy, quasi-shaved head thing going on, and that's about it. You know what I mean? That that's like the end of any remote similarities between them. So it was kind of awkward at first, but and then again, I mean, I always I I would love. I would absolutely love if we have listeners that have never even seen a picture of us to write in and say what What they imagine that we look like because that's got to be hilarious, you know? Because I know that, you know, my my mental images that I've had of other podcasters, you know, and then I actually met them, generally speaking, I'm like, wow, you are completely different from the way I imagine that you look like, you know? Ricky Bergani probably being the the biggest example because... You know, not to sound mean or anything, the guy kind of looks like the human version of Droopy Dog. But you listen to his voice, and that's... I picture, like, Casey Kasem, you know? And he just sounds like him, you know? So it's really weird. It's, it's very strange. Well, oh, anyway. great. Now, now you call Ricky Bugatti Droopy Dog. <laughs> you actually probably get a kick out of that. Call it and start controversy, man. You want me not to start controversy, you start oh, telling Jesus. people they're dogs. <laughs> Calling our fellow podcasters. Yo, dog. Yo, dog. Yo, dog. dog. Alright, this rain better blow over or there's not a thing I can do about it. Yeah. No, I mean, we're, maybe I'm going to start, maybe I should start in on Andy Dog and Michael Dog. <laughs> right now they're going, <gasps> he mentioned us. He mentioned our names. Oh my God, Chris Honeywell's talking about Andy and Michael. <laughs> I got to find out. 
Amy I, and Michael Smith. They're, they're, now they're British and they were making fun of our Americanness. So I'm going to call them um, <laughs> Sir Michael Pinchaloaf and and uh, hmm <laughs> Sir, Sir Andrew of the <laughs> Liver. <laughs> Sir Andrew of the, the Liverwurst. <laughs> They're probably sitting there. They're probably spitting out their tea right now. (laughs) (laughs) How dare. They just... What they do is they just pull the curtain aside to look out the window at Big Ben to try to figure out what time it is over here. Yeah. (laughs) They couldn't really see it for all the chimney sweeps and the roofs between them and that. (laughs) Oh... I'll get you, you bastards. Jeez, I say Jeeves. Come in here and give me the time. Uh, My British accent sucks. Yeah, it's almost as bad as shitty Yoda. I'm going to be shitty English butler now. Maybe I should do shitty Yoda with a British accent. I don't (laughs) even know if that's possible. Shitty British Yoda. (laughs) Well, you know how they, you know, they'll take a movie... For the foreign market, and they'll they'll dub it, you know, like Star Wars in Japanese uh-huh. or something. There should be Star Wars in British. Now, what would you I would love? Oh, of course, half the movie is anyway with I the was Imperial say, side. Would you, but would still, you have you to know? take them and give them German accents or American accents? <laughs> you know, would be like they're headed in this direction. This is madness. <laughs> There'll be no escape for the princess this time. I can't do some creative editing. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's funny though. <laughs> you know they'll love that. Oh yeah. I don't know. We gotta we, we, we uh, develop that whole fight. <laughs> fight. Fight. Oh, that's hysterical. But uh, yeah. But uh, man, I um, had my first Chick Fil A, and have and. Found, we found this little boy called the Hair Metal Hero. I think we're going to take him home, get him, oh, little, want, yeah. get him his own little dinner bowl and little bed. And I think we're going to keep him. He was killing me yesterday, man. He Literally. Is he, is, he is hysterical. But uh, I would like to figure out ways to assemble this little crew that we've gotten together here. Either about... I don't know. Do you think there's going to be another star? Like next year, it'll be another Star Wars celebration. Well, it's, it's it's biannual, so I mean, two years. Even, even if even if it comes back, it'll be two years. Which damn, it seems like such a long time from now. But I mean, you know, there's MegaCon every year. But the thing is, MegaCon's awesome and everything. But I mean, I'll be, I'll be perfectly frank. I don't think it would be worth like traveling across the country for. Well, we could, you know, we can always travel a little over to, to Atlanta and do Dragon Con, which would be oh, yeah, exactly. Gundos. Yeah. That would be that would that would involve a little more creativity. But you know, for me, you know, my wife's family's there. 
Uh, so that might actually work to my advantage of like, okay, you know, let's go visit your folks, honey, conveniently right when, you know, Dragon Con's happening, you know, which actually we talked about, remember? We talked about yeah. getting that before. So, uh, maybe, no, maybe it wasn't me and you, maybe it was me and Mike. Anyway, it, it has been discussed before. And, and, and she was actually, have to nerd out she was that. actually surprisingly cool with that idea. Yeah, because yeah. she gets to go visit her folks exactly. and get rid of your ass. Exactly, yeah, exactly. It's the best <laughs> of both you, worlds. Yeah, yeah. have you poking around. Yeah, she gets, goes to get love and attention from mommy and daddy and gets rid of the nerd husband. So, yeah, it actually worked very, very well. So, so that's, that's a definite possibility, you know? Um, the only other Dragon thing I can think of... more expensive because that's definitely hotel rooms right. and stuff. There's no cash discounts or people with condos down there. Right. It's like, so... Yeah. Like, and it's funny because Dragon Con, if we are going to go to Dragon Con next year, we'd almost have to start planning it next month. Right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, you know, that 10 bucks I was going to spend on the uh, naked Lando action figure is going to have to just... Yeah, I'm gonna have to forget that, you know. And if we got this crew to Dragon Con, and there's are there's already a bunch of people, you know, there's Eric Peterson, Todd Grady, Hope Mullinex always goes, and we could get a real, well, yeah. a whole shit ton of two true freaks to mount the current podcasters in one right. place. And well, yeah, the, the more people we have, the more people it is to split hotel rooms right, and stuff like right. that. Well, the only other thing I th- had considered too. I, I considered it, and I almost threw it out there as a possibility, but I, I don't... See, the thing is, I don't want it to be misconstrued as like sounding like extremely pretentious or something, because believe me, I'm not. But, you know, stealing a page from other podcasters' playbook of just doing like a convention based on, on, on the show, which is basically what this is anyway. I mean, yeah, you know, it's Star Wars Celebration and all that, but, you know... Most everybody in in our group has said that they came because it was all of us getting together yeah, because we all knew each other from came. the show. You that's know why exactly. I'm here. So I mean, why not do that anyway? Whether there's an actual event going on or not, we make it the event just because it's us getting together and hanging out. Well, I'm I'm totally cool with that. Well, here's the thing, like. If I wasn't going to the con today to sort of take some pictures and to meet up with everybody, I could care less. There's nothing. I've yeah, seen, you know, I'm I've seen kinda, everything I want I'm the see same there. way. I'm kind of done with the con at this point. It's like going and getting that picture that I forgot to take when we were there the right, other day. Right. But if we didn't go today, I have more than got enough of the Star Wars. I just want to, at this point, what I'm most looking forward to in the next, you know, when we get there, is just being with the guys again and just hanging out. Because I'm having a blast, dude. I'm planning on taking the camera and the video. I haven't taken the video camera out at the con yet because today, today is going to be the biggest attended. You know, I'll bet you. We, I'll bet you. Like, I'll bet you we might be like waiting for. We could possibly be waiting for a second bus in the parking lot to get to the. Oh yeah. And stuff. Yeah. You know, with all the. Um, we heard we uh, uh Bertoni. Um, texted us this morning and had heard rumors that Lucas had been spotted wandering around. So that's only gonna cluster things up, you know, more. Oh, it's Frank Lucas, though. Yeah, right. I th- oh, I thought it was Lucas, that kid from that movie in the eighties. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Lucas Haas. Lucas Haas. But uh, so. Yeah, it's definitely going to be more congested. I'm hoping, you know, like there's some... Like yesterday was the Clone Wars premiere, which was one of the things we were like, that's one of the things we got to see. So when we went to get in line with that, we were going, 
Oh, and we had our panel yesterday, so which you'll hear on the show. But uh, so we we probably, if we would have wanted to see the Clone Wars first two Clone Wars episodes of next season, we would have had to started waiting in the middle of our panel. It sounds like so that. And that was what started at what, like 6 o'clock or something like that, or 5 o'clock? Right. So when we got up there, it was all crowded, and we are like, oh, there's a bunch of people here, but when they open the doors, you know, I hear it's a huge, you know, huge room. It doesn't look like it's going to be too bad, but what we didn't know was they'd already packed the place past capacity, right. closed the doors, and these were just the stragglers and the latecomers. So that didn't I, happen. I never, I never, it's funny you bring that up because I never said anything to anybody, you know, during everything yesterday. I was actually pretty bummed out about that because I was really, really, really looking forward to being there for that premiere. But I, I was the too, way but there was that, really uh, nothing we could have Oh, there was absolutely, oh yeah, absolutely. There was nothing, I mean, there's no sense crying over it because we were powerless to do anything about it. But uh, is Kevin Smith today? I care because when Ke- if, when Kevin Smith is on, half the con's gonna disappear into it and give us all oh, you know, yeah, that's a lot true. of room. That's true too. That's what happened. That it, when we missed um, Clone Wars, right? Then we could go downstairs and all of a sudden it was like all emptied out. We could get more pictures and, and all that. So but I tell you, the sad on that wound for me was listening to Dave's description of how it went down because that actually sounded like it sucked. You know, uh, there's nothing there that's worth me waiting to. Right to see. Yeah. Even I me. Mean, I don't Lucas, wait that long for rides. All you know? gonna be on YouTube eventually. I don't care if, if actual. I, I I really I. Thank you, George Lucas, but I could really give a shit if if lightweight real light waves reflect off you and hit my own eyes. I just don't <laughs> care. I don't. Those, those light waves that hit my eye touch George Lucas first. I I just don't. You know. Know that you would totally go home and feel yourself. Don't say that you wouldn't. It feels like nerd. <laughs> but uh, honestly, I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't know what George Lucas has to say. It could be interesting. At this, I mean, I'm sure whatever if he does a presentation, it'll be very interesting. I'm just pointing to a billboard that shows that uh, a hurricane is headed. Right up the center of the peninsula, Addis. Awesome. I thought, yeah, that's what I heard is it was supposed to hit tomorrow, right? I guess. It sounded like it was hitting when I was, uh... It sounds like I, it sounded like I was going to be pulling out of the Greyhound in a rainstorm, is what it sounded like. Yeah, have fun with that. I'm going to be in a Greyhound. I don't care. And I'll be moving away <laughs> from Florida. So... I just want the weather to hold out long enough today that we can go just lay in the lazy river for like an hour or two, you know, in the afternoon, because we've kind of ditched a lot of the, the secondary plans that we had as far as like going to the Avengers and then doing an evening at Disney and stuff like that, but uh, the, the, the hanging at the pool with my buds, that still sounds like the best plan of all. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, if there's, if, if there's a lazy river, there's also water slides and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. But, I mean, like you had said, you want to you want to get that picture of, of Hero coming down the slide. I don't you know, know if it sounded too hot. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, dude, we can talk. I, can, I think I can talk him into that. We haven't bought any liquor yet, so... I felt like the two of us hit it off pretty damn good. 
voice hysterical, man. He cracks me up. Because Dave and Sean, they're both really fun because they've got that dry eye yeah. going. You know, they're very low-key. Hero's just like, he's all out there. You know, it's like, here I am. What you see is what you get, you know? And he just cracks me up. What was it he said yesterday in the Chick-fil-A parking lot that probably that was... He basically told you to fuck off. Oh, he goes, uh... Off is, off is the general direction in which you should fuck. <laughs> which is kind of Yoda-like. Yes. So maybe he's going to be the Yoda of the trip. Or no, I think it was off is the general direction in, in which, which you should, should fuck. fuck. goes over really well in the Chick-fil-A parking lot. What's funny is uh, Sean and I were going up for our food and they bring the Sean's food up and he goes thank you and and, uh, and, and the guy who was this like kind of hipstery kid with like the like moose hair he's not with like right. sort of it wasn't a mohawk but he moosed it it was like a rooster comb almost in his hair and, and Sean goes thank you he goes God bless you and I'm like did you sneeze? And I'm like, dude, when I get my food, I'm going to sneeze first and see if he says, God bless you. But then the guy I got who got gave me my food wasn't as into saying, God bless you. So he's like, like thank you. He goes, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's doing the family prayer where they like, you know, say the, say the whole blessing in like right. three quarters of a second so they can get to the food. It was just, it was great. And I was like, ah, so there's employees here who are like, Oh man, I don't want to say God bless you. I say God bless you eight million times, and I think it sounds like people are sneezing all the time. <laughs> I wonder if anybody but me caught the kid that came up. He came up all like Alfred the Butler style, and he had his big silver tray yes. full of mints. Yes. And we, we all, I mean, as politely as possible, we all basically said, fuck off. <laughs> He actually walked away looking hard. It was hysterical. I mean, they don't want my mints. They don't want a mint. Smelly buggers. Blue green. The thing about places like that, restaurant places like that, restaurants like that, where where there's suit like um like um Joy was Joy and, and Dave were dressed as a Mandalorian, and they told Joy if you put your helmet on and come back in. Take a picture will give you some free dessert. Those places where like niceness is man- like mandated. Now, granted, they like you saw the like you saw the manager guy in his shirt there. You could tell he was just like, uh, you know, really nice guy. You know, he was like one of those like pillar of the community, nice guy type of guys. But then again, you get you're you're a fast food place. You get teenagers in. And you have to sit them down and tell them just what they have to do. To, you know, it's like when you go to Applebee's and they all have to come out and sing Happy Birthday. I always feel bad for people who have to work off a script. You know, you've had, I'm sure you've worked off many, many politeness scripts. Now, at Disney, it's kind of not, not always, as, as I'm sure you'll tell you. But it's like a lot easier to be nice. You know what I mean? It's not like something that it's like... All right, I gotta be like friendly, friendly to this guy, you know. You, you, um, you know, like we were at the pin station the other day, and the, and the guy just saw Star Wars shirts and just starts right, up a right, conversation. Yeah. But when you're at a fast food place where you're you're not dealing with people who are on their happy vacation, 
or just who knows what you know right. has happened or whatever you know who know it's it's every kind of person in society all coming in there and you have to be like soup not just civil to them you have to be you have to be gracious and extend the hand of of oh man that would just kill me <laughs> and I'm sure it just kills like teenagers too you know it's just like oh, I don't want to be here I want to be with my friends or either that or sleeping <laughs> but just being friendly with my Xbox is that Universal Studios is that the Globe Universal no, Studios no, Universal's actually right over here turn around just slightly as we go through this section right here you're going to be able to see a whole lot of the park that giant building right there looks like the vehicle assembly building that uh-huh. giant gray building that's actually Jurassic Park that's oh. the show building for that look right through this tunnel when we get on the other side of this wall and you can see the back side of Universal really good oh yeah see it oh yeah that big uh, purpley blue looking thing there that's the back side of uh, Ripsaw Falls the Dudley do right ride oh with Love that. Were you a big fan of the Jay Ward? Oh, any Jay Ward. Yeah. were hilarious. That thing is a tribute to Jay Ward, and it is hard. There's another good view of it there. You can see Hogwarts and all that. See it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish we could have done that. I I tried to finagle a a, a free pass for it, but just didn't work out. Yep. I think you. I think you would get a kick out of Universal. It's a really good park. It's funny that they have. I mean, I'm really happy they have a uh, a tribute to Jay Ward. But mm-hmm. man, that's like something. That's like something that should appeal to people older than us. Oh right? yeah. You know, some of your son's age is talking about Jay Ward. And, well, what the hell are you talking about? You know, Bullwinkle. Uh, yeah, what? Bullwinkle and Rocky. Doesn't do it. You know. Uh, what was it? Peabody and Mr. Peabody and Sherman. And Sherman, that's right. You know that. And I don't even know. I'm sure there's some cable station that plays them. It's, you know, Cartoon Network or some retro station. But, you know, to build a whole ride around it is pretty it's cool. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I started, uh, after I started going there again, and, and, and uh, it, it kind of reignited my passion for. Uh, for Dudley Do-Right because I love those old Dudley Do-Right shorts they are ridiculous man they so much fun it was the first time where they were doing like that cheap shit that was basically the animation in that was like the cheapest shittiest animation right in the 60s you know it was, but it was, all, it was all in the writing it was in the that. writing and the vocal performances and the timing of it and so they made it really fast paced joke after joke after joke puns there weren't many visual jokes. The visual, no. the visual jokes were kind of funny, but it, it wasn't a very visual thing, you know. It was right. A lot of a lot of repeated, sh- you know, when Rocky would fly, they would just used to say right, same thing every and, time, and, yeah. and, use, and, and turn it into uh, also a, a point of humor, you know. And uh, and repetition, lots of repetition. You know, you're always guaranteed. Like, hey, Rocky, watch bull rabbit out of my hat. There goes that goddamn helicopter ride again. Oh yeah, twenty five dollars. We're driving down the street to go to. Uh, man, I put a hurting on some chickens yesterday because we went to Popeyes in the afternoon. <laughs> and um, just let me give a plug for the Popeyes in in Orlando, whichever one we went to, the one that's near the convention center. 
Uh, you know how you have those signs in the bathroom that say employees must wash their hands? Yeah. So I'm in there. There's two employees in there. Now, mind you, they're not coming out of the shitter or taking a piss. They came into the bathroom and they're talking about, you know, their friend at a nightclub that, you know, had gotten in a fight or something that, and you know, they're just shooting the shit about it and they start washing their hands. Scrubbing, scrubbing, soaping up their hands like a surgeon up, up halfway, you know, up their forearm and then rinsing them off and then the, and then the other guys doing the same, same deal and I'm like, alright man, the they don't mess around. The food's going to be... At least I'm not going to be getting anything from the, the, the employees are into being clean here. And then when I'm, when I'm done doing my business, i got to wash my hands. And they had that water on, like, set on steaming boil. <laughs> I put it under it. I'm like, ouch! And I'm like, not only did they, you know, they put soap all over it, they sterilized it with heat. So you can feel safe at the... Popeye's fried chicken in, in Orlando, Florida. That was good too. That was really good. I, I haven't had Popeye's in years. You and I used to, when you lived in Rochester, we used to go to that Popeye's in Rondecoid all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's funny because I, I, it always cracks me up that you, you uh, pronounce Popeye's Popeye's. Almost like it's a P U P. Popeye's. 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 What's squeaky Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Soleil seriously creeps me out. Oh, me too. I know they're over at Disney and all that. I don't like clowns. I don't like foreign weirdness. And you put the two of them together and it's just like a recipe. clowns. Yeah. Screw that shit. Yeah, it's a recipe for me having nightmares for the rest of my life. I don't need that shit. It just, it's... It's it's a pretentious thing. It's oh, like, it's incredibly it's, pretentious. Yes, yeah, it has a perfect that, way to say. Yes, it has that new age, you know, the new age music. And new it's, age, and yes. It's, it's a way for people who want to be who want to be like feel that they're going to opera or something yeah. to go to something that's basically something <laughs> should be doing. You know, I mean. I have nothing but ad- admiration for the acrobats and like no, sheer I physical strength. I never like likes to do all that shit. Yeah, I, appre- I appreciate that it takes talent to do that. That it takes whatever. Drag a, tra- it take- drag a tractor trailer by your teeth. That's the strong man that impresses me. The one that's in the circus lifting two big, you know, gray painted balloons over his head and uh, a stick. No, I'm no, not impressed by I'm that I'm talking shit. about when they fucking hang ropes down oh, or right, something, yeah. and somebody will grab a rope with one hand and, like, lift their whole, you know, lift Whatever. their body up with their legs straight up. Shoot that impressive. rope off the top of the Empire State Building, hook to another building, and swing through the streets of Manhattan like Spider-Man. Then you'll impress the hell out of me. Hanging off a pair of drapes and twirling around does not do anything. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, we've seen the commercials for that before where it's the, it's the practically right. naked dude wearing a pair of, like, pajama pants, and he's hanging onto two drapes and, like, whirling around. And it's like, am I supposed to think this is cool? Because I think you no, look kind of... Yeah, you know, know. No, but they give you the half-naked chicks to, to look at you. The chicks are, like, pretty naked in their own friend. You know, you know the French, man. They like to get they like to get buck naked. I don't know. Maybe it's really mean, but I, I think if you added, like, a NASCAR factor to it, you know, like... I, you know, NASCAR to me means potential car crashes, which is the only reason I would ever sit. Oh, I thought you were making 
Because they do themes. Cirque du Soleil did the Beatles. Which no, is, oh, okay. No, I thought no, you no. meant like... Okay, no, no, no. You want to no, appeal no. to America and do the NASCAR version. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, I you mean, mean like... Add a little, add a little, little danger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, not too long ago, and I hope it wasn't this one, but not too long ago there was one of those Cirque du Soleil type of things where... There was the girl that's that's wrapped in the cloth at the top of the arena, and then she like slowly unravels all the way down, right. you know. And then when she gets all the way to the ground, you realize that was the only thing supporting her. Right. So something right. went wrong in one of those shows. It all unraveled all at once, like pulling a toilet paper roll, and she just like fell to her death. You know, that's horrible. But at the same rate, if they were all like that, you know, where there was that potential for like disaster, it adds a certain level of. Alright, well now right. I'm intrigued by it. Right. Every, it's just a bunch of twirling one out of crap around. One out like, of every ten trapezes is, is, is uh, one out of is that <laughs> make it like one out of Which every tra- yeah, wait. Uh, one out of every thousand trapezes is greased down or electrified <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 just got <laughs> he just you just swim it out of the air and plus you death. I would go see that though. And but that would you'd be you'd never get an acrobat to do that. He'd never get. They'd never be able to hire people after that. But you'd be packing the places in. If, if there was like guaranteed, you know, deadly malfunction, every, you know, one out of every thousand performances, people would be playing those odds. People no would be shit, buying, man. I'd be going every week. Going, yep, dude. Let's see how much will it cost me for a thousand shows? Exactly. Because I, you know, like, sh- and you know, dude. You know, if we did that, it would be show number nine ninety eight or something. We'd be at it, and then some. Uh, they hit the ground. It's like, God damn it! It's cost me eight million dollars to <laughs> get to that. And like some asshole who just like bought a ticket, like won a ticket off the radio, or asshole friend who won a ticket off the radio is like, I don't know. I think I'll go to this. We'll go on now. The first time, some guy will get like fall into the meat grinder. Now I'm getting pissed at a whole scenario. It's never gonna happen ever. Welcome and, and, to being me. <laughs> I'm getting pissed at theoretically getting gypped by Cirque du Soleil by not killing people for my amusement. <laughs> I never plan on ever going to Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I'm an asshole, man. I got anger management issues, obviously. <laughs> Maybe we'll go into that later, but yeah. Well, we've already decided that you are a man on the edge, so. Man on a wire. Oh, that is hysterical. <laughs> Josh Bertoni. Let's uh-huh. see how he's got for me now. New multimedia message. It's probably him standing with George and his feet in front of me. <sighs> Wait, George Lucas has his feet in front of you. What's that all about? <laughs> God damn it, man. We buy our tickets to see George Lucas 500 times and Bertoni sees him on the first time. Tell him to kick him. Tell him to come up to spit on him. Tell him to come up. Yeah, spit on him. Go, you wrecked my childhood. Now I'm going to wreck yours. And have George Lucas say, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> um, you're not making any sense. Um, I wasn't uh, meaning to wreck your childhood. We can go back to your childhood and put some Rontos in it. Would that make that <laughs> Would you, would you like me to get ILM to clean up your childhood? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And, and if you don't tell everybody, I'll get I'll get you laid in the fifth grade. How about that? And, we're, and we can call it even for the Phantom Menace. Oh my God, that's a whole new that we need to do that. That's a whole new thing, a whole new segment. A whole, a George whole Lucas thing. cleaned up my childhood. Oh my God. The Two True Freaks child... We should go through... We should get one of our Storyteller episodes with either Pete Hash or Eli Nutter and, like, do a go special edition, a special edition. Where, where we're telling the story and you hear, like, oh, of like Ron, Ron Jones and, like, an extra spaceships flying by us as we're talking. That would be awesome. And have other, have other people involved in the conversation. And... Every time, like, at any line that we're not happy with, we dub it back in, like, but with, like, we'll hire a voice actor to be like, and then there was the time where Eli, whisper, whisper. Do you remember their room number? It was five something. I could, it (laughs) was, they're in the tennis. It was 52, and it was in the 50s on that. Yes, I know the general area. I can't remember the exact. We can always room have number. them. We can always call them up and have them meet us in the parking lot. I wanted to surprise them. Oh, they know we're coming, though. You have it still. Open your door, and two true freaks are standing there. How freaking awesome would that be? I think the novelty is wearing off with those guys. <laughs> yeah, right now. I know. <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, these guys are actually kind of assholes. Yeah, I know. What's funny? Wait, would you, what's you funny? Like a commercial. This could happen to you. You could open your door and win two true freaks. <laughs> you could win two true freaks for a month. All right, oh we're here to crash. God. What's funny? What's is, in the fridge? What's funny is, and this is not a story that's going to even get approached now, but just in general, Scott is the one with the reputation for the temper. And I'm the one who's oh, don't, 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 don't even go we into see, this. But there, there, <laughs> now people are like, I think Chris no. is a psychopath, a dangerous psychopath. Luckily, none of them have their children. Here. It wasn't even that. That's not what earned you the man on the edge reputation. It's where they thought that you and I were like really going to get into it the other night. Oh, that was that was nothing, man. That was just I know. That was just us. That was just us. That was just us and tired and grumpy and like. <laughs> I got one of my best fuck yous ever in that one though. That was that was uh, I was very proud of it. How's it going? You too. Take care. Um, we 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 were we were rushing to get out of the house and I was all grumpy and like you know don't rush me. <laughs> shit together. I don't know. Your throat. Come on and you know come on come on don't rush me. But like uh, I got one of my my favorite like passive aggressive zingers in where. Scott goes, well, well, look, you know, he's trying to make peace. He goes, look, is there anything I can do to help? And I'm like, no, no, no. And he's like, do you want me to go out in the car and start up the car and wait for you? And I just, I go, if it makes you feel better, <laughs> yes. And I see Dave, and Dave's just like, Whoa. oh, man. He's like, that was the most polite way of saying fuck you <laughs> I've ever heard. I don't, actually, I don't know if it was Dave who said that because... I don't remember who said that, but they were like, that was a very... It was probably Hero. Let's see. He's improving like that. Where the hell is Building 5 from here? It'd be nice to be able to just park, like, right, right. where they're... They're the tennis can. That's all I know. Yeah. 
I don't think this... Oh, this is building 9 and 10. How the hell did we get over here? That giant, the giant Coca-Cola cup, that's pretty cool. Are those stairs in there, or is it yeah, just Yeah, it's a stairwell. It's a stairwell, yeah. okay, that's why it's got the holes Yeah, that's in where it. we stayed with Spaceball when we stayed here. It's actually pretty cool with the pennants all over and all that. Alright, well, we'll just go back to general parking then. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not sure where, I'm not sure where the hell Building 5 is. Only penny this man will pay is. Chris Honeywell's baseball cap theory. If you have a baseball cap, a baseball hat, and you have the cap facing forward, that's good. Put it facing backwards if you're feeling like, you know, wanting to look a little sporty or like the wind's blowing and you don't want it to flip off your head. But every single degree that you turn it off either straight forward or straight back is like... Five points off your IQ. <laughs> so I'll just get the hat on, tip it about 90 degrees, you can roll me around and... Having one and two is fine. No, 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 I mean, I'm not saying she was Here like the crazy. guys have action figures, man. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I'd like to say, I'd like to talk shit about it, Whoops. too. I'm not saying she was like crazy cat lady about it, but it was just... You know, I mean, what it was is we had she her collection of them. You can't tell me. Did, did you give her shit about them? No, no, no never, 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 No, what they were is she would collect ones. God damn it! I forgot to go and get gas. Um, she would collect based on important moments in in her life. life, and then eventually our life together. You know, like you know that sort of thing. That you know? makes so, All right, hold that thought. Hello? Are some stickers? Hey, how are you? A penis. Uh-huh. This is with a circle slash. Uh, a penis? No, fetus. Oh. 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 Oh, okay, yeah, we're, we're actually on our way right now. We're on I-4. We should be there within a, a matter of moments. I'm sorry, we're just kind of moving at a relaxed pace today, so... I'm like, <laughs> All right. Yep, we are on our way. Okay. Is that Bill? Uh-huh. So he tells me these guys have a show to do, and they need their power cord back. 
Oh. What a fucking tragedy. So anyway, oh. all of her, uh, all of her stuff was based on, you know, like when we met and, you know, when she got pregnant, you know, and when the boys were born and everything. So the, the characters on the, the little statuettes represented members of the family. And this one time we moved, and to a figure, every single one that represented, I think it was Logan, but one of the two boys, oh. those were the only ones that were damaged, and in each case, the head was snapped off. <laughs> now, I'm not the most superstitious person, but that's fucked that up. Pause. You know? yeah, that and it really pause. bothered us a lot. And so we were like extra, like super protective of Logan for like months after that. I because just that's just the heads back on. Oh well, yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I mean I fixed them. I mean it's not like I just like oh they're broken. Yeah, I mean I fixed them, but it's just I mean it's that added creep factor of you know omens are omens. You know, and it was kind of it was kind of messed up. Well, so you sit down and you stay seated while we're on Space Mountain. God right, man. exactly. You yeah. don't even get to go. You get to watch. <laughs> yeah. That, the, like I, those omens though they, you know, I don't think they come to pass. But like I had a friend, I don't know, who got dude. married on their on their wedding day. The maid of honor, they got married at this beautiful. And you guys are gonna start piecing together where it's going at this beautiful gorge near um, uh, Rochester. A gorge, a gorge, a very deep like the New York version of the of the. To the gorge and died on their yeah, on their on their wedding night. Wow! The the, the the bride and groom's best friend. Speaking of die, I'm trying to drive. So can you hit the all right? The uh, one that should say International Drive. One oh one. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I don't party on rooftops that are more than two stories. There we go. No. I was listening to. I was talking about the journalist. No, Chris Hardwick was talking about this. He's not, and he said he's got irrational fears. He's not like afraid of heights, but he's afraid of going up to high places and just suddenly thinking, "Hey, what it would be like if I jumped off?" And he right. his fear. Right. Not falling off stuff or stuff collapsing. It's what if I decide for some stupid reason that I should jump off this high building and see if I can. Who was yeah. that that was saying that? Well, that's the same version. He did it on this uh, uh, this Ernest podcast where he's talking about Billy West and Joe, John DiMaggio. But you know, you know, um, you know, like alligator clips. It's like the same urge when you have like a, you're playing with, around with an alligator you clip and you want to put it on your lip or your, your tongue or something. You stick your tongue on the Ow! Why did the fuck did I do that? Not as well better. Yeah. What if I wet my dick and stick it up? What? <laughs> oh, that was awesome! Let me do that again. When I was a little kid, one of the first, little, I like remember taking a razor blade, looking at it, and going, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I speak with forked tongue. <laughs> oh man! That, in Oklahoma, that be your. Because you're white. What's what? It's because you're white. White man. Yep, yep. He gets me. He totally gets me. You can't go home now. You complete me. You had me <laughs> And welcome to Two True Freaks. Welcome to Two True Fruits. Yeah. <laughs> the intros have to be that. Two True Fruits. Hooray for Hollywood. 
That's all the Ethel Merman I know is those it's four the words. Two true freaks show tunes. Show fabulous. It's the Two True Freaks Fabulous Podcast. Free and Fast Fabulous Podcast. Today we're going to be discussing some of our favorite alternative style characters. Scott, let's record a parody of Hey Kids Comics. Hey Kids Comics? Let's, oh my God. let's let's do Hey Kids comics with like you as Andrew and me as Michael and just oh my God. just you know they can take it. I don't know about that actually. You were telling me how he's as crude as you were saying he is. I don't know. I think he would find a great amount of people. I think he would too. Instead of it's all right, it's so hot. Um, <laughs> I would love to get an exchange back and forth with the two of them that see podcasting equivalent of like, oh yeah, well this is you. <laughs> oh yeah, well this is you. <laughs> you gotta get the recorder on. Everywhere we went, I'm gonna do a welcome to Quiznos. Love you. <laughs> everywhere we went. If you'd like to know everywhere we went while we were in Florida, let's do this. <laughs> so I was gonna call that woman over at one point and when it was cleaning up and so she seems to take our picture and that occurred to me. Every goddamn picture of us together, we're eating. It's like, <laughs> well, enjoy the two true freaks food tour of Orlando. Well, the, well, come on, how much of time do we spend on our podcast talking about junk food and I stuff? Actually, Dude, I actually, I was to bring it. I had four of the mini comics from the Hostess cakes. I was going to bring. We need Drake's, to do the that. Drake's cakes. We can always bring those Drake's up. Cakes. We can bring those up on the internet. There's that Sean Baby site there where it has all of them. But this was like a legit story. It had nothing to do with the actual. Oh, okay. Food. It was. It was four tiny mini comics. And you get like one in a package of all. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. Okay, I see what you're saying. And it was, you know, one of you get one in one box, and I had to get all the snack cakes. What were they? Um, they were Marvel, and it was basically them just trying to use all the popular characters. So that's by the cool. end of it, they were fighting. I can't remember if they were fighting Doctor Doom or Magneto. <coughs> I, I thought yeah. when he said what was it, he said what kind Wolverine. of. Uh, that kid's <laughs> no, no, I meant no. Yeah, 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 you, no. Got it, you got it. Yeah. Fuck the comics. Where's the ding dongs? What kind of ding dongs were in there? I ate the comic and kept the ding dongs. <laughs> ding dongs aren't worth anything once you take them out of the original package. <laughs> it's. I have a mint ding dong package. <laughs> mint. Mint in the box. Twinkies. I got a mint in box wiener. (laughs) Barely used. Oh my god. Everybody dig. Dig for money. Dig calm. Dig. (laughs) How's it going? My budget, excellent. Thank you so much. I literally need one dollar in my pocket when the bus pulls in. John, you are good, dude. You are more than good. 
Jesus I would I would pay outright for the parking today, and that was actually my intent. But my wife reminded me that uh, you know your sun pass. Have you fucking seen your sun pass? And I was like, oh shit, dude. That what is he going like? That fucking trip to the to the uh, airport. I might as well have just fucking driven her home because that toll was ridiculous. Well, remember there was a one time where you went through the toll and you're like, oh, I don't think my son passed. Backed up in the way. He's like, what are you doing? Wrong way. I know. She's fucking yelling at me. What are you doing? Are you fucking stupid? You're gonna pay apparently. And you're like, well, I don't think it took. She's like, oh, it took. You're just gonna pay twice. It took twice. Yeah, I have a feeling parking might be a little more walking. What the fuck? How do you get the executive parking? That's the one I want. You get here at 9 in the morning? You can tell that they have no concept of, like, how Disney does the parking. There's not one person out here directing you where to go. Oh, I believe black and gold. Awesome. He's a Bruins fan. So then we all went in and we uh, thoroughly enjoyed day three of Star Wars Celebration 6, where we actually got to meet up with Bill Robinson and his son Ben later that night after the show. We all got back together, uh, first uh, back at Dave's place and then later at uh, Sean and Hero's Hotel for some general nerd talk and Bill came and uh, joined up with us for that. How long were you in? Six years. Six years, yeah. Well, that's standard tour, neighbor, neighbor, right? No, no, no. I got the bonus plan, baby. <laughs> the bonus plan. <laughs> what? Let me see. If I sign for six years, after one year, I become a third, uh, a third class in E four, and I stay right there. Right. Yeah, I love because that's what everybody else did too. Well, is there going to be any opportunity for advancement? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we'll advance you into a torpedo tube and fire your ass out. I once saw a. Uh, a gas cylinder shot off the side of the ship just like a torpedo. They were they were moving one around like a big oxygen oh, tank. Oh, they like, drop it? It fell and it sheared the top off. Oh, <laughs> it's through right off the walls. side of the ship. Or through. <laughs> right off the helicopter deck. Sing! That's the Mythbusters shot one of those oh, through, yeah. a, through a yeah. cement wall. Jeez. Freddy Krueger shot a few at Jason. We ran over <laughs> a, Speaking of Freddy Krueger, we ran over a whale. A whale? A whale. We were... Coming back from Portland, going down to our commissioning ceremony, and I was in the honor guard, and we're out on the flight deck. All of a sudden, the whole ship shakes, and and we're looking in the back, and in the wake, all of a sudden goes red. Wow, what was that? And about a week later, what was that old chum? A whale washed up. A whale washed up ashore with massive propeller cuts in it. Hmm. I wonder what that was from. Wow. This was not a boat <laughs> accident. Well, I bet it was this more was like a cow. whale crashing into you, you know. <laughs> yeah. came up He's and like, right up oh, the boy. Oh, God, I really need some air. <laughs> Look at this <laughs> ship. I hope it'll be my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it makes such a nice, comforting nice. noise. <laughs> I wonder what that's Did the ship go, me. Dump, dump, like a car would do? <laughs> I love Speed the fact that we all just dropped Hitchhiker's references. It went, like, completely unsaid that we had to say it. Well, that's like, you know, that's what I was trying to get the other night when I was getting, like, so, so tired yeah. I was stupid. It it's like, it, it, it is. It's awesome to be able to drop Oops. this stuff, and not one person's giving no. that look like, huh? you guys are just a bunch this of guy nerds. guy should explain 
Oddly, well, the only thing the bowl of petunias thought was, oh, what? no, not again. You should explain what we're doing. Here this is all the preamble, dude. This is all preamble. All right, I, I, I can I can get into professional mode. I need to get some drink in me though before preamble I. What? Uh, Constitution? Before I, no, no. I mean just we my plug, throat. We I don't stop. mean alcohol. I'm oh, not. Wait, that's the one I'm on not, Star Trek. Never mind. Yes. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I decided. to wait. I'm breaking out the the alcohol. What is that? The Omega Glory? Yes. yes. Anybody else need anything? No, I, I got a fresh beer right here. Bill, there's still I think some, I'll redo uh, my dude. There's still some uh, meatloaf and potatoes in there. I got Did a bottle of gin if you want yeah, to make yourself I a gin and talk. Get uh, done a sub. I don't know what, if you guys were going out, if you were making, so I just grabbed a footlock sub. Where'd you eat? Subway. Where is there subway around here? Dude, there was like three subways within two miles of, GPS. of uh, <laughs> what do you call it? <laughs> 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 They've got that lobster and, what was it, lobster and lobster? Uh, it's lobster and crab and lobster or something yeah. like that. Oh, rock man, lobster? But it wasn't a rock. I'm trying to decide. <laughs> oh, he, just, he almost snorted everywhere. Okay. What was it? There went it's family guy reference, sorry. Oh, okay. Transportation like subways, right? <laughs> it's the thing. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice any train tracks or anything. Nah, they they keep trying to put one between Tampa and Orlando, but nobody wants to pay for it. No, as far wow. as the subway goes, I mean, our water table is like literally like fourteen. So that's like impossible to do that. Wow. I mean, so seriously, if you got out of spade and started digging, you'd probably sink the uh, the whole peninsula. The whole peninsula. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, that's why I like. Build a web. Build a web. trigger things I got, you know. So uh, the people that keep saying, you know, there's a secret underground thing at the, the Magic Kingdom. You know, do you know anything about it? It's like, oh, damn it, it's not underground. It's actually ground level. And, it's not and really everything's secret. built above it. But it's, you know, it's a technical thing. So it's it drives me nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that was the. That's one of the coolest things to me so far is the first time I got to go down there. And just, just being down there is cool as, as it is, but you're walking along. Is it like Westworld? Kind of. It is kind of <laughs> like that. Little Greta runs after you, tries to get your butt. And I'm walking along, so and it's written. like, there's so an elevator. Okay. So she not to smoke. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this, like, elevator that goes right up into the castle, and you're walking along, it's on your right hands. I'm walking along, That's it's like you all this business. stuff down there. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it's like a Subway restaurant. The last thing that you would imagine would possibly be down there. A full-size, like, full-service Subway restaurant. And I'm like, all right, I have officially entered, like, weird country here. It was, yeah, it was really, it was like that. Picture, if you will, a Subway. Don't pay any attention to me. Just have normal looks on your face. I have to get 
Photoshop captures. Normal looks is just not my thing, dude. Well, this will be one. <laughs> Alright, oh, I know, know it. I got, awesome. I got in my tag. You guys don't know how awesome this is for me. I'm glad. You know what? I need to do one more thing before we get podcasting. You, I mean, there's. this is going to sound so obscene. I just fantasize about having, <laughs> having the opportunity. You're right. I'm, I'm like, I have a picture and it's like, I, I want to put this, this person's face. Your face. Well, I want to put this head on it, but I can't find a picture of it at the right it to match the, if you know. If you looked at all the, all the stuffy photoshops for the Star Trek oh, he, he, when he does he, that, they're he, all... I have photoshopped his face for his Facebook yeah, and picture, that's and a, a good citizen, one. Citizen Kane. Uh, now, you also, you photoshopped the picture behind me, right? What, what do you mean? The... Because you did me on the guy on in the front. Sta- on, on Orson Welles and on the banner. Orson but the Welles one behind it looks like my grandfather. Oh, really? Yes, because that's the facial the features. Because all you could see in that picture is the facial features that I took from him. Because I swear to God, I was like, that's my grandfather standing that looks like behind me. You mean look this way? Straightforward. Well, actually, actually, those are actually dumb looks. Actually, we'll do dumb looks. Okay, can we get everybody studied together for the picture? Okay, great. Just do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I have enough pictures of Scott to Photoshop. (laughs) I just have that kissy face one to Photoshop of him, and I can make I can make use of that. How you haven't turned that into? uh, I tried to make him making out with himself. (laughs) I can't remember. It was. It was some famous picture of two people kissing, and I'm like trying to put your on both of them. Put them on that uh, new cover of uh, Superman there, where it's Superman and Wonder Woman making out with each other. Oh. <laughs> oh. You know, when I was uh, Lucas, yes. when I was like ten years old, row, row, row your I walked by the bathroom, and I walked past, and I saw my mom in there, and I stopped, and I went, "What?" And I came back, and I turned, and I looked. She's sitting there in the mirror like this, going. Trying to do the Spock eyebrow, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" She's like, "Ah, oh. like, damn it!" Because because I could sit there and do the Spock <laughs> eyebrow, <laughs> and she was trying to do the Spock eyebrow in the mirror. I've never and she been couldn't able to do, do it. The, 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 I've supposedly, what's his name, Quinto, who did the movie "Live Long and Prosper." Yeah, couldn't do or that. The, or you can, you or uh, eat shit and die. Right? He should have been given the job. No. That's a podcast know. for another time. <laughs> Star Wars Monday Monday. But then we're crossing the streams, man. <coughs> do we want to get rolling crossing the streams bad. That will be uh, even funnier. Yeah, so we're sitting in Dave's place. Without Dave. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> hey, man, it's me. It's Dave. Open up. I got the stuff, man. Dave's not here, man. <laughs> no, man, it's me. It's Dave. I got the stuff. <laughs> It used to be words that began with vowels used to kill me, you know. And before I had, before my name was changed, it was Alfred. So it'd be like, what's your name? Mm-hmm. Before your name was changed, were you like in the witness protection program no, or something? No. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Podcast called. Hey, Sean. How you doing? That's right, we're recording, aren't we? Aren't That's we right, we should. That shit was reusable, wasn't it? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, here on out, talking about was usable. <laughs> <laughs> we got a sound bite right there. Yeah. You're right, man. You look a little beat. Not, you're right, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what 
Give him some of that Mountain Dew. I got more in here. He's got more in there. He loves Mountain Dew. I was like, anybody need anything before I put He likes the bubble. I need Mountain Dew. Can you get some vodka in there? I haven't tried that yet. Mountain Dew vodka? Oh, no, I've tried that. Believe me. I discovered blueberry blueberry vodka and Mountain Dew. Like about two blueberry vodka. Oh man, I'm not a big fan. Like that's my why buddy, I just dumped the uh, the blueberry Mike's hard, hard lemonade into this. Oh, Ooh. yeah, and that's got a little kick to it too. So that was the, I gotta be. Uh, you can put this on the show. That liquor store worker was the greatest liquor store worker I ever seen in my entire life. We like we well like we we don't have a lot of time. We got to catch a buzz, and he's like, I recommend this. <laughs> it was awesome, and then he was talking about. Uh, I he liked my shirt. Yeah, I didn't know what kind of liquor he needs. And then he's like, was Mark Hamill there? And we're like, yeah. He's like, I wouldn't even talk to him about Star Wars. I talked to him about the Joker. Yeah. And I'm like, you, you know he did the Joker's voice, right? We're like, yeah. yeah. You're talking to, right? <laughs> it's those comic book guys. <laughs> I wish you could have caught those guys saying it on the bus. Oh, yeah. That was cool. They're, that was actually cool. That was that was one of me and Sean just looked like hangers on like. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta be honest, that's what I did with the tutu freak shirt, just in case some shit was about to go down. I'm like plausible deniability. (laughs) (laughs) I just met these guys. Actually, though, I haven't been in the scrap in a while. I would have been ready to tuzzle. I could throw my weight around. (laughs) I don't do it. But wait, what incident? When were we going to get a scrap? I think we should consider changing the name of the show. I really like whoever threw out the idea that uh, of changing the show's name. I don't even know these assholes. (laughs) He's an asshole, (laughs) man! I never even met these assholes before. (laughs) Hail he who's come from the sky to save us from the terror of the deadites! Wow, you like that? That was a good one. Hail the king, baby. Give me some sugar, baby. That's just what we call pillow talk, baby. You got real ugly, real fast. Yeah. <laughs> One of the, oh, I remember, like, I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck is this? What the hell is this army of darkness shit? I'd never seen it before. I'm like, man, that's a great. Movie. Wait, there's a there's a there's one that comes before this, and it took me forever to find out uh, to find Evil Dead Two oh, and One on VHS. That was my. That was the one I discovered first. Yeah, was Evil Dead Two. Well, was I, was like, a, I saw Evil Dead One first. Do you remember Shannon really? Intruder? Yeah, and I was like, that was yeah, kind me of too. A very. Then you see two, and I'm like, wait a minute, didn't I just see this? Uh, yeah, right. most, but now yeah. it's funnier. It was like one awesome. It was yeah. like one of the first reboots, and it was the same director rebooting it. Right. Same Do director, you remember Shannon Intruder from high school? I used to hang out. Her father was. One of the first obsessive videotape collectors. He was this really—he was this crazy. He worked for the Secret Service, and he was obsessive compulsive. And he had a room literally as big as this. It was like his VCR vault and a big book where he cataloged every. And they had, and they were like, "You have to see Evil Dead." And I'm like, "I've never heard." Oh, it's there's a scene where they take a pencil and stick it in someone. So we watched Evil Dead over at her place. I was like, "This is really good." But it was definitely on a budget, you know. It was, right in the but, it, but it was just wild and woolly. And then when Evil Dead Two came out, I saw that in Watertown, and I, I so I saw Evil Dead Two and Three in the theater, and oh man, <laughs> don't peek the levels on that recorder there, hero. Got to Murata. Yeah, I said your words. Did you say the words? Exactly. 
Bruce Campbell is really kind of the he's kind of the next progression from Shatner. He was like the the, the like someone took Shatner and There's distilled him down a little bit. And he doesn't take himself seriously. Now that Scott's tired, we got to wear him down on all the shows he's got to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting at the moment. What? Why do you tell him why you're hurting, Scott? Yeah. Why, why would you be exhausted? Yeah. It's just it's been a long week. <laughs> Long week. Oh, if I had more money, I would have been here all week. <laughs> then he'd really be ready to slug me. <laughs> Actually, no. He was like, I'm going to kidnap you and take you home. Oh, dude. <laughs> dad? I'm adopted. You could be my dad. I, <laughs> I would have been pretty precocious to be your dad. <laughs> You hate those fucking. Yeah, I turned it down. I yeah. I put it down to sixty six because there's so many bodies in here. I think it's the Mike's hard talking. Yeah, it might be. It might actually be. And that says harder blueberry. It's harder blueberry. Eight percent. Oh, oh man, I don't think I can even get that at home. It'd be awesome if we could though. We'll mail you some. <laughs> It's all shaken up in the mail and explodes. Maybe one of them hot Cuban refugees. That's what I want. Well, I'm just glad that our listeners know that we are exhausting ourselves. I can go all our minds and bodies for their entertainment. I'm, I'm ready to go. Or it's actually for our own entertainment, but hopefully they're getting some vicarious entertainment from this. I hope so. I hope so. I hope they're getting something for their, for their money out of this one. By the way, Andy. <laughs> I'm drinking for you, baby. Yes, yeah, we meant to we meant to do that earlier. Bullocks to you. <laughs> Dogs bullocks. And that's Dog the voice bullocks. of the new guy. We got Bill Robinson here. The the the, the, the final equation is and everybody who is coming up to visit us. Yeah, if you put me and Sean and Scott and Bill on a you know a couch together, it would be the big beef bench. <laughs> the big beef bench. <laughs> I don't want. That sounds like a that sounds like a TV dinner commercial. Don't talk about that. Eighty five pounds. You know where I'm from. I know. <laughs> you fucking dick. <laughs> it still hurts, man. It hurts. Just like the eighty six World Series, but that's enough sports talk. Oh yes. Watch out, man. We'll kick your not now kick your ass. <laughs> you scrawny little fuck, I can take you. I'll bite your mole off. <laughs> oh, oh. He got me right in the mole. Hair metal hero, you're the first person who has picked on my mole. Congratulations. <laughs> I I've say been it waiting lovingly. and waiting and waiting and waiting for anybody it's to fucking point awesome. out the moil. <laughs> I mean, the moil. Uh, yeah, my moil. I keep him in a. <laughs> he's a little moil. I keep him in the jar. So watch out. I'm a moil. What do you need sleep. a bliss? It's too late. Yeah, I'm sure it's too I'm, late for all of us. Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> it's already. I got it done a long time ago. I got it done last week. So it's celebration. Well, I'm so fat I can't even see it anymore. Oh, I'm I'm the same way. I got to put a fucking mirror on the ground and squat. So, Star Wars celebration. It was all right. Let's put it this way. They had a lot of Star Wars shit there. It's all right. It's all right. It's right right there. (laughs) 
It was we what, successful. We had Piss Pot the Rabbit met George Lucas today. Yes. Bill's son, but Video. we couldn't tell him the rabbit's <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah, at that point, he was a rabbit without a name. Scott so does not like the he rabbit. He kept poking the rabbit. Stop poking the rabbit. That was awesome. I loved it. This is a good video of that, too. Your son does what everybody does is like the rabbit talks, just grabs his mouth and goes. <laughs> Scott would have liked that. Thank you. And then Piss Pot sounds like Batman. There's a trailer. That was right Swear to me. Swear to me. Swear to me is gone now. To me, it's dead to me. Where's the trigger? Is my the, the new one is I where's the trigger? trigger well, what the hell does that refer to? That's the dark does night. It? That's the. That's no, I the, mean I know it's dark night, but there's I mean, a trigger. What was it? a trigger, trigger to a bomb that Bane bomb, has? Yeah. So he beats beats the tar out of Bane and wants to get the trigger. So he asks him. No, he doesn't beat the crap out of him. He well, punches him in the face mask. It's like when you see two oh. football players fight. He's got pads on. What are you doing? <laughs> Kick him in the balls or something. But he does, you know, he does a swear to me, where's the trigger? But then he does another one where he's even, with, with even more emphasis. And it's just like somebody, yeah, it's like, it's like, a, cassette, it's like a cassette tape slowing down. <laughs> That's what it is. Where's the trigger? I'm edgy. I was I was telling Scotty because somebody on the for, on that one thread on Facebook where someone's like I can't wait to see what Scott says about Dark Knight and it's like hey yeah, and someone's like well what if what if your sons you know wanted to go see it and I'm like that's a good question and Scott didn't answer it so I went to Scotty I'm like so what if you wanted to see Dark Knight you think your dad would take me he's like I don't want to see that. <laughs> why would I want to see that movie <laughs> all the while he's playing Arkham Asylum he's you know I'm, oh, I can tell yeah, you he's like, that, I got that that's he, the movie they should make he yeah. was showing me all the like cut scenes and the stuff in that, that it's not, those aren't even cut scenes that's done this is going to sound super nerdy but that's done with the actual in-game engine which for you video game fans will know it's like that's a Pretty freaking cool, right? That probably takes up a lot more juice than just yeah, because it's not just pre-rendered; it's being rendered in the game. So yeah, that oh, God, I'm such that a dork. that thing was like a, that thing nerd was alert. basically nerd like alert. A nerd alert. <laughs> thank you. I've been waiting the entire weekend for someone to drop a nerd alert. No, but see the thing, the nerd alert. My but my best friend will drop the nerd alert on me all the time, right? But then he's also the one who goes, uh, "Who's going to be at this convention? Is there going to be anybody cool there?" I'm like, yeah, Mark Hamill's going to be there. Carrie Fat, I mean, Carrie Fisher's going to be there. Uh, and he goes, what about the guy who goes, good, our first catch of the day? I go, you can't give me <laughs> shit because you just said that. <laughs> it's like, Come on, pot kettle. Well, I'm, uh, he's probably thinking it's, you know, since he has maybe like five less useless pieces of information in his brain that that makes him that much oh, just no, that much cooler than you he's he's a he's a geek on the sly i mean it's you want to talk about any cheesy 80s movie it's like he's the guy but yeah pot kettle scott is shaking his head i I'm, i was thinking about the uh Half naked Twilight. No, I was thinking. <laughs> you know, we walked yeah, yeah, one yeah. time down that that you know it's like it's like you know has been alley you know where they had all the all the stars and everything. the big yeah. players. And I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just getting jaded after after Dragon Con. It's just, I just didn't give a fuck about that. You know, I really thought I, I would well, be more I have into no that. Inter- I, have I don't no mean inter- to sound harsh about no. it. It's just, I honestly, I just, I, I, but I didn't care about Mike Hamill and Carrie Fisher either. No, no, that's what I mean. I, the I, one I, person I there all together as basically. I think my thing is, and, and I think as you and I was talking about this, Sean, 
is that it's just all right. I don't want to be unfair because I understand that probably a lot of these people. This is how they're making their their bread and butter. This is probably yeah, how they're well, paying their bills. Well, we were thinking, and I appreciate. We were thinking that. with I like one hundred and twenty five dollars an autograph. How many autographs do you think you can but sign? That in an wasn't. Hour? For, but that wasn't for like Jake Lloyd wasn't one hundred and twenty five. No, but for right, 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 right. But on the other hand, it's like I still can't get past the whole charging for your fucking signature thing. To me, that just seems incredibly like. Pretentious. You know what? Well, I'll tell you though, they're actors, and they and their their income is people coming right. to see and, them, and that's why it's a movie or something. But so see, they're doing their job. It's it's, it's well, that's it's why I prefaced it with saying that I, I understand that there's probably a lot of them that that's how they're making ends meet. And I, and I don't and on top of but it, see, I take that over the guys like Liam Neeson, and that's why you'll never see Liam Neeson in any of these. Is he's got to deal with. It's all anytime he signs a signature, it's for charity. Right. So it's like if you go and see him, he's not going to sign. Like if you pass him by and be like, hey, "Oh, dude, can I get your signature?" He's not going to sign it, right. just because it's like, "No, yeah, I only he do does it for charity." Yeah, and then that way it's worth more for the charity, also. Which he, is he doesn't want to devalue it by putting out a bunch yeah. of autographs or whatever, and that makes sense. But like, so, like Carrie Fisher, okay, she's getting one hundred twenty-five dollars an autograph. Someone was like, "Why would Carrie did, Fisher be she here?" She doesn't need a. That she's a fucking screenwriter. Yeah, you never know. She might want to buy. She might have her eye on some a liposuction house or something. Or some liposuction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? You know. That's it. No she more might need, film she, contracts. She might need us. some new lungs. For all we know. Oh yeah, she. Ooh, I heard her on. My mother was watching it. The View she, last year. She's she now like. Bad. She's now like your Paul Mall smoking aunt. Now my mother hates it though. Believe it's me, Carrie I Fisher. Can't, I can't. We only like Elizabeth Hasselbeck. She went to my alma mater. Yeah, she's a she's a bright one. I like it. <laughs> we, we can sense the sarcasm like hovering over you. Yeah, she's a she's a road scholar. She went to Boston College. That's where I went. Did you see those dumb? No, people uh, are thinking it aloud. Yeah, I didn't say anything. Yeah. Hey, look, it's the Jesuits, man. It's like they say: you get them young, you can make them do anything. Okay, so. Have a seat. Right That's here. an actual quote. That's an actual Jesuit thing. I went to Jesuit high school and Jesuit college. Would you like to have a seat, please? Uh, not on your lap. He's <laughs> taking a dark turn. Once more, the galaxy. I loved it. All the Palpatines I saw, even when they weren't pay- paying attention, all had their hands like this and were going like, yeah. I was watching one guy, and he's obviously looking for his friends and wa- just looking around and like, blank, you know, just guy look at his face with his makeup, but his hands, he was just so used to it that his hands were just going, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had one guy who had some just pointy ass. Yeah, she pal. Yeah, yeah. Where's your rebellion now, huh? Yeah, I would have loved that shit if he'd lived long enough. Who's gonna balance the force now? That would have been awesome. We have hit the height of nerddom, and it's awesome. Now, did you see that on the? The Palpatine, who was the tourist Palpatine, yes. yeah. he, he never was. Out, he was never out of character. Yeah. Every time we saw him, he was walking, talking on his phone. He was sitting on a bench, talking on his phone. He didn't pay attention to anybody. He, he wasn't playing it up you, for anybody. He was just doing it. He was just sitting on the phone, going, "Yes, I know, I know." Aluminum Falcon. What the hell is an aluminum, aluminum Falcon? falcon. <laughs> 
Scott, um, I'm sorry Scott, about Scott your wife. Yep. Oh, he's crying now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? How? I made him cry. <laughs> what? How long have you been out there? Six months? Oh, you must smell like leathery burnt bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about that. Or pad, padbu, padamame, whatever the hell her name is. Seth, Seth MacFarlane does a good. He does a good Palpatine, but the guys from you ever seen the I red, think that's red Letter a, Media stuff, where they're the the Red Letter Media guys who do the reviews of the Star yes. Wars movies. That guy does an insanely good Palpatine. I've only seen bits and pieces of those, but they're. I oh. sat down. Unfortunately, because I got laid off, it was like, oh, I haven't watched those Red Letter Media things yet. One day, gone, just like. Do, 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 watching this whole thing. They are, you know, they love the movie so much you can tell, but oh, yeah. he can, the way he rips apart, and uh, the way they rip apart episode one is just. The plot. <laughs> the plot. Part one. The plot. Meanwhile, you got the They're subplots of. <laughs> uh, behind you on the floor, the shoe. Behind you, other side. There we go. Back, back into the left. What the? Back into the left. Are you doing the Seinfeld or. There had to be a second spitter. That was one magic Louie. That was one magic Louie. Yeah. Oh, we're totally out of Scott's wheelhouse right now. Well, bring it back, Scott. You know, what, you know, what was one of your favorite things at the convention? I think uh, just chancing across Dennis and your, that was a oh trip. I, you know, and I wish awesome. I was there that for was that. Really cool. I miss that. I got to be honest. My favorite thing was the uh, the Florida Lego Builders group. That that was, was pretty cool. Unbelievable. The stuff yeah, that these guys cool. did. I, I I took pictures. Unfortunately, I lost them all. There was amazing stuff. I don't know if anybody else got there was stuff. The moving at at. They had the, the ice field? they did everything. I mean, they had a Tatooine set up. They had a Hoth set up. They, it was unbelievable. They had Padme's uh, wedding baby shower. Baby that shower. was hilarious. That was really good. That, that was, was really the, that good. was a, there was a, a, there were a lot of like Scandinavian, Belgian, Ooh. European people who oh, came that girl that this. told Sean not to touch the props. She oh, was hot. She, yeah, she almost. Yeah, she was was that the girl? Was that the girl who saw me filming? And was like, come in here and you can film from this angle. And I was no, I no, no, no. She, that was the diorama. That was like our first day there. Mm-hmm. That was like oh, okay. our first day, uh, and we went out there to Jabba's palace, and we were sitting, I think, uh, behind the Max Rebo band. Right. And oh, was, yeah. And she was. She was like, Sean's literally just trying to keep don't himself from falling over, and she's like, "Please don't touch! Please don't touch!" Yeah, and I was like. Oh, I didn't. I didn't hear it because you know you've got the cacophony. Just the, the noise of everything around you. And I was like, oh shit! And yeah, then she well, started. Then you guys told me. It just occurred to me that I never remembered to ask uh, ask Dave. I wanted to get a comparison because of our group, he's the only one that had been here before for this. Oh, what the last ones? Were yeah, because like? I I heard somebody just you know how you hear snippets of conversation as yeah. people filter by you. And, I heard a guy say uh, something. Basically, the gist of it was that it wasn't as good as last time, and he he mentioned the Tie Fighter, 
and I hadn't even thought about that until he oh, said yeah. it. But yeah, one of the promotional pieces. I remember seeing because I didn't. Did they have a full size tie? They had a full size tie. That would see. I would have smooched in my pants. Yeah, that's awesome. Probably trying to switch it up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? We got to see. We got to see the Wampa and the Rancor. Rancor. The Rancor was quite impressive. I mean, I do not by any stretch feel like you know like he got. No, we did not get chipped at all. It was great. It was a really good for the situation that all of us are in for like what we got to do for like what we spent money on it was I mean it was a hell of a time I mean well, and we really didn't even go to any aside from I was just going to say that yeah except for the one that we were on we never did a single panel I not still walked out one. feeling like I got my money I'm not I'm not, big, I'm not big on that unless it's something I'm really like I wanted to go to really, the really Wars one but which was fine I, I didn't but cry did, that did, I missed it either but there's no way you could have done it because you would have had to you would have had to have one of us go and say like we got four coming for right and if I had known I would have left your panel early and I mean, got in line. Well, even that though, it's it's not like you know, it was like a once in a lifetime. thing. It's going to be on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it'll be on Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it was, it really I'm so was far behind anyway. I'd be like, what the fuck is going that's on? That's the thing. That's the thing, though. I you know, I don't watch much TV, so I like to have surprise. Have that stuff come out because like. When I eat dinner, I like to watch a TV show. So it's like, oh, this week the new Clone Wars is on. So I'd rather, I'd rather have it right. to sit and wa- eat my dinner with, than, than go and sit and quietly watch it. You know, instead of like talking right. to people and recording it. Right. I'm always, I'm always, I don't know. Sometimes it, it defeats my sense of not merely my sense of fun, but right. I always want to like get some, rather get something created. Then passively soak something in. Right. Now, if it was something that you're you know never going to be able to see, other than that, or it was something. Well, really okay, but look at like Sean and I went to the the what was the name of that Dave School yeah, the or Dave something. School. Yeah. They were the same group of people who released that, the uh, Han Solo. Adventures. Yeah, that wonderful. It was, this one I was totally missed out on that good. too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was as good as the Han one, but I mean, I liked it. And what? What the the thing with that is, it's got the best punchline. The punchline to that is just oh, it's like, like a little comedy, comedy bit thing. Oh, yeah, did they, you ever see the Han Solo? The no, 3D, man. They did this three D animation animation school. It's what, just what about his cargo? What he was carrying? That he yes, dumped yes. For yes. A and it's yeah. like this oh, close I, to being what was it? Wars, but it's Han Solo and Chewbacca, R two and three PO and the Millennium Falcon, and the voice actor. That's right. You know, this is a college. They found some guy who not only sounded like he had the sort of deep uh, tone of what well, to sound like Ford. Harrison Ford isn't hot. You just take all the joy out of him but, 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 <laughs> and all the personality. And you move you mo- oh, a lot. Yeah. But I mean, he got the Han Solo Harrison oh, Ford, and he got his his delivery down. And it was just fat. And Chewie was neat. The way they animated Chewie, his, his it was like with clumps of fur, you know. But he just, it was stylized. It was, what, maybe four and a half minutes long. So just in and out, you know, a little adventure, and then a punchline at the end. It That's sounds awesome. like this is a sequel. It's probably taken like two years to get this Something one done. Like yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and it's the same sort of thing. It's It's... The, I think simply because the first one was the Han Solo adventure, and Han Solo is really so much cooler to see than the droids. And well, it's just you don't see an animated, you haven't seen an animated Han Solo since the Christmas holiday special. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> and it had that feel too. Really? Yeah, it did. It, it did that. And but we talked to some of the guys up there. We talked to one of the guys who worked on the animation. He said he did the work on the uh, Jawas for, uh-huh. the, for the short. And they looked really good. 
know, that it was really the good. animation was really, I can't <laughs> say enough about it. Yeah, well, but, well, well, and uh, I don't know whether they released it on the internet, but they did give us a, a screener, the disc that we have. That oh, has, it's got both episodes. It's got it. oh, oh, awesome. So uh, maybe one of the things we might be able to do to promote them is, you know, put it up either... You know, well, I don't know if we can legally do that. We can show the video that Chris shot of the build a diorama thing they had going on all weekend. The the lady that was there working it was nice enough to let us inside. I was I was sort of I I, fi- I was filming it and then I realized that if I got it zoomed in enough and got it at the right angle and just sort of panned across it. It was. You couldn't see any of the con. You just saw. And it was the like, scene where they're all like the, looking over the, the top of the building. Most high so she space saw me balls. doing that, and I saw her like looking at my view screen, and she saw what I was doing. And she says, "Hey, you can come. You can come under here if you want." She goes, "She goes. I need a. I need a break. So I need to. You know, I just need someone to sort of look like I'm watching." And she's like, "Come under here." And so she gets me at a good angle, like right down, and she's like, "Have you seen Aunt Beru?" And I'm like. <laughs> no, Aunt Beru's in there, and she's like, you'll find her. We and did. so we go further down, and they have the little, you know, grotto yeah. with Aunt Beru down that's, there. So we, that's, Yeah, that's when you walked up. Yeah, yeah. Luke, yeah. Luke. So that, I'm that sick of really fried cool. I, that, That's when I learned, then learned I had to color balance my camera just a few minutes earlier, because uh, Bill, Bill and his kid, Ben, big nerd name. And when I say big nerd name, I don't mean his son's a nerd. I mean the person who named him is. I don't think his son would be offended by being called a nerd. No, not at this point. Not at this point. Get him in middle school and high school, maybe, and you never know. Like the Jesuit would say, "When you're gonna be on." When you guys left, he was like, "Oh wow, they were fun. That was great." He was. He he was just. I mean, if I was his age, I would be. Oh yeah, I would have been going bananas. Scott and I, Scott and I would have probably had to be put out in the street because we would have been out of control. Because it's funny, like, um, like um, Josh Bertoni, the kid he was with, that kid was high energy. If you would have brought Scott and I there, high energy would not have been the word to describe. I'm gonna be honest. The last time I was at a con was it was in Boston, and it was the Men Behind the Masks tour that Star Wars. You know, they had Jeremy Bullock and Kenny Baker and Peter Mayhew and. Was Mayhew at this thing? Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He was signing. Sign. And oh, that's the one thing I'm fucking pissed about. Me and my buddy are big fans of Willow. And Warwick Willow. Davis was there. Yes, Willow! <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's the one thing. That's the one autograph I would have shelled out for. I would I would have paid to go up and just be like, dude, I love fucking I like Willow, when, man. When we, remember like the, the day we were going... Was it the second day that we realized that the autograph... It wasn't the first day we went there. Yeah. The second day we realized it. So we went over and checked about like... And found out that the, it was just out of the, you know unreasonably priced or whatever. Yeah. And I remember walking all around and looking at the lines, and they were like, "Oh, there's Ben Burt." That would. And then cool we come around, and there's Jake Lloyd sitting <laughs> all alone. <laughs> you know what, though? And Scott's just like, "I want to buy that guy. And if I see him walking around, I'm going to offer to buy him you a know, coat." That reminds me too. That it would have been like that. It would have been like that. What was that football player? He's like. Here, Ken. Mean Joe. Mean Joe. Hey, Mean Joe, you want some of my Coke? Hey, Scott Gardner, want some of my Coke? <laughs> you didn't have Thanks, to me like a Go ahead, have it, kid. Throw him a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now that's podcasting. 
He tosses me his, his pod racing helmet or something. <laughs> you know, that's one thing I noticed, though, a big difference between something like, say, Dragon Con and this, is I didn't really see, like, anybody walking around. I mean, even Mirren, well, he was walking around, but he was walking around within that... Dragon Con yeah, is like an area where they're doing. Here's, here's the thing about Dragon Con that's that, that's different. For well, there's so many things. It's a hotel different. con. It's it's, it's a bunch of hotels. Yeah. So the people who are appearing there are also staying in the hotel. Right. So when, when they're like doing their thing, they're doing they they are by def, you know just by necessity they're doing it right there. So. You know, that's how you bump into Peter Mayhew is you're in the elevator and he's got to get to the floor, to a certain floor. And right. You just get a lot more celebrity traffic around. Were they hot? I can't tell. There were two Japanese girls. There were two Japanese girls when I was getting my ticket for the Magical Japanese, Express. Like I was like, oh, yeah. I like that. I get that. I get that yellow fever sometimes. Well, I there's we were noticing that there were a lot of just <laughs> and, you and, and that yellow and, fever. You know, I don't. Whoa, <laughs> yellow fever. I mean, we're 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 not Kirk Douglas here, but there were some fugly guys <laughs> that, <laughs> with some hot, hot, hot girlfriends, and you and the, uh, yeah, and I got a picture. Yeah, that that made me think of something. There was a there was a British Darth Vader. He was all in blue. Did you guys see him? No. no. He was with some other woman. I got I oh, got yes. the picture. No, I, I saw him. He was wearing the Union Jack. Yeah, he had the Union cape. Jack. I don't. I'm not oh, saying he was people ugly. Oh wow! <laughs> but but he's, his Darth Vader was blue. It was completely like... Well, I'm not saying like British people are ugly, Andy Leyland. Oh, Andy's a good-looking cat. But the woman that was with him, I was like, ooh. She was like in one of those Ewok outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's the thing, man. Oh, my God. There were so many girls dressed up like Ewoks, but they were... Furries, left, yeah. But they, that's the only furry sex I can get behind. Well, they, at least well, like they were... Yeah. From, uh, well, yeah, from 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC, yeah. yeah. Oh God! What the fuck? We all fucking knew what it was. <laughs> of course we did. We're about we're about we're old enough to remember how that, that one. That was geeked in this whole thing. Holy shit! Man. You know that the circle is not complete. It's that. It's that. I know what you're talking about. You know, about. pose in the in the, in the fur like yard lizards and stuff that are just. Is that like the poster that Andy stuff? Dufresne had in uh, Trashing? Two things never happened again after that day. Andy was never bothered. I don't know what that woman was singing, but it touched me deeply. Ever since I was a young boy, people liked the sound of my voice. <laughs> so I went into narrating porn. Ooh. Yeah, th- there were. <laughs> trying to bring it back on track. <laughs> the, I, I thought this was your job, Scott. <laughs> He's like half dead. I'm completely white. I gotta be honest. We waited way too late to get rolling on this. What are you talking about? This is gold. I'm telling you, the thing about it is, is we have one more day of this vacation, and if you weren't white by now, we would not be doing our job. If you were not, you know, if you were like, hey, this is, this is great, it means we probably spent about two hours at the, you know, in the rest Scott of the Scott was road hard and put away wet. <laughs> he was shot at and missed and shit at and hit. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Shaking like a dog shit and pee pants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ben and somebody else. It was like, <laughs> I got that. Uh, I got Scott, that from the movie. You didn't get to see me, Jen. No, every time I went by there, it was like fifty people deep, and I'm just I'm not about the waits, man. I'm, I don't I don't I don't wait in line. Let's be so. honest, all how much fucking fun did we have just fucking oh, bombing around? That's the thing is, I mean, it, it, you know, I, I had a certain image in my head of you know the fantasy version of how shit was going to work, and then Mr. Rock you know, was the, not the there. reality, huh? Mr. Rock was not there. there were, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tattoo was me, but the but the. the Reality of the situation was so much more awesome than anything I envisioned. I uh, we, I mean, we had a fucking blast. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Scott and Sean and Dave. Look, I mean, honestly. None of us would be here. Well, yeah. some of us, Scott and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for charitable listeners. Yeah, exactly. Let me tell you that. Yeah, it really was, you know. I, I think it was you that made the. I the, might. I'm. Yeah. I might. I might not be me. coming home to an apartment. If it wasn't for our listeners, I yeah. think it was you that made the reference to like you know how how uh, all the old PBS shows always used to start you know with uh, you know, the shows made him. possible by you know generous donations. I mean, in our case, it was really and it's a literal truth. It just would not have happened. So you're saying we're like PBS? Uh, yeah, I yeah, lit- I literally would not be here if it wasn't for Sean. So I, oh. I just I gotta say the thank podcast you. Podcast broadcasting system. Don't, don't, yeah. don't start PBS. Don't start. He's gonna cry. <laughs> no, I, no, I mean, I, kind of the way I envisioned it in my head, you know, because we got in under 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 immediate. So the way I kind of envisioned it was like like I I figured there'd be some version of like the the green room from like Johnny Carson or something. Like all the celebrities would be in there and you could just walk up and and it was not that way at all. So ultimately yeah, it was well, like, they just heard you in there like there's, you. there's tears of media too. You know oh, I mean yeah. I'm not trying to stir the pot, but like a I'm not a pot stirrer. I'm a go with the flow guy. No, I wanna I wanna keep that. Just all right, fine. <laughs> Well, that's so, why we edited the show. <laughs> Did you? That's why the, we got editing. The first Twilight we saw, dude, I'm I didn't know who the fuck the character was, but there must have been 30 so girls, all half naked, red, with their tits popping out, and the first one we saw had the, you could launch the fucking space shuttle off her tits. That reminds me, did anybody see the, the Twilight, I think she was a Twilight chick today, I know she was painted green, and I'm pretty sure she was a Twilight I'm pretty sure her nips were out. Was she Ulips or was she the slave? Was she the dancer? I can't remember. I mean, I just caught a glimpse. That, that's more. Oh, that's but it was enough of a glimpse. Uh, yeah, oh, oh. It was enough of a glimpse that as she walked past me, like we were just like passing directions. It's just like you know, my n- eyes naturally go to tits anyway. So it's like, I, just, like, I think you're kind of slipping out of your outfit, girl. But I, it was just one of those things where I didn't get a second glance because by the time I thought about it, she was like past me. But oh, I have to get this. Uh, we got to get this episode two hundred. I talked about maybe going to Star Wars convention and maybe seeing someone dressed up like the six-breasted chick. From Jabba's oh, Palace. Yes. yes. Wait till you see the pictures. Oh, I got the picture. It's, it's, it's up on Facebook already, dude. What's funny is is uh, later on we, we we ran into a, a rancor a guy in his rancor keeper outfit. Motherfucker stole my outfit. Exactly. What you need to do, dude, is bring up uh, bring up Facebook and the pictures and just kind of recap it that way. All right, uh, that's a great way. To do yeah. It. But like I was saying about that red Twilight chick, yeah, her tits were amazing. 
and they were definitely real. Oh, but this girl had an ass looked like a wet pillow trampled by a cleat. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up caught well, a we cheese ass. We were like, she was like forty feet off, and like I don't remember what that shit, man. I don't remember if it was him or him, but somebody was like, "That was me." And I look over and I'm like, "Holy cow!" And it was like, but as it as it got closer, you noticed. That like the outfit was sort of Cinched. really holding stuff in, and but not really because what was being held in was also working its way up, up. and out. <laughs> up and out. <laughs> but there was it's yeah. like Willy Wonka in the Great Glass Elevator, up and out. Tough enough to overstuff. <laughs> <laughs> have to have to have to. Oh, the dude. Did you guys see this? Did you guys see the one that was Darth Maul? Yeah, yeah. Where he actually he had got, like, got, this guy's got he's Darth Maul with the mechanical legs. He's got plaster stilts on, spray painted silver, and it was fucking amazing. Oh, that was awesome. They had they actually had another one in there who wasn't as good, and he had the where the stilts were. He had the little yeah. tripod feet. This guy uh, that you're showing us right now was a heck of a lot better. And the guy that was dressed up as as. Concept art, Luke. Oh man, I just I saw that guy out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, that shit is fucking dope. And I said to myself, this is the only place where you're going to see somebody cosplay as a piece of production. Right. I mean, and that's great because it's one of those ones that makes you work for it. You know? Yeah. Because it was one of you guys. I think originally took the first picture and was like, you know who this is? And I was like, that was me. Is that Luke in in like the the Marvel Star Wars like the underwater issues? And it was like. And he wasn't yeah, the only one. There was two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was two. And there was also a, a Macquarie Veda there, yeah. too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that one. I, 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 I think Dave, yeah, Dave's yeah, got that picture. That. Yeah, I didn't see that. This guy originally, I thought, was supposed to be a uh, one of those Republic Commandos like f- from the video game. But I think now maybe he's actually supposed to be a, a clone trooper mashed up with, like, Halo. But one way or the other, he's oh, really cool looking. Man... Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. No, that might be from the new Star Wars. No, that looks, game. It looks like the Halo. The old Republic. A bit. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Because me and Ben, well, Ben plays my my guys now. He he plays my uh, Star Wars. Well, there's, a better, there's a better picture of that same dude. I thought it was really cool. The shoulder pads definitely mm-hmm. look like Halo. I could be wrong on that. I told him, I said, dude, I gotta get my picture with you just to get some more geek cred with my, well, with my kids. Well, we ta- talked about the one Darth Maul that I told you guys about, and I think you said you saw him. That I believe the guy was actually handicapped. Yeah, he was legless. Yeah, he was legless, and you know, you're like, hey, great costume. You know, what do you. What do you, you know, it's like, wow, man, that's. That brings me to my next point. The coolest method. Uh, well, <laughs> obviously the guy's not going to be sensitive about it if yeah. he's going to the con and yeah. drawing attention to it. But you know what, though? That's the making the most out of a shit situation. Yeah. And I, I'm sure he had just as much fun as everybody else did. Well, he was sitting thinking, I want to go. When life what are my options? options? Well, that's why I don't cosplay as fucking thin it. characters. I love that one. Oh, yeah. But did they charge him full price? Oh, <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I saw. Oh. Why would I take that one out? No. no. <laughs> I, I saw his name tag. Oh, this totally, Who the hell know. took this picture? This totally looks like I'm trying to like sink, you know, like I'm scamming on this chick big time. That was me, I think. I got uh, the one where you're down on the ground where she's like. <laughs> I used I, all the ones with you and her. Is ground, me taking them. <laughs> Of course, I said something about the guy that had no legs, you know, with diabetes takes my foot. Who'll be laughing now? You look at this, <laughs> this, 
there's a series of pictures in this, and it totally looks. Yeah, I took them. I'm gonna have a hard time explaining that to the wife. That's hysterical. Well, you thought she was the Red Cross nurse from Marvel Comics Star Wars. So. Where's the Red Cross nurse in Marvel Comics Star Wars? It's she, in the. It's if in you the were at the panel, you would have known. Oh, the wheel. Okay, all right. Luke's in a Luke's in a coma. Right at the oh, beginning okay, of that story, yeah. he has yeah, like a force thing uh, happen, and oh, we completely missed it. I mean, and it's, it's always been the night nurse thing in, in Marvel's comics. You know, they've got the ongoing night nurse with through like Daredevil and right, and, and a lot of the other lines. The, this one's actually kind of similar to that, but it, she is a you know white well, uniform. What was she supposed to be? Because I never heard what she said. No, because didn't she say no? I'm not that. I don't think she ever. Right, if she said it, I didn't it didn't matter. She was yeah, hot. She yeah. had hooker boots on. And then, so. and then the real Red Cross guy came up behind you guys <laughs> because you fell on his ass, and he's like looking. <laughs> like, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you gonna like, do? Something here? Bitch took my brother away. Oh, so that's why that guy was around. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I'm glad he didn't come down and try to like resuscitate me. Oh, or dude, something. you went down like fucking Club Lang, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I paid a fool. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Come to my apartment and see a real man. Uh, this fool been ducking me. It was funny. They had the. Paper champion. You can get me. Maybe to it. One of my favorite things is... You get on getting no shot at the chip, and I means that! We are this guy will take it six times inside of three rounds. I cannot remember the name of this character, but it was from the Dark Horse comic. The last day of the con was a pretty weird one, mostly because we never actually made it to the convention center at all. It was one of the few times of the whole trip that we managed to stick to our original plan, which in this case was to spend the whole day at Walt Disney World. Dave and Joy and their little group, well, they had already left earlier that morning headed back home, so Sean, Hero, Chris, and I set out for the theme parks. Our first stop, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and a ride on Star Tours. That's a good picture, dude. Bill Robinson's already commenting. Bill was a good guy. I, I liked him. I thought he was really cool. We gotta get him on. He's on. He's on Skype now, so we gotta get him on podcasts. He's he's also a, a movie quoter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was going oh, yeah. back and forth the whole night. Ultimate computer. That's the one he wants to do. I love that one. I fucking love that's that. The one with the dice. I track. am great. You are great. The ultimate computer, the black guy. Yeah, Daystrom. Yeah, I just love that. I've always loved that quote because it's just the way he delivers the line. He says, "I am great. You are great." Jim, he's on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. That's a that's a quote we need to pull out of context. What we need is a fucking soundboard like the like the AM drive time guys have. Just I mean, not overuse it like they do. But just every once in a while, like, one of us is on about something ridiculous, and you just hit a button and it says, Jim, he's on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. Well, I've been thinking it might be time to make some new monthly Monday intros and start, you know... know, I was thinking about that recently, too. But use use the old one. We should use the old ones, but as we get more, rotate them, you know. My problem that I've got is like like a fucking idiot. I I didn't... See, I love both of those. 
But I, I get kind of bored with them, and like when I changed up, um, well, Comics Monthly Monday, that one's easy to change up because I've got all the raw original files, including the music. Right. The problem is, is that I wasn't pressing it, uh, pressing yeah, it enough when I made the Star Wars and Star Trek to remember that you know, or, or think ahead that you know, gee, one day I'll probably get fucking sick of these and want to swap out the quotes or leave the music, but and, and maybe some of the sound effects will swap out the quotes. That'd be great to be able to do that. Like every you know, six or seven episodes. Swap shit out a little bit, and I can't do it because I I have well, to totally re, you know retool it all over again. I've been I've been wanting to do a sort of um, a, a different one for next, <sighs> next generation because so, since they yeah. come out on the same day, you, you don't have the same theme. Right, right, right. Yeah, I like that. Not that idea. people aren't going. Oh God damn it! I'm not listening. This is the same music. I mean, you know, I, I say that but like it'd be a big hassle, but I mean, I did it once. I could probably figure out a way to do it again. But the problem is that piece of music, you, you don't notice it when you listen to it as the promo for the, or, you know, the opener for the show. But, but that fucking thing is like 10 minutes long, and I cut it down to a minute and a half, and it's fucking seamless. You can't tell that it's heavily edited. No, you, it sounds just like the piece of the music. Oh, now this is malfunctioning too. This could take longer than I thought. Please pay attention to the following safety information. When the automatic doors have opened, please proceed directly across the ramp into the cabin. Continue to move all the way across your aisle, filling in every available seat. Galactic regulations require that all carry-on items be safely stowed beneath your seats. To fasten your restraint, use the yellow strap to pull the belt out from the right side of the seat and snap the belt into the buckle on your left. For your safety, remain seated throughout your flight with your restraints securely fastened. And please watch your children. Para su seguridad, permanezcan sentados. Con el cinturón de seguridad ajustado y cuiden a los pequeñitos. Do not put on your flight glasses until instructed to do so by a crew member. One final reminder: smoking and photography are never permitted on any Star Tours flight. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask a Star Tours agent. You'll be boarding in just a few moments. Thank you. Oh, 
they sat next to each other on this all three of the other eyes. I think they did. Yeah. Did they? Or did they? I think they did. I don't remember being Star Tours, 1401, you are cleared for departure. 1401, that's us. We can't take off. The captain isn't on board. Auto takeoff sequence initiated. Oh, no. uh, excuse me, you don't seem to understand. I am not the captain. I am C3PO. 1401, cleared for takeoff. Contact departure on frequency 429. Wait! Wait! R2D2, I am not programmed to fly these things. Now just turn us around this instant before we get into trouble. I knew it! Oh! Don't shoot! Prepare to be boarded, Captain. I'm afraid there's been a terrible mistake. I am seeing. We know you have this rebel spy on you. I've never seen that human before. Thank you. Gotta go! Don't underestimate my power. I want that spy! Precisely. Deliver them safely to the rendezvous point 
what are you saying? This is madness! Sadly, after Hollywood Studios, it was time to take Hero back to his resort to catch the shuttle to the airport. I myself was exhausted, so I actually went home for a while. Uh, I went home for the rest of that day and uh, and that night to get some much-needed rest and to spend time with my wife and my boys. But I returned bright and early the very next day to uh, spend you know more time that that last day with the uh, two remaining hangers-on from our little group, and that would be uh, Sean Engel and Chris Honeywell. Do uh, they redo Wishes afterwards, like at the end of the park, or no? Sometimes I think they do two of them, but I'm, I'm not sure. It depends on the night, I believe. We, uh, they may have last night, because there was extra magic hours. They may have done two. Yeah. We, we, uh, we literally, we had this timing thing going where we... You know, we got on, we determined the monorail, we got over there, and we walked right to basically the point where you told us to walk, and like, they're like, and now, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and that was cool. like, Here we are, and then I was like, this is, we're like watching, it's like, this is cool, and then it's like, wow, and that's and cool, and then, and then it's the like, thing whoa. Where the, where the, 
where it looked like the bricks were coming out of the building. Isn't that, that awesome? Was where it's, that's where it started. That's where we started going. Oh, wow. Did they have one of the turrets take off like a rocket? Uh, that's my favorite. Yeah. They would do a little wiggle transition, and then it would be a whole different theme. Now, do you know where they place the projectors? Oh, there's several different spots. Okay. Are yeah. they close by? I think up? they're fairly close, because yeah. Because I'm looking at it, and the way to project stuff straight at that, it would have had to be up in the air like 10,000 feet or, you know, a thousand, or, you know, however many feet, or, you know, like 100 feet yeah. straight on to make it look like that, but there was no way that was happening if we would have seen the light going through the Right. Room. So I'm thinking... It has to be like at an angle like this, so they have to adjust all the proportions of it, so it you know it gets like forced perspective on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but and the fact that they're displaying it on the castle, which uh, has multiple layers, multiple colors, multiple uh -huh. depths. It's it's pretty cool. Um, like curved surfaces, and everything was in focus and mm -hmm. crystal clear around the edges. The only thing that I would have done that they didn't do is I would have had. It's a rabbit. Oh, he just hopped. I saw something hop across over there. Yeah, right down there by the shrubbery. What's neat is that that show is easily like adjusted and reprogrammed, so they keep adding and subtracting elements based on time of year. I want to see it through the Tron, beginning from like Tron. That would be really cool. Yeah, have it have it through that digital wobble thing where, and then all of a sudden you just have the blue, clean blue light all around it. That would be really neat. But. It was, we were basically standing there with our jaws dropped yeah. the whole time. It was good. Well, and Disney does the best. Oh, better than anybody. Presentations yeah. of fireworks. Or They're always on the, on the cutting like edge. The fireworks that set off actually oh, hard yeah, to projected. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Oh my God, you remembered something. I did. I forgot. Can you believe it? <laughs> I was going to like mark this day on the calendar. <laughs> There's a million pictures for me to, you know, photoshopping up a picture will be awesome. And, uh, I dumped all my photos onto a hard drive and then put them on the TV last night. I was looking through and it was just like, <laughs> man, we've got some crazy shit. Yeah, get them all. We've got like, some pictures I know up. people are going to be looking at and going, the fuck is the story here? What is up with that? That's the thing with the, the chair on that. I don't get it. The wheelchair thing <laughs> in the bus. Does that mean anything at all? I think I might be able to Photoshop that into a pipe, though. That I would be hilarious. We, uh, <coughs> we might as well admit this. Not, not bad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You guys <laughs> got something to tell me, do you? Yeah, actually. We rode the Astro Orbiter oh. last time. Yeah, there was some astro orbiting going on. Oh, around. no. We did it and realized we can this is like, a this big is, mistake. This, <laughs> we are a bit too friendly here. Yeah, I said, have, the, have a larger person right in the back. And we're like, okay. And I got in first, and then Chris got in front of me, and was like, you two are really close now, is what you're saying. Yeah, well. We got Space Mountain in last night. What else did we get? We got the Thunder Mountain. Yeah, we got in Thunder Mountain. We didn't get. They I guess they closed down Splash Mountain at ten. Right, Haunted Mansion. Uh, oh, oh, how can you forget the Haunted Mansion? What time did you guys get back from uh, Magic Kingdom? Oh. It had to be about one. Yeah, it was about one. It's cool. Yeah, we stayed up talking for a while. Ours must have been pretty light then, right? 
It was like a lot done. There were, yeah, there were a decent. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't like the walk-on. Right. There were like like a lot of people wandering around. We we, we had a about 20, 25 minute movie for Space Mountain. They kept putting him to work, man. When we went up to the top to the to the spinny to the spinny thing. They made him when we came back down. They made him bring all the tokens down to the other guy. They were like, "Can you bring these yeah. down to the other guy?" Oh, and then when we got in space bound, they put the tag around his neck to figure out how long the line was. <laughs> like, you just have that friendly face. No, I've got, I've got that look that everyone's like, "Hey, can you direct me at this? Hey, do you mind holding this? Hey, can you can you help me jumpstart my car? Leave me the fuck alone. I'm on vacation." <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you got a lot done, so the the crowds couldn't have been too awful bad. It wasn't bad. It was pretty much. It was pretty much like a uh, for the Big Thunder Railroad or whatever it is. It was like a maybe a ten minute walk on. Basically, we just yeah, we were moving so was all the, the way the through. Queue. That one's so much better at night too. Yeah. I really love that one. Oh yeah, it was well at day you get to see all the details of all the little knickknack stuff they put around, but yeah, that's a fun ride, right? Space Mountain. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, maybe it's just your sense memory that you forget about it. But Space it Mountain. Just, oh, there it is. <laughs> just jostles you around. There, you know, yeah. I mean, it's a fun ride. Where did, where did you sit in the train? Because um, that last train, la- last we were, train, we last on, seat is the worst. Oh, well, we weren't last train, last seat, but we might have been yeah. on the last train. Every time we, every time we get a good bump, we get a little hop. Yeah. And like the first time I turned around, I'm like. Do you remember that yeah, hop at all? Because I don't, out of you. Really I don't remember that yeah. hop. Because you, you, you get the distinct feeling of, I've just left the track yeah, exactly. for just a second. But it is. It's scary. Well, and I think that's because you know, it's in the dark and you can't see anything. And you know, your sense memory also is going, you know, I've ridden this however many times and I don't remember this. And I might as well. Are the are the two? The, I guess there's Alpha and the Omega or whatever. Right. Are the two tracks essentially the same, or is there essentially? I mean, they just kind of kind of wind each other. Mm-hmm. I haven't really gotten a sense for like which one's better than the other, or, or if one's longer than the other, or anything like that. But yeah, they they are. They essentially you know crisscross each other, and it's it's like a not parallel, but it's it's essentially the same thing, but just running in two opposite directions that intertwine. So, so far as I've ever been able to figure out, anyway. Yeah, and also we we were we were commenting on it. Like, is the ride over yet? Because we get to like slow parts, and, like, and and by the end of it, we're like, I didn't realize it was this long. Because I'm used to riding rides at Six Flags that are over in you know thirty seconds, less than a minute. See, that's how the the barnstormers like that. I, I love that ride; it's a lot of fun. But I mean, that ride—if if it's a full minute, I'd be amazed. I mean, it's like yes. Oh no, it was. Did you ride it? Did you go on the barnstorm? Oh, not the. I'm thinking of. I'm sorry. I'm still thinking of the nut hugger. <laughs> Which one? Oh, the, the <laughs> astro <laughs> <The> astro glider. <laughs> the the one that turned the, the, the ride that <laughs> turns straight <laughs> men. <laughs> that turned the. Uh, we was, we was get off the ride and I go. We must never speak of this again. We should never speak of this evening again. Speak his name. That's awesome. And like an idiot, I'm like, oh, you can pull the thing and go. And I took it all the way up to the top. But I realized if you get about halfway, you're going a lot faster. Oh yes. Yeah. And we were up to where it was just sort of like, hey, look, it's a park around us. And we took a few turns, and then it was done. Actually, mercifully. Yeah. I was listening to a show where the guys were talking about 
if you do that, get it about halfway, you want to keep pretty much looking straight ahead because if you turn, especially like if you turn around to talk to somebody behind you or what, uh-huh. you get that like it's some sort of effect. I forget what they call it. I don't know. Where you feel like you're just gonna hurl, you know? Because uh, you can feel it pushing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah blood you, all you get, in one direction. You get, yeah, when you're going faster, yeah, we were like having to grab hold of the inside to to keep us from you know you know snapping a rib. Damn, you know what? I I, I kept thinking anyway that, man, I wish I'd gone with you guys if I hadn't petered out and everything, but uh, now I really wish I'd gone because I meant for us to go and and do the TTA, and uh, I like doing the TTA because you can have a little chat, you know, just put the recorder on, just sit there and talk, you know, while you're on it and everything. The people mover. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the people mover. Yeah, we did that. That was... I love that. I, I, you know... I you know I don't think I had ever done that. We didn't do like carousel progress because you know we both done that before. And, yeah, we. I was that. like that's gonna be a half hour. At yeah, least. that's the yeah. thing with it. I love it, but yeah, you have to devote you know, like I think it's like forty minutes or something yeah. to it. So well, yeah. also it seemed louder last night. Like when we were on the people mover, then again my voice was shot. So like talking that talking like sometimes on the ride was actually like one of the best. Most coherent talks back and forth was on Space Mountain, where I, I, I can just <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you just feel that? <laughs> yeah. And um. I, but that was my because last time we were there at night, it was at Epcot, so I didn't. I've never seen Magic Kingdom at night, so it was. And then we were like, let's head to Tomorrowland. That's yeah. gonna be nice. Oh yeah. It is, yeah neon All the neon and, and yeah, it's great. And, yeah. Well, and, and the the weird. Not only the neon, but the weird blues and greens that are all, you know, really Star Trek. Did you go on uh, Buzz Lightyear? No, we didn't do Buzz Lightyear. But the weight wasn't very long. We didn't do. We automatically ruled out Stitch and Monsters Incorporated, you know, because I I remember with the kids doing the Stitch thing, and just thinking, so we sit around an auditorium and listen to Stitch run around, and I yeah. wasn't all that. I'm not a I'm not a Stitch fan to begin with, so yeah, I was I was less than impressed with it. Now, when you were saying that used to be like Alien, was it like Alien, like the Alien from the movies, or was it? It was like it was going for that. I mean, it was not it like the licensed. licensed. It was not like H. Ridley Scott's, yeah, or H.R. Geiger's. But it was definitely going with. It wanted to be that, you know, as, as close as it could be without being sued, you know. And I only remember going on it once, so I really don't remember... It had to be our very first trip, so I don't remember a lot about it. But everybody says that it was really intense and and everything, and I think the biggest reason they got rid of it was because it was just really intense. It was not a kiddie ride. Well, the the only ride I can think of in the the Walt Disney World resorts that's not really a kiddie ride was that dinosaur thing over it. You know, that actually, at the end of it, you know, I was, like, kind of freaked out. Yeah, it's, that was from Scare the Crap. Which one was it? Oh, Dinosaur. The, that, was that the one we went in the truck? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one that we hopped right back out and took it. Oh, yes, yeah. She, yeah. Like, she was like, we got off, and she's like, did you have fun? And we're like, yeah. She's like, it's a lot, and, and you said something like, it's a lot more better when you're on this, on this, on the other side, or in the front or the back. She goes, oh, you want to get, and she put us right off the ride and right into the other one to go. It was awesome. That's cool. Yeah, she was like, oh, the best, you know, the most intense ride is in this certain seat, and she put us right back on it and let us go again, and it was like, oh, yeah. God, I had an adrenaline moment in the shower. I was in the <coughs> shower, and I'm like, do I want to hear this? And I'm like, all right, I was so like, I get home. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, you know, I get home at, I get home at 7 o'clock, and, you know, blah, 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 I'll take the bus, and then I'm like, 
start doing the, and doing the math, and I'm like, well, shit, if I leave at 6 o'clock, that's only 25 hours. That's a lot shorter bus trip. And then I'm like, started second-guessing myself and going, maybe I got my departure time wrong, because for the correct time to leave, it would have to be about 2. So then I get this sinking feeling like I've got it wrong, and I'm really leaving at 2. I'm in the shower, so I have my ticket there, and I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to call up Scott and be like, get your ass in here and it's be a big <laughs> we won't be able to relax and you know it's going to be a bit and I come out and it's like no it's it's 6 or 6 20 or 6 p.m. oh yeah 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 oh yeah I checked double triple checked and then I'm like and then I look at it and it's like oh I'm not getting back at the time I, I was I wasn't getting back in Rochester the time I thought I did so it is more of a of the same sort of time period, but I was just like, I came out of there and I was just like, oh god. <laughs> Do you get a chance to, to research any? Uh, That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cool. you know, call the airline right now and see what you know alternate plans they might have if there's any delays. Oh, oh no, yeah. I, I was talking about comic shops. But oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, you definitely want to yeah, <laughs> no, have, you your, have your ducks in a row for your plane too. Oh, I had. I had an idea yesterday. Next time we do a vacation, instead of doing like Dragon Con, Star Wars, or whatever, you would know more about the possibility of this. And say we planned it like a year or two ahead of time. Two True Freak convention. We right, try, to, right, yeah, we try to get everybody that, you know, maybe even have Andy and his family come over. Get a whole rent block. a hall somewhere. Yeah. No, get a whole block of hotel hotel rooms right, at Disney. Right. So you know, and, and and like book them way in advance and see what kind of you know. I don't think it would be something like your employee discount would really factor into. But if we did it ahead of time, and, but it would be the kind of thing where people could come with their families. You got Disney during the day, and that could be a real vacation for families. Then right. by night, and then when we do it, you know, we have a little. We figure out ahead of time. We have like, on you know Friday. There's six podcasts being recorded in all the different rooms. You can go to the Six Degrees of Mike Bailey. You can go to the Star Wars Monthly I Monday, love that idea. and we just it, it, it ends up not being like part. You know, or we do it with maybe when Star Wars Celebration is going. So so during the day, I people see. can go to something, but then at night you have a sort of semi-structured thing where right. you, where where everybody will meet up and we'll have rooms next to each other so it won't be like shut up and then we can it would just be so it would be a lot of pressure probably on you and me on the planning stages but once it was going it's just like all you would have to do is all you would have to do is go and go to disney during the day with your kids and put the you know all the wives and kids stay on that side and then in all the other rooms we have the only downside i could see to something like that is getting past that perception that's still so many people seem to have that you know, I, I would be just handing out free tickets, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, if they're going to get past that, it'd be all right. People are coming here for the vacation to do the podcast thing. And they, they need to be under the assumption that they want to go to the parks. They need they to buy pay for tickets. it. Exactly. Yeah, well, well, it'd be, exactly. well, you know, I mean, I'm thinking we'd try to get, a, and we'll get listeners, and, you know, we'll try to get everybody, you know, Bailey, Luke, you know, just everybody who does podcasts with us right. and around us. and. Have it be something, you know, we should start bouncing that idea off other people and saying, you know, you know, what about a, a, a and then, then 
the family it's not a, like a pressure of versus a family where the you know the, the wife and kids will be like go right. to Disneyland so dad yeah, can podcast in, yeah they're involved hell too, yeah, yeah in two years we can afford that and actually actually you know it, it wouldn't be that expensive on a, like having time to pl- if you had time to plan it and right. he was saying you know Andrew Leyland and his family and stuff and I oh love that God, idea. Would, okay, so good. I, I do. I love that idea. Because I was just and listening. then we don't have to deal with with the with the Jimmy Max and the people who and, yeah. and the and the you know and all the logistics of there's something going on and press passes or something. You know, it's we do just, it all ourselves. It's just a group yeah. of people hanging out. And see, if we did it thing. that way, then hopefully it wouldn't come off as extremely you know pretentious. You know, people looking at it going. It's just a two true freaks who gives a fuck about a convention for those guys. But if we pulled in like, you know, Mike and Andy and everybody like you were saying, then it makes it more of a network type of thing. I like that idea a lot because I was listening. You know, oddly enough, that was one of the recordings I was just listening to on the drive here. Is where we were kind of tossing that idea around, you know, in kind of a much more limited way of what you were just talking about. And I, I think the very last thing I said in that conversation was. Ooh, I really like that idea. And I'm listening to myself, and I just start laughing. I'm thinking, yeah, you like that idea because you fucking live here. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to pay for anything. You know, it's like, yeah, of course I like that idea. Well, but no, I do. I like your idea. Sounds brilliant. Maybe we can do it at Disneyland. You know. See, I like your idea because it's 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 a ramp up from what I was thinking before which was basically I was kind of stealing a, a page from when CGS first started to get big I remember where they kept having big shows for their when they would reach a new plateau like 100th show or 200th show they started having their super show where uh-huh. people would come you know from around the country for them you know and I'm thinking why couldn't we do the same thing we don't have near the listenership but we have enough. We've got, a, we've got a network. That's the difference. You know, well, we got we could pull in Bailey and Hey well, Kids and whoever else. And between all of us, I think it would be enough to generate. And, and beforehand, we could all sit around together and be like, "Hey, let's think of some topics." And you know, and it's like seven o'clock on Saturday. You can go into Scott and Chris's room if you're, you know, well, right. whatever. Well, okay, we're doing this podcast here, and and down the hall, somebody will, you know. Mike Bailey could be, you know, doing from crisis to crisis or something, or and, or spe- you know, we could come up with spe- just generally if it's like. Here's an You're a listener. What do you think? So what were you up for? It said something about comic shops. Yeah, that'd be cool. If we can find one around here. I'm trying to think of the ones I have. I know that there's one that was over in Kissimmee. I think it was Action Comics or A1 Comics or some shit like that. They had a really good back issue selection. I have no idea what their prices are like. I was in there one time. It was the very first comic shop I went to when I moved here. And I was actually looking for a job. So I went in there to see if they were hiring and they weren't hiring. And then I was like too embarrassed to just hang around and shop. You know what I mean? So it was like, okay, well, I'll come back another time. I had like no money at all. So I never even took note of like what their prices were or what, but at the time they had a killer back issue selection. No idea if they have like any like cheap stuff or anything though. I think it was Shag that was telling me that he's had a bitch of a time finding like you know good comic shops that have like a fifty cent bin 
which is that's how I always rate a good yeah. comic shop. I mean, you can have all the statuary and all that stuff, but if you don't have you know some good cheap bins, then I tend not to come back. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, I had you know I, there were a couple of shops in Oklahoma City that had decent selection of back issues, but they were all like two, three bucks, and like I'm not paying price yeah. for a comic from ten, twenty years ago. I mean, I hate it for the comic shops. They've got to be having a tough time. But oh, I think ever I mean, since they, the digital they're gonna stuff, have to cut, they're going to have to come have up with to. just some new idea of how to run it. You know. I think that's why they're they've all gone to gaming and Game, statuary uh, and t-shirts well that's, and that's that what sort I'm saying. of thing. Games and collectible plastic, you know, toys and stuff. CBD. I love this track off this album. It's great. I was very excited. That I guess they're making a sequel to this already, so I was happy. It's an excellent first class. Yes. I loved that movie, man. That, that was definitely a surprise. You know, oh, yeah. That, it yeah. just came out of nowhere. And I, I agree. I was like, oh, X-Men, you know. And I was kind of burned yeah. after the third movie. I was like... I never saw the third movie, but I I was like, people cut me off at the pass, and I was like, ah, I won't bother. And yeah, I just... I, I, I'll actually chime in just on that just enough to say that I think it's uh, definitely worth a look. I, I don't think it's like well, abysmal from top to bottom. It's just not as good as the other two. I, I put it in, I put it in, in my opinion, in kind of the, uh, the realm of the other Marvel before they started Marvel Studios stuff. Like right, Fantastic yeah. Fantastic Four and the Silver yeah. Surfer thing. It's not great. It has its moments, but it's not by any that's means. A, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, Last Stand's kind of like the the Silver Surfer of the the X Men films. Yeah, which I thought Silver Surfer was really good up to a point, which is pretty much when Galactus shows up and then uh, it just kind of falls apart. Well, we were talking about that last night. If if Mar- if they could have waited to do that till. Right about now. Oh yeah. Time, everyone would have been fine with a giant purple suited, yep. you know, sort of godlike creature coming to destroy planet Earth. Because I, I think that was the thing that hindered them. They thought they thought that would be too campy and too goofy, and audiences would you know react to it badly. And they realize now, oh, that's we what everybody have, went to see. Yeah, yeah. we can have the Avengers and have them. At the end, you know, people, you know, Thanos there, and we're all the Jones But I tell you that that was one of the first movie, you know, first comic movies I rewatched after the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Was I dug that back out, and for all of its flaws, you got to give Fantastic Four, you know, the second Fantastic Four, you got to give it big props because. It went right to that edge. It didn't cross the line into giving us the real Galactus, but it went right to the edge. That movie probably pushed the boundaries more than anything prior to it because it pulled in the cosmic stuff. You know, it had the Silver Surfer and you know Doom stealing the the surfboard and all that. I mean, it really you know it went right to the edge. Unfortunately, it just didn't fully commit. Yeah. If it had, you know, it could have been Avengers before Avengers. Because it's not a bad movie. I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. No, I agree, but I, I'm certain there are tons of people who, who that was the, the proverbial straw break in the camp. Oh, yeah. Time. They didn't go... Full tilt. Yeah, they didn't yeah. Go, well, you never go full tilt. You know, <laughs> full tilt. 
It's a shame that uh, I, I guess they're going to reboot that whole thing because I, I thought they, I thought there was a lot that did work. For as much as didn't work in those movies, I thought there was a lot that did. I like the the ensemble cast. I think what's her face? I think Sue Richards could be cast a little better, but for yeah. the most part, I thought everybody else was really, really good. Well, the thing was, Jessica Alba was not. She's not a good actress, and she she was there for eye candy. She was there basically to have her run around in her skivvies. Right. But at the same rate, I mean, Sue, Sue Richards, I mean, in all honesty, she's not much of a character, you know? Well, and I've been listening to the Fantastic Cast, and they've commented on that. Sue Richards was just the mom, the, the yeah. shrieking violet, you know, yeah. just, oh, I can't believe that Namor is coming to attack us again, and dooms, and it's not until later on where they develop the force field right. stuff that she actually becomes essentially the most powerful character in the group. I mean, I'm I'm no Fantastic Four connoisseur by any stretch of the imagination, but all I know is the runs I have read, you know, even when they tried their very level best to kind of ramp her up and make her just as viable a character as the other members of the team, she still remains the least popular, the least interesting, you know? I mean, honestly, I mean, it seems like most of the, you know, quote-unquote characterization they tried to give that character essentially came down to, well, let's sex her up a little bit. And that, yeah. that's kind of a shame because it's like, all right, well, you know, either give her a personality or let her just remain a background character. You know, not all four of them <coughs> can be the coolest member. Really, only one can, you know, and then you kind of pick your favorite from there. For me, it kind of goes back and forth between the thing and, and Johnny. Because yeah. I, I like the, the thing's personality, yeah. but I like Johnny's power set. Po- you know, Johnny, you know, is a playable character in like the Marvel games. You know, I mean, he's a badass character. I mean, how cool is it to just be able to walk around just flamethrower everything? I love that shit. You know, it's great. Well, and, uh, again, going back to the fan. Oh, and I wanted to mention this. I was we were talking about the podcast and everything. I was listening to a recent Fantastic Cast, and uh, Steve Lacey, who does the show with Andy, said I. Uh, you know, when he listens to Two True Freak, one of the big episode, one of the big episodes that he's certain to listen to was Walking Dead Wednesday. He, he officially mentioned that. He said, you know, a lot of times I'll listen to their shows, but you know, I always try and catch Walking Dead Wednesday. So I was like, that's cool. Yeah, and I commented. I, I was commenting to Chris about that. It's like I kind of feel bad about you know the Walking Dead Wednesday thing because I'm always like, you know, especially last time, you know. It felt that you know you were kind of out of it, and I didn't know. I uh, was. Am I, am I? Am I? Am I coercing these guys? You know, because I've said how much I enjoy this. You know, that you know, coercing you guys into you know doing this. Don't show. think of it, cor- cor- no, no, think no. Of it as kicking our asses into gear because no, we're, yeah. we're because we're getting distracted by shit. Because what was going on there was a lot of like. It was like, wasn't it like Michael was going to be late, or there? Oh no, we were going to do comics after it, and it was our, you know. Well, that's the thing. Why I was trying at the end of it, you know, to get the conversation to that, so you guys were actually getting onto that, and not having to be up till right four in the morning. No, yeah, some yeah, some, that show has been very loosey goosey in the actual like record, you know, like planning, recording, everything phase. I feel partially to blame for that, but for me, I I I, I keep kind of waxing and waning both of my interest in Walking Dead and then just trying to decide do I really want to be part of this show or not because I I just you know if I can be in on it as simply just 
a panelist, then I'm fine. But I don't want to have to do the ass kicking to get it done or anything. To, you know, it's like I just want to be able to read and show up. And I mean, there's going to be episodes, and I think we've already had like one or two of them already, where pff, I just don't have anything to say. It's like, yeah, I dug it. It was a good issue, and you know, that's it. But it's, so it's, it didn't really come down to disinterest so much as I was tired, and I just I really okay. didn't have a lot, which actually surprised me because the issue we did it's a fantastic it's a issue, fantastic and a lot of shit happens. But it was just like, well, that basically sums up what I had to say. It's a fantastic issue and a lot of great shit happened, you know? Yeah, well, it, it goes to the, the fact of what you say. Sometimes it's it's easier to do the bad issues because you have more to say about Oh, yeah. It. You know, it's it's how how many ways can you say, this was awesome, this was great, I love right. this. But I'm going to work on that, though, because I know from here it just gets better. And, I mean, we're headed into still what is probably the greatest issue of the entire oh, series. Yes. I want to make sure that that comes across. Yeah, you know? 48, where... Where they killed that thing cemented the Walking Dead. As, oh, absolutely! As you know, something that's that was that was the first. Holy shit! That was the first. The people had died before that, but that uh-huh. was like a mass calling of people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was that was the issue. I think that really put this this I almost said film put this comic. You know, down in history as okay. This is now officially one of the greatest comic books that's ever been. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and not only the storytelling, but the fact that Adler was able to, to oh, draw yeah. that and illustrate that, and that—that's got to be. Uh, you know, I wonder how Adler feels about having to draw that. That's true. Yeah, I never really thought. Yeah, that's that's very I true. Love drawing that stuff. Yeah. Well, I I remember somebody said that like, you know, um, one hundred. He was pretty much like, it was one of the hardest thing. You know, it was a h- really hard comic to draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yeah. yeah. It w- it was a hard. Well, comic plus I to think read. you know going back to forty eight, I think. I don't know about everybody else. I think in <coughs> my mind that also kind of cemented um, Charlie Adler as okay, you know, officially the artist. Because you know, for the longest time, he just kind of felt like a placeholder for uh, yeah, for Tony Moore for me. You know, it's like, and Tony I know Moore that they long gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, like, I, I, I know that they used to get that constantly in the letter letters pages. Is ah, this Adler guy? You know, but when's Tony Moore coming back? And I think it was officially '48 where you realized, you know, okay, you know, yeah. he's he's. I the got guy. the impression that Tony Moore was never good coming back because Robert Kirkman wanted to put the comic out on time. Right. Is what I got. That I, Tony Moore's to get that level of art, you were going to have to be behind all the time, and I don't think. What's well, funny now is that I'll go back to the very earliest issues that are Tony Moore, and I don't dig them the way I did before. I've become more used to Adler's. Uh, I like Adler's style. I'll, I'll agree with you. I like well, I like Moore's. You know, come because his his stuff had a more. I don't. It had a more angular. Had a more. Right. Um, his lines were a lot more straight, and I, I want to say it was a lot more like the sort of animation style that you see in the DC. Right. Stuff. It was uh, the characters were a lot, and there was a lot more line work in it. A lot definition. More, yes, he had a lot yes. more definition in, in and detail. I mean, Adler's Adler's a lot lot looser style. Right. But uh, yeah. Nowadays, I'm like, Adler's Adler works for me, but yeah, 48 is going to be a big, yeah, a 
big to do because that one we have to I think we have to really have it for that one you know it'll probably be like a double sized episode and really want to make sure we whoever whoever plays host you know primary host for that one has to wrangle and keep us you know yeah, on keep topic. us on topic and alright I have to open the door while I'm in the bathroom but <laughs> Sean I know you've taken this shit in here isn't that football player that's directly facing you the creepiest thing you've ever seen? <laughs> I'm not. Like staring ghost eyes. <laughs> Every time I go in there, I think it's just like, oh man, ghost of some football player. It's, it's OJ Simpson. Comedy gold. Soul. <laughs> it's OJ coming to get you. <laughs> Told you not to fuck with my stuff. It's awesome. Uh, Where are you at on Green Lantern? On your, I mean, right, on your show. What are you right what are you now? Playing? I just uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I finished uh, issue twenty-five. So I've got where Hal's back in the uh, as the main character. I'm going to be recording number thirty here in a few, and uh, I actually got in touch with Dave Walker, who does the Flash Legacies podcast. Show number 30? No, I've done more than 30. Oh, wow. Uh, I, well, I've done more than 30 shows because I had the Emerald Dawn, uh, the Emerald Back, the Emerald Dawn, and Emerald Dawn 2. And uh, I, I contacted Dave Walker because right now there's that story arc where Hal Jordan and Wally West uh, have to team up against, I guess, Gorilla Grodd is uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. revolution with the people of Gorilla City and uh, then Hector Hammond is coming in with it well so it's a neat issue I like him well there's there's a neat two issue well it's a four issue art where basically uh, Green Lantern has to deal with Gorilla Grodd the Flash villain and Wally is having to deal with Hector Hammond and it's these issues have actually been pretty good you know, they've been enjoyable to go reread, but who is that that's working on now? Was that a um I know it was uh, the for the flash stories it was Wade and LaRoque was doing the art. And in the Green Lantern it was still John's writing it and I it wasn't Broderick, it was uh Tangal. Well, yeah, Romeo Tangal. I can't remember. Yeah, I think Romeo Tango. That sounds great. But uh, yeah, the LaRoque art for Flash makes me want to go go back and collect some of that stuff. Because and actually, Wade has a better aesthetic, I thought, for Green Lantern than Jones, at least on these issues. You know, I I wasn't liking the you know there were a few issues when Hal came back after issue twenty five and they dissolved the multiple lanterns for Earth and Hal was the only one that kind of I was like Jesus Christ Hal's a jerk why wouldn't Earth deserve multiple lanterns as opposed to any other planet it's because Earth is special that John's even retconned that it's like Earth is like the you know in something in Blackest Night they resolved something that Earth was the Prime mover, or whatever the, it was the like the white nexus lantern. of reality, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a nexus point shit. of something, yeah. Because yeah. they they were doing that with with one of the two, either fifty two or countdown or both, where, where the monitors had that 
tube or hourglass or whatever it was, it was full of earths, and they were basically explaining away why during the crisis everybody was worried about merging the multiple earths when it was supposed to be like multiple galaxies. So in theory, there should be like multiple variants of like every other planet too, like Ron and all these other, but nobody ever worried about them. It was always just the multiple Earths. Well, they were trying to explain that away that Earth is special. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Because it's where all the special people live. Like Jeff Jones. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his. I, I will give him credit for coming up with the idea of the multiple lantern names. That was that was actually kind of clever, you know. And it was it was a nice uh, it was a nice Silver Age concept, you know. You've got the green ring and the yellow ring. Why don't you have various other colors? Why don't you have the other colors? And I thought that was very Silver Age and very clever. But then it just got kind of out of hand. Got out of hand, exactly. Yeah, he he's the guy. He doesn't have any breaks on his... He comes up with a great concept and then just runs it right into the ground immediately. And I'm not a fan. See, I liked the idea of the yellow lantern Mm -hmm. as the opposite number to the greens. I thought they should have stopped right there. When they started to branch off and do the orange and the red, and that's where they lost me. I was like, this is kind of getting silly now. Especially when they... He tried to write it as if the, it had always been this way. Yes. Um, well, speaking of you know Jeff Johns, you know being crazy, you know being crazy, and harkening back to Rob Liefeld, I heard that Liefeld is I can't remember where I read it. Might have been on one of these you know entertainment nerd sites I read, but supposedly Rob Liefeld is leaving DC Comics again. And he's, I guess he was doing Hawk and Dove and maybe Grifter or whatever. So I didn't even know he was at DC right now. Yeah. Well, and, and he basically said, I'll be okay with that. Those are delicious. Um, but he said basically, uh, you know, he was tired with the direction of it and the fact that really they don't know where they're going or that's what he says he says that they don't have an idea for what they're doing for this and it parallels what happens when I have I can't remember whether it was Perez who was writing the Superman title in the new 52 and he left he left Superman I think after the first story arc citing the same thing that you know he didn't know what he could write because Grant Morrison's uh, action Comics thing was set five years prior to his and Morrison wasn't letting anyone know uh, what he was going to be doing in the book and they couldn't tread on, they couldn't do their own story because it might conflict with continuity of what Morrison was doing so it, it seems like it's all been a big just you know, what I'm, you know what I'm starting to suspect and this may be giving the, the powers that be, that be, you know, more much credit. more, huh? More credit, than more credit than they deserve. What I'm starting to get a vibe of is uh, Heroes Reborn, Heroes Return. Like, maybe DC did this. And you goddamn well it wasn't going to last. That, it, that it was, it, they're, they're going to lose people and that it wasn't ultimately going to fly. And so, But they did it. 
hoping that to basically get the best of both worlds. You'd lose people at first, like, you know, the long-timers like me, but you would gain, like, the Grant Morrison fans, because they're going to want to follow the Superman stuff. You give it a year, year and a half, two years, whatever. They don't have a plan because they don't ever expect that that's really going to be the new status quo. They end that, they bring back some variants of the original universe, which hopefully brings back all of the disenchanted. Hopefully, like the Grant Morrison people will stick around to see where that goes because they got sucked in, they got intrigued, and then that, that way you get some sort of half-assed marriage of the two fandoms and you have succeeded in growing your, your fan base. I'm kind of getting that vibe because listening to Andy and Michael talk about that you know what's going on with New Fifty Two? It sounds like they built in a lot of back doors. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> from what I gather, the character of Pandora, which I don't know what happened with her in Flashpoint, but she's the sort of purple. She looks like a like a purple aura version of Raven from Teen Titans. She reminds me of the uh, of the female version of the Crimson Avenger that was in JSA. I don't know if you ever read that. I book. don't think I've read that. No, but uh, I know who you're talking about, though. But you know that was one of the one of the things they had her in every uh, every number one issue of the New Fifty Two, and I I feel that she is in some way going to be the DC out if they ever want to decide that. Oh yeah, this is dude. What if she's Harbinger? That would be awesome because I hate that they killed off Harbinger. That. That might be a clever out. That might be a way to tie it, you know, all that. But, you know, I don't... Well, I don't know. I think Johns knows his stuff. I'm not saying that Johns is by any way... doesn't have knowledge of, you know, the earlier stuff. But I think he likes to do things his way, and I don't know if he'd be that clever. But I could be wrong. But it would be, yes, I agree, that would be the issues Harbinger that brought, you know, you know, brought forth the whole thing into, back to Crisis on Infinite. Right. I mean, at this point, if they wanted to take it all the way back to, like, say, pre-crisis, like, like 1984, 85, pre-crisis continuity, at this point, I'm actually cool with that. I'd actually be perfectly alright with that. I'd, I'd even spot them, Hal Jordan and Barry Allen, if they wanted to do that. I really would, because at this point, I'm kind of tired with the whole fiddler, you know, messing with everything. Take your time. Okay. Can I impose on you to take a picture of us? Yeah, absolutely. Just that little iris looking up there. It may have zoomed in, it does that sometimes. There we go. One, two, three. Excellent. Thank you so much. Do you have a USB charger? I didn't bring the one for this one. The plug? No, well, I I I do, but I left it in my wife's car. But no, it's fine. I, just, I was setting up where hopefully we'll catch our ambient audio, our comedy genes. Do you want me to turn on the the Pandora, <clears throat> or would that be too distracting? Oh, I, I don't care, man. 
See what happens is we're always on a roll with like the, the zingers and the one liners and just flowing down. And then I turn the recorder on and it's like it's everybody like, stops uh, talking. So literally it's what I keep saying is all the funny shit is the shit that, that we never get on tape. Between the cracks. <laughs> Start messing with the mailman. You're on the wrong side! You're gonna kill someone! Fucking British people. <laughs> 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 we bring all our mailmen from Britain. That's why he's driving like that. God damn it. If I had a driver's license, that would be the job I would be like, would be postman. And they... No, no, you do not need to be a postman. And there's no way I go postal, man, because when you retire... My friend, my friend Paul Priest is a postman. He's going to retire at 55. If the post office makes it that long. Right. It makes it that long. They're, yeah, the post office is getting the screws put yeah. to it. Well, all Gosh, the, I feel so horrible for them. After all their excellent, excellent service all these years. I got to say, you? I got to say, I've got about a 99.99 rating on the post office as far as I'm concerned. I use it like, I, I send out about 10, 15, 20 packages a weekend. Try UPS. Go to UPS and see how much stuff gets through, man. Um, Dave was saying that his friends who did the Legos started using UPS and like they were losing like ten like ten percent of their stuff wouldn't get to the other end because UPS. Let's put it this way: if a guy in UPS steals a Lego that's getting sent across the country, he's going to get fired. But the, in the post office, you get really screwed if you if you touch it, you know, if you mess with anything. I'm, well, I'm, because, a big, I'm a big defender of the post office. I've, I would I would think the thing would be, you know, because it would be a it's a federal crime to tamper with the mail. With mail. So that's not you know get fired. That's you can serve jail time. Right. Right. So right. that's that's impetus for you not to mess not with to anything. Yeah. If you're at the post office, so granted there is that. I mean, UPS pays their employees like I mean, UPS when you retire, you retire sweet too, and you get paid. Get, probably get paid way better at UPS and post office, but I use, I started using UPS for a little while, and I had so much bad luck with them that I was just right, right back to the post office. Then again, I go to the same post office, I know all the people there, so it's always a friendly, happy experience. I've never had anybody even ask me what was in my media mail packages at my post office. Yeah, because shipping corn's probably pretty illegal, especially across state lines. It Is it? What kind. No, I, I don't know. think so. I think if it, well, it depends on what kind of corn, probably. Yeah, well, yeah. I think actually the corn that would be illegal to ship over state. Yeah, it would, yeah, it would be illegal wherever you had it, but then it yeah. would be another, <laughs> another well, because one when you cross state lines with it. <laughs> Because and I'm so, because uh, again, harkening back to Oklahoma and its you know progressiveness. We should is, go get our pictures taken in front of that. I think that's cool as hell, especially with Armstrong having just passed oh, away. Yeah. I think that's neat. Crash the car into that. <laughs> let me yeah, distract you. Let me you. distract you and look at this thing at the side of the road while we're driving in front of. <laughs> wow, into a minivan. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> it's all you, Armstrong's fault. But. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, uh, our, our quote-unquote progressiveness, we still, pornography is still illegal in the state of Oklahoma. Now, really? that, doesn't, that doesn't mean... What do you spank to? Shut up. 
shut up. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that, you know, you can't have a social Wait, we're not Facebook friends, are we? No. Okay, <laughs> good. I'm not even on Facebook. I, I'm. Are you really not? I am honestly not on that Facebook That explains why I had such a pitch of a time tagging your photos the other day. Yeah, it could be. Um, but, uh... <clears throat> I'm certain you can probably have subscriptions to because they sell magazines like Playboy and Penthouse and Alibaba. I'm sorry. Again, I'm going to run into the girl in front of us because you're telling. Hey, look at this over here. It's just funny. It's you know when I the way I read it, it's just Alibaba Hookah Cafe. Oh, Hookah Cafe. But pornography. Yes. Yes. Let's 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 bring it all back to porn. Uh, yeah, you um, usually can't get you to top, stop talking about porn. Well, that's because yeah. I usually have a monitor in front of me, and you're just going on and on about some stupid shit I don't <laughs> care about. Well, who cares about fucking Star Wars? I've got boobs. Exactly. On the screen. I, I I love it when I get busted out right in a podcast. Too. They're like, "What do you think about that?" So, Oh, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, was a, I never really read that. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. But, uh, <laughs> you can still buy magazines. I know they sell, like, but they have them in the plastic seal bags with everything covered up as well. But you cannot have, you cannot have the sale of pornographic um, like videotapes or DVDs or anything like that. If you do have it, because we have the stores that sell the items, adult the, yeah, adult novelty stores, and they have tapes and uh, now I guess it's not tapes anymore to sell one of the DVDs, but they're all expurgated tapes. They're all tapes that have all the, the scenes but, blurred out. And well, stuff. it's not blurred out. They just Cut them out? They, 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 oh, they they're like the out. HBO they, versions or yeah, whatever. Show oh, people, they're actually doing it, but they can't show any penetration. Your state sounds fucking awesome, yeah. dude. Let me it's, tell you. I'll, I'll be, see, I'll be booking what, a vacation real that, soon. You know, that's why the internet is so wonderful. But even that, um, they can they can legally uh, find you if they... You know, now, not that they ever do, but if they if they if they wanted to investigate you, okay. oh, turn on the alarm box. I hope I didn't miss it. No, I didn't. Um, they can if they wanted to, they could legally find you for having pornography on your computer. Now I never, and this is just general pornography. This isn't like the, the, the actual legal stuff. Get some fines, you know. It's not the illegal stuff like the creepy kitty porn or anything of this. This is just yeah. two adult people rolling around and canoodling. You know, so I'm I'm amazed at how kind of not really backwards, but how sort of repressive you are. You know, and if you ever this was another thing um, in Oklahoma, we don't have any can't buy any pornography, but in Texas, oh, it's everywhere. Yeah. And one of the things is... I love Texas. If you if you take uh, I-35 going south in Texas, 
immediately, immediately the line crosses. Yeah, after you cross the border, the first exit, porn shop. They've got porn videos and. Whoever's closest to the border is basically going to get all the business from Oklahoma. Oh, yes. Uh, and I'm certain they did, uh, you know, until, like, the internet blew up. Giant fabrics. Let me go get that Star Wars material. That looks like the seediest hotel. The Scumbag Inn. What's the name of the one that we're going to? Uh, I think it's Cavalcade and Compass. Oh, okay. What is this plan? This sounds really familiar. See, that's the thing I can't keep you. Oh, that's alright. That's alright. So, Scott, how far do you figure the... 18? How long do you figure it's going to take to get to the bus station? Alan Silvestri. I say as soon as we get back, punch that into the GPS. Because it's in my, my recents, anyway. So it should give yeah, us this a... shouldn't take us very long, and I'm remembering this neighborhood. Well, it's only 3.30 now, so... I yeah, mean, I don't expect... We, we, could, we could camp out here if we had to for a while and still have plenty of time. I don't want to push it, though. I'd rather not push it in the tent. if I don't get <laughs> That's that what box. she said. I mean, I don't think that... Uh... I'm hanging out down here, but... <laughs> Yeah, if you, yeah, if you miss the bus, that would definitely suck. Yeah. Why are all the comic shops in the seedy part of town? Because rent's cheaper. Yeah, it could because be. Because comic shops, because they're not exactly... Well, oh, check out the name of the uh, the road here. I've never seen that before. That's pretty cool. Well, it's Orlando. It's Disney. You've got to think that, you know, promote as much as you can. I loved it down when I was down near Kennedy and like every street everywhere is based on something to do on with space the space program. It's I'm awesome. Gonna, dude. I'm certain there is a ton of the, the old uh, Mercury and Apollo astronauts that have streets named. Oh, yes. Yes. Composed dinner and show. I know. I was looking at that going, yeah, see? I, I wonder what that is. I wonder if they have like... It's I think like it's a, girlies myself. I'm, but I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe it's like Bonville or something. I don't know. It could be one of those like Branson things where it's Yakov Smirnoff Theater. Yeah, yeah. And they, you know, they do a comedy show and you serve dinner as well. I rarely get out to like the really like kitschy, seedy side of Orlando, but it's definitely there. That dark underbelly is most definitely there. Hey, this is Hook. Yeah, this is looking. This is looking familiar. This is like maybe I'm high, but this is. Well, I'm, no, I saw. I've been I've been in the room with Chris a lot, so could be. Um, but, uh, I've been sweating. It's probably soaking out. Yeah, that could be. Um, <laughs> but this looks vaguely like you know where the street Dave was off of. Oh yeah, he was uh, he was off of what, uh, Earl of Bronson. Yeah, okay. we might we might actually be coming up on Dave's from the opposite direction. Okay. Now that you say that, yeah. I was telling Dave, or I was telling Sean, if it was like. There's your helicopter rides, dude. I would be fearful. Twenty-five bucks is pretty cheap, it seems, for a hel- yes. helicopter ride too. So I'd I'd be kind of scared of that. Yeah. So I was, when we were watching the um, castle of the Magic Kingdom, I was cool. like. 
That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah, please distract me from you know in a <laughs> I don't know where I'm or where I am. You know, with being guided by an electronic voice from a map that might not might or might not be correct to look over to the side of the road at what electronic voice? <laughs> I haven't heard anything. Yeah, it's the voice inside my head. But as we were watching the, the like um, the castle last night, I was like, man, if it was like 10, 15 years ago, when I was doing, when I was taking too much LDS, you know, my <laughs> brain probably would have crawled out out of my uh, head, grabbed a hobo bindle, and just like started hitchhiking down the road. <laughs> no, but yeah, the what was it, magic and memories, or memories and magic? I can't remember what they call the it. The magic, the memories, and you. Oh yeah, that one. That was that was really, really impressive. You know, that was that, that was another not only just impressive. It was one of those. How the hell are they? For I'm right. From yeah. A technical point of view, I was going, and then just to design it. And I mean, that castle it was not built to have stuff project, projected on it, especially very organized. You know stuff, you know, Lion King animations, and and they were just... Did they have the little Walt tribute in there? I haven't uh-huh. seen it in a few few weeks. Yes. They change it up. I love that moment always gets me right where I live. Yeah, but the, the, it was just such fluid animation. It fit in it actually felt like things were moving on the castle. Right. Where the bricks were coming out of it. Oh, and when they hit like the boat, it would sort of go doo, doo, Oh yes, bouncing up and down, just very nice. And yeah, I think that show itself is actually more impressive than the than the fireworks. And then when they set off the fireworks at the end, there was actually video anticipating the fireworks across Mm -hmm. the front of it. Right. So it looked like the fireworks were shooting from the left and the right of the. of the castle and obviously are behind it uh, but behind you saw it, it on yeah. the screen and then it came out at the exact time exact synced up time. with it can you so, imagine the articulation that went into producing something that's just incredible uh, the art design yeah to make it look I mean to take that castle and make it look like different kinds of, at first I was like okay they're lighting it in all different ways and making it look different this is really neat and then in the back of that, my head I was going yeah, you know, that's neat, but it doesn't sound like the spectacle Scott described. And, you know, in typical Disney fashion, they just start out slow and build and build and build and build. Yeah, initially it was just, you know, pictures of people in the park. And I'm assuming right. that's what I thought it was going to be a slideshow of people that were walking through the park. But then it, you know, it morphs into something, you know, just jaw droppingly amazing. I agree. Wish we could have gotten to see uh, Illuminations as a group this time around. That oh, would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Susie was watching it. She's like, "This is neat. This is neat. This is neat." Then the fire uh, fire came out. And she was just like, "This is awesome!" Oh, for Fantasmic. Yeah, that's the first time I've been to that in probably a couple of years. I, I forgot how awesome that was. I love uh, when Maleficent transforms into the giant dragon. That's yeah. that's just incredible. Did you spot our place? No, I saw Neil Armstrong drive. Oh, 
you know, just kind of mentioning. Oh yeah, yeah. You're right. Yep, sure enough. Armstrong Boulevard, that's cool. There you go, there's your uh, X-rated videos right there, dude. Awesome. You better go stock up before you yeah. go home. Yeah, because I can't find any of that stuff anywhere else. You wouldn't possibly find it free everywhere in the world. Where can I find porn free worldwide? That remains to be seen when we walk in there. Whether we get a "Hey, how's it going?" or a dirty look, like "Don't, don't steal anything," you know. Yeah. I hate you that. Keep your hands I don't off know, our cats. It makes sense to don't <laughs> steal anything if you're a ten-year-old kid walking into a comic shop. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Three, see big, three big nerds walk in. So you would think you'd be friendly and. Can I sell you anything? Check these out. We just got these in. Exactly. They it was probably nothing. don't want to talk to anybody because all they do is listen to podcasts all day. It's like hearing people's voices. Okay. okay. This guy looks like he's on Street. We've got it. He looks like he maybe just shot up the place and is doing the like quiet mad guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't hurry or anything. No, she's she's got a broken something. She's going to have two of them if she didn't get the hell out of the street. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this looks a little bigger than the ones we went to. Oh, yes. This is the one. I've been to this place like three friggin' times, and every time I come over, they're closed. Yeah, so I've actually never set foot in there before. No, I actually called them. Oh, you called them. Yeah, you called them. I was like, you know... They don't have their open sign. He's smart. Well... No, it was easy. You know, I Relatively speaking. Oh, well, yeah. When in my company. <laughs> you should do a, a special back to the 50 cent things. Well, I mean, that's, that's the that's kind basic, of implied, the basic idea. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Devil number one. What are they selling in this comic? Fat, ugly guys and girls. Oh, my God. Worst of the worst of the worst. You ever seen this stock by Giffen? No. Captain Adam, number oh. one. You know what? I'm going to pick that up for Logan. He this loves is, that character. This is the one that uh, that uh, I was told Charlie sent me the one. That's nice. And I, you know, I, I just dug on Paradox Art. Micronauts. Hello. Oh, an X Factor number one, really? Damn, there's some nice stuff in this 50 cent bin, man. Oh, please let there be a number 26 in here, or 24. I mean, I've been looking for that book forever. Come on. Come on, don't leave me hanging. It's like every issue of this series except the one. Remember when there were 8 trillion of these? (laughs) Sad. 
There's not. Look at that. Ain't that a bitch, man? Noxio the Clown versus the X-Men. I still have mine of that. Yeah, I do too. There was like the first like 50 issues of X-Factor in here, but do you think they have the one issue I actually want? Oh, Anima. I have an issue of that actually. The one that, that Superboy guest starred in it. Oh, I, I envy you for being able to actually admit that, sir. Watered off the stands. Can you believe that? Wow. Somebody that said one? not long ago that that's a hard to find issue. I don't know if it's worth anything, but they said it was hard to find. Have you ever <coughs> read Exiles? No. Oh, dude, it's great. No, you were telling me you were talking great, about that. Yeah. <coughs> I don't know if there's a whole bunch of issues that I wonder if I need any of those. I need to pull this up on my phone so I can look and see if I need any of these issues or not. <coughs> New Excalibur. Yeah. Another thing, my original thoughts for that was. Going to add the barbarian? The ghost rider or the <coughs> white queen. Oh, I thought that would be there. Dangerous West Coast. Mm -hmm. Are you looking for X Factor? I mean, X Factor 27? 24, I think it is. It's the one, it's the first uh, Archangel um, issue. Okay. I just I can't believe that that issue still has maintained its uh, its value after all these years. All right, that's that box. Wow, long shot in the fifty cent bin, really? Wow. I mean, not on a regular basis to the best of my knowledge, but I mean, he's still considered part of their canon, which makes me incredibly sad. Because Brian number two, didn't you cover, or didn't Spitaro, you covered Spitaro, yeah, he covered number one, yeah. That actually was not bad. If I had a little bit of extra money to burn, I'd pick up that number two just out of pure curiosity. There you go. You know you want it. I've always heard that that's a good book. Wild Cards. I never read it, but I've heard good things about it. so good. I know. McPaint is such an awesome medium for... I think my kids have done better artwork on That'll be something you want to hold on to for 50 years from now. I don't need to be pretty I wanted to pick up, you know, if I could. There's five, six, seven, and eight. I bet you the entire series is going to end up being in here. And I got a zero hour crossover. What the hell? It's a great Micronauts cover. Yeah, with them it's gangsters. Yeah. This is post-Golden, huh? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, he was only on like the first 12, I think. 
I've always meant to continue reading the rest of the series, though, just to see if it's any good, but the art's generally atrocious. The art in this one's decent, except for double-headed penis man here. <laughs> so Who is that artist? Uh, it's, it's Butch Guasi. Oh, Butch Guasi, yeah. Geis. Yeah. I think that's Bailey, actually, is what okay. I was looking for some Airboy. I don't know if you ever found it or not. But. Yeah, send Michael Bailey. Send it to Michael Bailey. He needs more comics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch me. And you pile up on the. Now that they have that TV shit. show, that Hoarders TV show, where they make the guy get rid of his comics, you know oh, we're yeah. going to have fans whose wives are going to see that and go, ooh, I could be on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I bet people are pretty excited they bagged and boarded their cyphers. <laughs> you can't have her, monster, no matter how much she loves you. Oh my god. I just caught a glimpse of that and it was, it was all I needed was just that glimpse. <laughs> DP, that's a good name for it. Now, okay, I saw one of these before. This has nothing to do with the Hex character. No. And they've got a bunch of those number 53. Are you guys looking for more hexes? Here's another hex. 14. I'm telling you, I think he could get the entire run with what I've pulled out of here so far. If you guys see a Suicide Squad 66, I desperately need that, by the way. I doubt very seriously there's one in here, but you never know. You never know. Alright, this box was great. This box sucks. <laughs> this is the box of stuff like you need to keep warm on a night when like your power's been turned off and you just start throwing them on the pile. Is this, is this Jack fighting up here? Yes. Yeah. It's a Starman number 10, Chris. Were you looking for any new mutants? Because there's like a million of them over here. Yeah, I think I'm done. I don't think I need to be digging anymore. I'm just going to keep finding stuff. There's actually some really decent stuff in here. Well, I'm surprised. People bring their collections in here like crazy. Oh, yeah. You know, so it probably switches over like fairly regularly, too. Did they ever get four Troll Lords. That's going to be some quality stuff. There's some other uh, Starmans in here, too, if you're interested in them. I'm gonna probably, I'll probably get a collector, you know? Yeah. 
Alright, let's see. Am I really going to buy any of these? So I got there. What'd you get? What did you end up getting? I want to see your I got, the, I got the hexes. Show me your stash. I got the hexes you recommended. What'd you I get? Just the, first got the first four? four? Got the first couple. Alright, uh, if you absolutely just totally freaking hate them, let me know. I'll buy I, them from you. No, I, I'm certain, you know, because I, it's weird. I don't. I, I was like, why in the hell is Jonah Hex in this sort of Star Wars like gear thing? And is the writing. What do you think of the writing of it? The problem with the series is it rapidly goes downhill. And only like a serious diehard like me really would want to stick with it the whole way. So like I say, I think you'll really enjoy the first, probably the first two issues. Beyond that, I'm not I'm honestly not sure what you'll think. Because the only other issues beyond the first two that I remember being worth a shit was the one where he meets the Batman of the mid-21st century. That was a great two-part story. And then the last issue of the book, the art is atrocious, but the story was really good because it not only wrapped up the series, it wrapped up Jonah Hex as a character because he ends up encountering his stuffed self. You know, because when he died back in the Old West days, they actually stuffed him and preserved him as like an amusement, like a traveling sideshow freak exhibit type of thing. Okay. And he ends up finding himself. So he knows that one day he He's gets back die. home. Oh, okay. And it's, it was really cool because it, the, the series ended where he was still stranded in the future. So there was actually no resolution. So that was Giffen's little way of trying to tie the whole thing up. Oh, you're a dedicated man. Now, I... Oh, my God. You are a really dedicated See, man. I Jail figured, ape. Oh, my God. <laughs> I figured if I'm going to cover the Green Lantern stuff, I might as well... Oh, cool. You got stuff. this. Do you see the second... There's a variant cover on one of these. Oh, really? Or is it the third issue? One of these is Kirk and Spock from the, the TV series meeting up with, uh, with Baker. No, with oh, Baker. Tom with Tom yes. Baker. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, it'll be... Uh, yeah, Chuck was talking about that. What? I'm... What? What? No, that's... Okay. that's, that's, that's oh, I like the... Uh, I like Booster's outfit, though. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they put Booster as the... Uh, He's the uh, Batman, basically. Uh, Batman, you know, he's the leader of the team. Even though Batman, dude? Um, that's Batwing at the bottom. Batwing. Okay. And then the chick whose butt is so wonderfully right uh, in my face. Uh, that's Godiva. Now the thing is, oh wait a minute, really... wait 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 wait. Why isn't he naked then? If they're gonna go, you know, if you're gonna go for that, then you gotta go full tilt. You know See, what I mean? See, Godiva is is like it's the the DC ripoff of oh. What's her name from the Inhumans with the hair? Oh, Medusa. Medusa, yeah. So, it, I'm finishing it up. Uh, as far as I know, they're doing 12 issues of that. And I picked it up because I thought, well, maybe it'll have some of the fun of the Giffen to David. Not sorry. so much. Forgive me while I just laugh right at you. Oh, that's okay. So what the hell did I end up getting here? Let's see. Let's do a rundown. So I'm I'm serious as a heart attack, dude. If you hate those issues of Hex, let me no. know. I'll uh, uh, you I'll, know, I'll buy them back and like give them away on the show or something. Your, your dedication to you know Jonah Hex, <laughs> such as it is. Yeah, well, no, no. You're, and the, when you're doing the shows, your honest love for the character, you know, was one of the things that kind of got to me. And you know, it's the same thing 
like I said uh, millions of times with The Walking Dead, your love for the show or your love for the comic, you know, uh, got me interested. And, you know, I, I'm not going to be a huge collector because, you know, well, my wife would probably kill me if I decided to <laughs> long box the entire house up. Only from Allstate. They're so confident you'll be happy with your claim service. Get the only car insurance with a claim satisfaction yeah, guarantee. So. So I got a couple of issues of Doctor Strange just because they're written by um, Roger Stern, and uh, I don't know about both of them, but this one's got really nice Paul Smith on it. I was going to say, that's what that's Paul Smith beautiful. was artist. Yeah, I don't know who that is. This one's Salvi Sema, and who's the other guy? Salvi Sema and, oh, Mark Badger. But I like, uh, I like Mephisto, so. And I got a couple issues of Exiles I didn't have before. I love the cover on that one. Oh, that's neat. There's just so much awesome going on in one cover. You got Hyperion. You got the, uh, what the hell are they called? The, um, oh, shit. You know that team that's like the Marvel version of the JLA? I can't think of their name now. Is Squadron Supreme? It's right yeah. You got, uh, oh yeah, you're right. I'm blind as a bat. You got Spider-Man 2099 and you got Longshot. Oh. I mean, come on. You know what? Uh, that's one of the things from the 80s and 90s comics that I'm not opposed to. I mean, there was there was good in there, and it's not like you have to search to find it, but it's it so gets overshadowed by the over-the-top image stuff. Right. You know, and... The thing was, you know, at the time, everyone just thought that that was the way things were going to be, but... Hmm. Evidently, they didn't know that uh, Superman Family was going to get canceled, because this says here, at the end of this shitty Jimmy Olsen story, Jenny or Lucy, the answer, next issue. I'm pretty sure this is the last issue. It's nice it's got a little Fred handbag thing. Yeah. That was one of the things, I guess, IDW has gotten uh, Fred Hembeck to do, I think it's IDW, has gotten to do some artwork. Yeah. They'll pick up, you know, strips in the back of their books. And uh, they were commenting on, uh, the last one I saw, I think, was in the Doctor Who Star Trek crossover, where, you know, someone was looking at, you know, John Byrne's new uh, comic, Trio. Right. And commenting on how... Right, yeah. How oddly similar it was to another, you know, group <laughs> book that John Byrne did. It was about a guy who was a rock, a guy person with paper who could stretch for some reason, and then a third person. It's so, essentially rock paper scissors, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's that's kind of what I I heard the see. I had I didn't pick it up, but I saw I saw like the uh, ads for it or the panel ads for it. I've read about the first three, you know, three, or I mean, rather, the first half of the first issue, and uh, I'll probably pick it back up at some point. But I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't enamored. Let me put it that way. It, it looked like um, lazy burn to me. I have to be honest. Is he just is he just writing it or is he penciling it? No, he, yeah, he did the whole nine yards on that one. Nice. But it, it, again, it harkens back to that stuff that he was doing in like the late '90s, you know, like uh, Blood of the Demon and Doom Patrol, where it just looks like 
rushed and lazy to me. I, I just I wasn't digging on it. But you know, maybe maybe it'll turn out to be good stuff. But so far, I mean, I, I read like I said, it was only maybe maybe half the issue at most because I was just doing like a quick quick skim through it to see if I thought it was something I wanted to follow, and it looked kind of pedestrian. So. I was enjoying uh, that stuff that he did. When he picked Next Men back up recently and just kind of wrapped up the story, I I was digging on that. I need to finish it. I still have two or three issues to finish the story. I want to see, you know, <clears throat> if there's one thing I want to see is <clears throat> trying to collect his um, Leonard Bones Frontier Doctor thing. I've heard yeah. Those are really good. Yeah. All uh, his Star Trek stuff is really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, you know, since IDW picked up the license for Star Wars, or not Star Wars, Star Trek, crossing the streams, um, they put out a lot of stu- a lot of good stuff. I've heard, and I, we need to see, or I, I'm injecting myself, you guys need to see if you can get Scott Tipton and David Tipton. That was actually lined up at one time, and I completely completely dropped the ball on that but Scotty actually said he would come on the show sometime yeah because you know he he's he's very knowledgeable about comic books and Star Trek in general in fact you know when he did that uh, Klingon's blood will tell thing which you know sort of did uh, different uh, takes on Klingon stories from the original series like they did you know uh, the character in uh, Trouble with Tribbles who they uh, made to look like a human. Yeah. And, you know, how he was... Well, he, you covered this, and how how he was kind of rejected by the Klingons. Right. As, as a weaker person, this is way for redemption, and how it failed to work out for him. And, you know, I've heard that stuff's good, but I also heard he also did an entire issue of that Klingon's Blood May Tell thing in Klingon. It was printed and everything in Klingon, so... It, hmm. I don't and, remember that, but it that's just be. kind of a neat sort of niche thing. Of course, you know there are so many people. Who can did you read Klingon that Klingon, that Klingon's blood will tell that IDW did? It was a miniseries. I think I it wasn't it I like four issues or something. Four I or six. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've got most of it. It was really good. They're really good. And I missed one of them in there, and I have to get it. Remember, keep on me about uh, about tip the Tiptons because I. I I'm friends with one or both of them on Facebook, and I messaged, uh, pretty sure it's Scott is the one that I'm friends with, mm-hmm. and I messaged him and was like, you know, it'd be, you know, I loved your, your work with IDW Star Trek, would you be interested in coming on the show? And he jumped at it, he was like, hell yeah, just tell me the time <coughs> and place, and then I completely just forgot and he, dropped the ball. He's, aside now from doing, you know, comics with IDW, he used to run a, a column at this Kevin Smith site called Comics 101, and now he runs a website, yeah. Comics 101, and it's, he, you know, he basically takes characters and does, uh, basically a history of them, Right. and he'll, sometimes for the lesser ones, he'll do, you know, just uh, a one, pay, uh, you know, a one-time blog for them, like the first one I think he did was Daredevil, and it was about when the uh, Ben Affleck movie was coming out, but, um, he did like multiple part ones on Batman and multiple part ones on Superman and you know his progression throughout you know the 
golden age and the silver age and all this and they're really informative the guy knows his stuff and he obviously knows his Star Trek stuff too because I've heard nothing but good things about his uh, Star Trek run at IDW yeah I copied uh, one of his uh, 101 articles not long ago it was about um, Cobra the DC oh, yeah? character Cobra you know the villain and it was a whole history about how basically Jack Kirby created that character and never got any credit for it. Really? It was a really, really interesting article. And it was one of those articles, like, once you read the explanation and everything that he told about it, you look at, back at that book and go, well, duh, it's, it's, you know, it's Kirby all over, but you just, you don't make the connections because he's not really credited anywhere, you know? But uh, it was, that was a solid article. We ended up having just a little bit of a back and forth on that because uh, Cobra's actually always been one of my favorite, like, lesser-known villains because uh, the resolution of that story um, took place in the last issue of Cobra and then it was continued in um, some issue of DC Special. that was It printed the story that was supposed to be the next issue of Cobra before it got canned. And I've always loved it because it had Mike Netzer art on... Uh, he was known as Nasser back then. Mike okay. Nasser art on Batman. And holy cow, you talk about beautiful art. See, I'm not familiar with him. I may have to... Mike Nasser only did a handful of stuff and then just disappeared. And I'm friends with him on Facebook. And he's a real nice guy. But basically, I get the, I get the feeling that he just kind of like... Like you know, he just weirded out. You know what I mean? He's like he's like a big time like, you know, metaphysical slash hippie type of guy, and he just like he just walked away from comics. And it's a shame because he could have been like the next you know Neil Adams because he's that good. But yeah, he did a handful of stuff and was just like, screw this. And See, we gotta find off a whole to hippie bunch land, of guys you know? like that and work on them to bring them back into comics with two true freaks, the comic book. <laughs> <laughs> One day. Someday somebody, you know, we we ought to, like, approach some of our artistic friends and see if we can't, like, have somebody draw us a Hostess Twinkies ad in the style of... That, you know, see, like, a a one-page thing like that, I think we could actually... I think we could work that out. A whole comic, man, I think that's a whole different beast, but a Two True Freaks Twinkies ad, I think we could could make that happen. (laughs) That would be awesome. Between, like, you know, Juan Castro and... And Mike Nasser and all these other guys that we know, I think that could probably end up happening. Even if each one wanted to just take like a panel, you know, like I'll, I'll pencil well, one panel. Know. You want, know, I, I'd like to try to get it like completely in the style of, you know what I mean? Are you one of those drivers? Oh. Right now, I'm in the car behind you, going, "What the fuck, man? You're on my dime. You're on my time. Let's go. Let's go." <laughs> Let's see. Um, where I come from? Where I come from, there's this thing called politeness. Where you come from, there's no porn. So I don't want to hear any more about where you come from. Because it sounds like just a wonderful place. If the price for politeness is no porn, then fuck you all. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess you do have a point there. Oh, there's creepy magician face. He's even creepier than the other one, dude. Look at him. That's the same guy. Is it? Yeah, it is. So. Oh my God! It looks like his teeth. Move. <laughs> yeah. I swear God. to God, it looks like his. He's got dancing teeth. <laughs> he's, he's, he's um, Conrad Pooh. Conrad Pooh. Conrad Pooh is dancing teeth. 
Walking into the street and scowling is not going to bring that bus any faster, dude. I'm sorry to tell you. I love people when people do that. They're just like, where the hell was a bus? It was supposed to be here at 4.42. It's 4.43. I'm going to shoot Oh, yeah, okay. I saw him talking. I'm like, is he talking to himself? He's just talking to crazy. He's talking to the tree. Crazy skinhead bus driver. Bus rider. Like one guy and a guy and his girlfriend, like being very like being <laughs> scared. The old guy, actually, the old guy looks like he's like starting to think. Uh, should I shut him up? <laughs> I hate not having a car. Please don't kill us, sir. <laughs> See, I love places like this. I love the old throwback to like the kitschy roadside. Yeah, you know. Fruit yeah, yeah giant, I love shit giant like orange. that. Did you guys see the giant ice cream cone earlier? On, I think it was oh. the stretcher road. It was one of those, you know, ice cream cone stands, but it's like shaped like you know, it's got the yeah. the swirl in there. I love. I stuff hate it like when that, that stuff. Like I, I like. Have you? I don't know if you've been through Watertown, but Dandy Donuts is gone. Mm. And that was like the cool. It was one of those old diner type buildings, but it had. That big, looks like the umbrella symbol too, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it. Actually, that looks like it was probably an old theater at one time. Wait, you guys have dollar ninety nine stores here? I guess. I thought there they were supposed to be dollar stores. Yeah, well, the economy and everything. What, <laughs> what the heck is that? <laughs> that was scary. That's what that was. Was that someone you know cosplaying as like the crow? Uh, I'm not gonna ask questions, dude. Did <laughs> he? That was creepy. And he was smiling, too. And he, was, was... he had a kid by, him, by his side, too. <laughs> I am a happy mind today. <laughs> I wonder if we should turn around and make sure that that kid's not being <laughs> taken to someone's... You're not my babies. daddy! You're not my daddy! Shut up, kid. Uh, you ever want to see your daddy again, you'll shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, this, this trip turned... Again. Immediately. When you got here. That's true. So, uh, where's the bus station in proportion to to Disney? Um, it's up John Young Parkway, which I don't think is too far from okay. here. Yeah, we're kind of skirting yeah, the edge so, here. So. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd like to get back because I'd like to... Uh, Would you da- like an adult I'd to drive? Like to download a few, I'd like to download a few MP3s, you if you know what I mean. Yourself, <laughs> Would you like a man to drive now? I said uh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. <laughs> well, that's what he said. <laughs> in both in both runs. Yeah, it is. That works all around. I can't help but the stoplights are going out. Yeah, we're in traffic. It's the unfortunate thing. It's not the stoplights. It's that I don't think you figured out where the accelerator is yet. I wonder if one day all these podcast yeah, wives are going to get together and make a podcast. That would be awesome. That actually would be a really great idea to hey, get all kid, our wives. Hey, your comics. <laughs> The I like comic all the, widows or something. Yeah, the comic widows, the podcast widows podcast. That would be a great like one time like episode five hundred style episode. Get them all together and they just bitch and complain about how podcasting has destroyed our family lives or some shit. Or 
or some shit like that. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's like my wife posted that thing on Facebook. When was the last thing? You because know, I posted up, you know, something about, you know, I posted a new episode of something and then underneath it I said this was three hours of my life or something, something like that. And she said, when was the last time you spent three hours with your family? I'm thinking, yesterday. Are you, like, completely in the wrong lane? Yes. Just wait. <sighs> Suck it. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I, I used to live really, really close to Alabama, and whenever somebody says, watch this, I get nervous. Actually, I think you have to go, keep going straight this way. That's typically the last thing they ever yeah, say. That's true. That's, no, it's if it's in Alabama, it's hold my beer and watch this. Because <laughs> <laughs> now we're going... Isn't this convention center again? Nope. Okay. That, my friend, is Gaylord Palms. So oh, you can make yeah. all the jokes you want. <laughs> oh. It is. I'm not it's making a, that up. It's a nice-looking hotel for having that name. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going for a second there. <coughs> That's my resort right there. You can see that if you look through the trees, you can see where it says, duh, in that building. Uh, we're probably not going to see it again, but that was it right there. I just happened to spot Scott it. Scott works at the resort that has a giant duh. That's <laughs> somehow appropriate, isn't it? I mean, imagine that if you were a kid. They say, oh yeah, yeah when you're an adult, you'll, you'll be uh, working at, at Disney World at a resort with the words, giant words, duh. Never, know. ever would have believed it. Not in a million years. Do you know where you are now? I've got a pretty good idea of where I am now. Get the point yes, of view. <laughs> oh, we should have got our pictures taken in front of that sign. <laughs> Just standing there doing like a sh- like a shrug, like what the hell? Get a chainsaw. <laughs> take the top of that O in sports off and make it wide world of spurts. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> that adds a whole different dimension. <laughs> I'd actually probably want to go there. <laughs> Would that be on Disney property? Your wife, we're going to be on a new vacation. <laughs> it's a whole new world. <laughs> this is one of the creepiest water slides ever. <laughs> water slide? <laughs> That's not water. It's a, it's a bit more viscous. Well, thank you for thank you for one-upping me. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get killed, but <laughs> I don't want to hear Scott's bitching about. Oh, you now you have driven okay. 25 miles an hour everywhere that we've gone, <laughs> and now you're in the one place <laughs> you're supposed Mario to keep Andretti. the speed limit, and you're Mario Andretti. It's ridiculous. Thank you, at least, for not saying Danica Patrick. I appreciate (laughs) 
four tenths of a yeah, mile. Oh, they'll get. We were we were driving out. It was like in in three hundred yards. You know, take a slight left on one of us to drive. Two hundred yards, take a slight left on one of us. I thought mine was annoying. One hundred fifty yards. I'm like, ridiculous. I I didn't even drive. You know, <laughs> a car length, and they told me which way to go. I get it. This must have one like the ADD kids or something. Yeah. It's eventually going to evolve into the countdown computer on Alien. <laughs> Remember, I steered you wrong yesterday. But you remembered. Yes, yes, we heard you. I, I can't. Okay, I'm turning I think she just needs attention. That's what I'm thinking. Green light. <laughs> But like, I, I, I look away. I look, I look away for one second, and now suddenly, oh, you, you drive like slow shit. Oh. Yeah. Go jump up my butt. We should have. Hopefully, we should have enough time for you to get in. And, you know, this is Danny Elfman, isn't it? Oh, we should have time. If I get there, if I got get there by a little after six. Yeah, I'd rather actually yeah. like. I don't get there after six. That would I'd, be I'd like to get there at six. Yes. Do they six. check who's? Do they do a passenger check to make sure everyone's there? No. Oh, they don't know who's. They 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 don't know who's getting on the bus. I don't want it to be all over. Uh, you should be lucky. Stuff lucky that's all over you. I got 32 hours of, uh, <laughs> of road tripping. My only regret now is that my internet's broke down, so I could go on oh. the, on the Facebook and make a whole bunch of new cracks about your your uh, return trip on the bus. Dude, I can't believe you've done this twice now. Uh, I think once would be enough for me. I'd be like, oh, that's it. Two to Florida, one to Georgia. Georgia was pretty much the same. That's true. Well, you got stuff to read on the way back I now. Sure. Damn, dude, burn through those, uh, burn through those two Shatner books on the way back. Well, I don't think you had the return in there. So oh, was it not? I don't think it's in there. I'm, I, I have the returns. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Maybe uh, that and might be. I didn't have ashes of Eden. Right. So. You, so. That's most of the series. Those books. I, th- I think it's missing. I think there's like two at the end or so. I don't know. You have to double check the list. As a matter of fact, I haven't even read the last book because that was the one that became like a total flashback to like Kirk's like Starfleet days. Oh, really? Yeah, I haven't read that one yet. By Shatner. By Shatner, yeah. But all the other ones I've read, and I mean, they're good to varying degrees, but The Return, I thought, was just fantastic. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, I, I'd love to see what the process that was. I think my guess would be more than anything that it would be... Uh, did that not unlock? There it goes. Write an outline. And that would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm guessing too. Not yeah. enough. And maybe like the guy called him up and said, "What do you think about this building?" I don't know. It sounds good. <laughs> I don't know shit about no Star Trek. Is that gonna get us in there? You think? All right. So.
return trip to the bus station. This is the sad part of the show. <laughs> Not for you. You're like, God damn, fuck these guys already. You ready to go home? No, I didn't get sick. I, I, I am kind of ready to go home only by the a matter of sheer exhaustion. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. Because Sean and I came back to the hotel yesterday after you left and we're like... You know, I took, uh, you know, we're talking, I, I posted up an episode, and, and you know, caught up on, so I couldn't get my email, so I couldn't check my email, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take a shower, I took a shower, and he's like, you know, you want to go get something to eat and go to the park, so I'm like, you know, I, I he's like, I, I'm feeling some energy, and I'm like, I'm feeling some energy too, and what the hell, you know, we've got a few more hours, you know, we can do that and have a few more hours at Disney for free, why not, you right. know? Uh, you know, and if we if we go over there and we're like we don't like it, we can always just hop, hop back. You know. Yeah, we're running late now. We need to go. Hopefully, I got enough. What time will get us there? Five fifty-five. Yeah, will be good. Hopefully, I got enough we'll gas to get me to the. I'll just go, go straight to the bus station. Then, if I truly need gas, I'll just stop it somewhere scary. Get it there. Well, you know, I mean, if there's a gas station right on the way, it's just going to be... I mean, there's that, there's that Hess. I mean, do you want, like, do you want anything for the trip? Or I need I want to get it great. I want to get it Let me stop at the Hess station. Stop at the hash. I got to get on the hash. I can... Oh, that's right. I'm using my five for drinks. I have this $5 bill that I, like, don't use your $5 bill. Ah. Don't use your $5 bill, but now is the time for me to use my $5 bill. My magical $5 bill. But, you know, then we got over, we got over there, and we're walking around, and then we're talking, and then all of a sudden, just, we were, we were getting ready for the line for Space Mountain, it was 25 minutes, and I could see he was feeling it, and I was feeling it, too, Yeah. and we both looked at each other, and he's like, I'm starting to feel tired, and I'm like, let's do Space, do you want to do Space Mountain? He's like, yeah, and I'm like, let's do Space Mountain. And get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Then and then it'll be. It was like midnight, and we'll like. You know, we didn't want to cut it close with the with to one o'clock with the monorail. So. uh, Well, plus if you if you left before the park was actually closed, that's actually a good idea because then you kind of then you beat the the rush. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, you know we're on the monorail and we're talking and we're like you know. It's just like basically every time we would just recharge our batteries enough, it's like boom, you hit it again. Yeah, we did that from the beginning to the end. But no, man, I didn't get sick of anybody this trip. I mean, usually it's only one. Of, you know, usually it's only you and your family, so I'm not gonna get sick of anybody. But this was all um, a lot of unknown quantities. Oh, semi. I don't even think it's really unknown quantities when we meet people from podcasting because oh, Seattle Parkway. You know, I, I, mean, I don't know how many dollars I've spent talking with Sean online. Right, and, yeah. And all of them, all of them. You know? That was the great thing is that, you know, we truly are old friends. But, you know, it, it's weird when you feel that way with somebody you've never truly met. Because you're not face-to-face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody was, was just as cool face-to-face. And we all, I think we all took to each other pretty quick. You know, but just as cool face to face as they've always been online and on the forum and stuff. So I which mean, makes sense, yeah. you know. But I, I did. I had an absolute blast. I'm, I'm just sad it's all over now. But what was nice is you know, along with uh, you know, with Sean and Hero and 
and Dave and everything. You had Bill come along, who's, who's a relatively newcomer to you know the community and everything. And uh, and Bill's an awesome guy, and he's here local. You know, so that gives me uh, you know somebody to so if I get that pal out, you know, pal around with from time to time and stuff like shit. We need to be in that other lane over there. Oh well, I'll catch it down here. But let's but uh, because that, that's always the hardest part, you know. Oh, everybody's gotta gotta filter out and go home, you know. And then we had another high point today when uh, Bertoni put the post up. Right, Bertoni found somebody yeah. who gave a review of our panel and liked it, and did a very nice, pretty long yeah. description of our of our uh, of our panel, and that was that was really awesome. I wonder how he. Fi- I wonder if he knows a guy or. Yeah, I don't know. Or how he just stumbled on it. Maybe he just did a search for Marvel Celebration Star Wars comics. Maybe done a a search for, you know, like our names or, you know, like his name and ours together or something like that. that Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, I was I was very pleased. I wasn't, you know, I was nervous going into it like, oh, God, you know, he's going to be like, oh, well, you know, these yin-yangs. But no, he seemed like he... Really got the spirit of what we were going for. I, 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 I see this guy. Who is the guy who I I know he he had an ex, he needed an extra large shirt. He was he was front row, um, and he had a red colored Star Wars shirt. And I want to say it's the one that was the cover to number five. I well, think you have a picture of him, don't you? You took a picture of the crowd. Didn't I you? did. It came out like shit. But yeah, I took a couple pictures of the crowd. He may or may not be in the crowd. Made his name is Scott. Also, I forget what the last name was. I, I just friended him on Facebook. Or rather, he friended me. I sent him a friend request. So yeah, my goal now is to uh, is to get in, you know an actual contact with him and be like, dude, you have an open invite. For you want any time? He, so, yeah. I, I want to find out what he took issue with us on. Yeah, that was the thing I started to say. Is I like that you know his review was very positive, very clear, but at the same point, you know, at the same time, he wasn't afraid to say. You know, I there's things I didn't agree with. I like that. I, so good. Yeah, come on the show and tell us. You know what? What did you? What I like is, is he was like, yeah, it would have been really rude of me to. Uh, no, I, I would have loved that if someone yeah. called us to the called us to the table. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I wish he had. I wish he had spoken up and said, you know, I think you're dead wrong. Sir, about I call bullshit. <laughs> you're out of order. <laughs> that would have been awesome. People would have just thought it was a plant. Like a fern. <laughs> that would have been cool, though. No, he, he chimed in a couple of times. Yeah, that's where I work right there. Do you remember what he chimed in about? I do not. Yeah. He chimed in during the question and answer, but I don't remember what it was. I think he was the one that said, What's a Star Wars? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that idiot. <laughs> See? <laughs> there goes that guest spot. We're already familiar. We're already getting too familiar already. Speaking of too familiar, I can't wait to hang out with this familiar. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> that guy is like... He's I, a I, mess, man, but in the best way, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the thing is, he's actually not a mess. He's just messy. Well, my favorite thing, I don't... He's sloppy. I don't think I got it recorded, but my favorite thing was the very last singer before he got on the bus. We were walking down, and I'm walking right behind him. I'm sorry, I know it's wrong, but he looked like that. Have you seen that? Uh, 
I guess it's what you would call an internet meme by this point. It's the little, yeah. it's the little special kid, and he has the shirt that people keep changing what it says on the front of the shirt. Like one of them says, "I fuck on the first day." Yeah, that was he the original. Lo- he looks like that kid, or from behind, he looked like that kid. He was holding his bag like it was a lunchbox. And I just, I said something to the effect like. Jimmy's first day on the special bus, or something like that. And I thought here, I thought he was going to turn around and slug me, and he had the biggest shitty grin on his face. He was like, "Dude, that was wrong." And he's just <laughs> <laughs> He's from Boston, man. They have thick skin in Boston. Oh, oh man, they have. I was going to say they have thick everything in Boston, but I don't want people to think that I have any inside information. <laughs> but no, I mean, See, he's even funny when he's not here. <laughs> well, no, I, mean, I mean, he was good natured about it. That was the funny thing because we. <laughs> we really gave it to him while I was here as far as like, insults. Like he didn't give it back. Oh right? yeah, he was he was right quick with uh, with pushing it right back out. But I'm just glad he was good natured about it. But oh man, I so badly wish we could have got that picture we wanted of him. You know, like standing underneath the "you must be too tall" and you know "you must <laughs> be this tall" and have him like coming up short. I think that would have been awesome. Well, if you guys get a picture of one of those, I'll do a little photo. Yeah, there you go. Oh wow! If it was really him, it might have been the. Ten guy. I said, "Were people piling around him?" He's like, "Oh yeah." So probably. I mean, it's pretty cool. Tell you what, though, no regrets. I had an absolute blast. We didn't do a single panel other than our own, and I'm still just like, you know, I had an hour ride. I did what I intended to do, which was spend time with my friends, you know. I had a blast. I'm very curious what the big friggin' to-do on Sunday turned out to be, if there was indeed anything at all, because I never heard anything. Oh, with jo- Josh was... Didn't he post something cryptic, or, or was that somebody somebody else? No, I mean, uh, officially speaking, there was supposed to be, like, some major mega thing that was going to happen on Sunday, and I never heard shit, so I don't know what it was. I'm wondering if, like, I haven't heard anything because people figure, out oh, he was there, so he knows, but I don't know, so I have no idea what the hell happened, but... But uh, I'll tell you, the, the I thing for me... Like the live actually announced the live yeah, no, TV no show kidding, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I hope it was something truly, like, mega, and it wasn't just, you know, Billy D showed up or some shit, you know, it's like, who cares? I'd be into meeting Billy D. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm not dissing the guy, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, it's not shit, a major, you know? yeah, it's, that's not a major... <laughs> I'll get Billy D. Williams on the show, but you know what I'm saying. But uh, I'll tell you, the big exciting news for me is just to hear that they're, they are actually doing another uh, another omnibus, um, and they're going to put the, the European comics in there. I think that's awesome. It's about goddamn time. But now it makes me scratch my head and wonder, is there enough of that stuff to fill an entire omnibus? Because, you know, I thought all that stuff had been reprinted before. I, I, as I recall, there's not much original stuff. But there's, well, I guess they could pr- also print covers. Oh, covers, and, uh, yes. You know, yes, I'm thinking. Yes, of course, covers. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even the maybe they'll even put the um, side stories that were in there because there's some Indiana Jones stories in there and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if there were any original, but yeah. But I mean, how mm. covers alone? I mean, what did that run like 144 issues or something like yeah. that? I mean, that's that's a lot of stuff. So, 
Yeah, I hadn't even thought about that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, it just covers alone a fill a good many pages. And I've always wanted a collection of those covers. So yeah, that'll be nice. Because the covers, I don't think any of the covers have ever been reprinted, other than one or two that they teased in the back of some of the American issues, just to say, hey, did you know there was? Right, you right. Know? They, I remember them showing some right around the time of Empire. They showed some of the Carmen Infantino covers that he was doing concurrently with what was going on here in America. And some of them were actually pretty cool. But I'm very pleased that, you know, save one or two issues, that Carmine Infantino didn't continue beyond the first movie. I, I, you know, as much as I love the the pre-Empire stuff by him, post-Empire the feel had just changed, you know? But, of course, it's easy to say all that in hindsight, because, you know, we ended up getting, like, you know, Walt Simonson and all that era, you know, and Tom Palmer, that stuff was great. It's just, it's hard to picture now... Knowing what actually exists with the with the Simonson and Palmer stuff, it's hard to imagine. Like if they had never come on and it had just stayed Carmen and Fatino, I don't think it would be as fondly remembered today. I know? don't know if it might have made it that far. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Am I freezing you out? No, I just don't want it blowing straight on me. That's what she said. Oh. Alright, how are we running now into the crowd? <laughs> Three, two, one. Sean's probably started watching porn by now. Oh, yeah, he's, he's probably through a whole spank by now. <laughs> he probably just got the initial spank out of the way. Now he's enjoying a long, <laughs> slow one. Just you and me, baby. Well, I hate to tell him, but he totally tipped his hand as to what was going to go on. Totally so dripped his hand? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> That's all right. You know, he's a family guy. He's on vacation without the wife, you know. He's a man. What do you want? He's uh, he's allowed. Oh, that's hysterical. <sighs> I feel like we just went out to, like, smoke-filled bars the entire time. You know, it's like, listen to me. I'm sounding rough. I don't feel too bad. I'm tired today, but Jesus, I slept like 10 hours last night. My voice has come back a little bit, but last night it was... Was it rough? Oh, it was rough, rough, rough. But plus, when you know, we were, when we were at Disney, any talking that we had to do, it was really loud there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, when we went on uh, the People Mover, I noticed... Like, remember when we were in the people mover? It's like you could hear, you know, it's like, now we're going here. Right, right. yeah. Like, that voice was getting drowned out by, like, loud music. And they probably had the stage going. Did they have the stage going with all the kids dancing and dancing? No, no, no. It was music coming over the PA on the people Ah. mover. It was like the mix on the people mover. Was it right? Was it it right? Or they, for some reason, they turned up the music for some Highway 536. For some reason, I don't know. Wow. It was, it, it was, you know, it was a, like, it was a little distorted, which made me realize that they probably have the voiceover and the music on a different track. I think so, yeah, I think so, because every once in a while they'll actually change out um, the voiceover, you know, as, as attractions come and go or are being updated or something like that but it was After funny I was talking line, to Sean and take going, exit right then keep left what is wrong with these people it's rush hour 
cars in Illinois? Getting off on the thing pretty soon. I'm like, it looks like this big straightaway. Why is she? Why is she still talking? <laughs> she did. That's what I say to every girl after I have sex with them. Why are you still talking? <laughs> after one quarter of an hour, keep laughing. Why are you still talking? That's usually what I say to them ten minutes into our first date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you still talking? Keep left Interstate 4 eastbound towards Orlando. Then take the freeway. Dig the no shit. I don't think she said dig the freeway. She dig said the freeway, man. She said, yeah, I was just going to say, about the freeway. I, <laughs> I grok the freeway, man. <laughs> we ought to bring back grok. Grok. <laughs> I'm going to say it just like that. Grok. <laughs> I grok tell you something this morning. It was awesome. I think that came from like a Robert Heinlein. I think that came from the Robert Heinlein Stranger in a Strange Land. No idea. That's why you got the Igrock Spock. That's all I know it from is Igrock Spock. I figured it was a some nerdy fan thing. I really it is. It's like it's it's a old early crossing the streams. Ah, Strange I think if you and I ever truly wanted to get into cosplay, which will probably never ever happen. But if we ever did truly want to get into cosplay, especially like if it was both of us together at a convention, you know, for like a show appearance, I think we need to come up with like some clever interbreeding of, of Star Wars and Star Wars. Yeah, like, 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 like a interstate Star Stormtrooper or something like that, you know what I mean? I'll have to put some thought into that. Yeah. I've got a princess, uh, a black princess Leia in my mother outfit. That'd be awesome. I'll do that. Something, yeah, something like that, yeah. There's gotta, there's gotta be something. Red shirt, stormtrooper. Yeah, every stormtrooper's a red shirt, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 stormtrooper's completely red. I used to a completely white or black one that was, like, completely red. Yeah, actually, just chest and, like, Yeah, it was just because, yeah, 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 just his chest and, uh... Get that thing around the... Yeah, and then have the Starfleet emblem on his armor plate. Yeah, that's a brilliant idea. That is, that's a really good idea. I like that. You know, that'd probably be a big hit, too. You should be Kirk Skywalker. I'll tell you, one of the, my favorite uh, my favorite photoshops of all time is that picture of uh, Kirk Spock and I think it's Scotty, and they're all holding uh, lightsabers. I always thought that was a great Photoshop job. I can't remember if McCoy's in that picture or not. I don't think he is. I think it's Kirk Spock and Scotty in the engine room holding lightsabers. After two miles, keep left. Interstate Police Bitch, shut up. What about a Chewbacca Mugatu? <laughs> a Chugatu? A Chugatu! Oh my god! That's brilliant! You go as Chugatu and I'll go as Stormtrooper Redshirt. That would be awesome, man. As a matter of fact, I was gonna say, don't let me forget that, but we're recording it. No, that's a Photoshop sort of, job. Do some sort of blending of Han and Scotty. Oh, and a Chugatu, right? <laughs> 
because all you'd really have to do if you could if you could find like an existing Mugatu costume with dye it brown, right, and put the put the what do you call it, bandolier on it, and you're yeah. done. Yeah, you know? just take the Mugatu, dye it brown, put a Chewbacca head, then put a horn on top of it. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I'm gonna have to do some production design art on, on those. That would be awesome. Like the the stormtrooper one would be easy because that's a paint job, right? You know, basically, or like a corn headed Darth Vader or something like that might be interesting. Right. I see something like that. I wonder if people would get it. You know what I mean? It doesn't. Yeah, somebody would get it. Come on, man. Remember, we were wondering if there was anybody who was gonna be able to read our Star Trek. You know, ten minutes later, there's a guy. English wasn't even his first language, and he could repeat hash off of my name tag. Keep left, go. Stay in the left lane. That was awesome. So, okay, see the Orlando's smart. They put the bus station out by the airport. Right. Makes sense, you would think. In most other towns, it's like, uh-huh. they, Keep it up. they just stick the bus station in the most scumbag part of town. I think they just do, I, I don't know why they do that. I don't know why that is. Maybe because a lot of the towns, the scumbag parts of town are really close to just <laughs> getting out of the <laughs> town, you know, they're on the edges of it. The problem is, is that, you know, it's not something that anyone's proud of or anything, it's just a simple reality, is that Walt Disney World is like that nice, beautifully polished, clean spot amongst, like, you know, the rest of it, the rest of it, yeah, and, you know, surrounding the parks and everything is not a nice area that's, you know, we don't like it, we don't advertise it, but it's true, you go out and it's kind of, you know, explore at your own risk, which is why I haven't really explored all that much beyond property, we've been a lot of places in this, you know, vacation together that I've, I've never been before, and I live here, you know, so... Well, we had a couple of, had three comic shops to edge where she opened. You, you kind of hit them all again with some posters at some point. Yeah. I like that Coliseum comics. It was nice. The prices were really steep, but I expected that anyway. Well, look at that. Look at the amount of stock there. Yeah. That's why. It's just yeah. like... Well, that's the chain. You can't ask me if it was a chain. That's the chain that has a shop in the, uh, the Sanford Mall where um, George Perez appeared for the every night to sit down and get something recorded. It was just, more than anything, it was just like a shoot the shit, let's hang out, which is fine, that's what I wanted anyway. Yeah. Now we need to get professional. Do the professional wrap-up. Okay, it's, you know, it's been a blast. I'm just sad it's all over. We go and cry myself to sleep. Oh, that ought to be uh, amusing for your wife and kids. <laughs> with daddy. <laughs> Just don't look at him in the eye. The smelly frenzy has went home and he hasn't stopped crying. Uh, I think we pretty much exhausted like every nerd cliche we had in our, in our, our tour. Well, now that Hero's here, Hero, 
Shapiro is like the encyclopedia of movie quotes. Of, a, of appropriate and rude. <laughs> and inappropriate. They're all just regular movie quotes, quotes, but he knows how to insert them in the appropriate places <laughs> <laughs> at the appropriate time. I hope we can pull something off, you know, pull something like this off in right. the you know, relatively near future again, you know what I mean? Even if it's a, a year or two from now. Resident. Able to do something, get you know, get as many of the old gang back together, and, and members of the, you know, the, the gang that were able to make it this time. I was, was going to say because we got a lot of people that didn't make After it. Yeah, we can get all. Yeah, a lot of names came up, man. A lot of names of people that, that we really, really wish could have made it. You know, well, our idea of like a sort of two true freak vacation podcast a thon. Oh, like we should start floating that idea. Oh, that right. the people definitely. Put, Yeah, with our uh, with our hotels, 
I don't know that you necessarily can book quite that far ahead, but it's definitely worth checking into how far ahead can you book, you know? You know, I mean, and there might be, there might be whole, like, packages, group packages, oh, and stuff sure. like that. I'm sure there's some sort of group discount type of thing, yeah. That, that include, you know, hotels and parks, and if we came and said, hey, we got 50 people, you know, we'll need 25 rooms. Sit on that real good. Yeah. And, uh, right. and all that in two years, you know. It might because be people do it. I mean, the resort that that we were at just now, you know, the resort that that Sean and uh, and Hero were staying at is a group resort. You know, as far as like yeah. when like the Brazilians come, for example, they'll book like an entire building or an entire you know floor or wing or something like that. So it's it's definitely doable. It'd just be a matter of checking into okay, you know, how does it work? Do we get a break? You know, that and sort if of we thing. had and if we booked it like two years in advance. It would give everybody time to save up for a vacation, you know? Exactly. I definitely like the idea. I really do. Because this was a riot. As tired as I am, I've, I've had the time of my life. Well, if you're not tired, then we didn't have the time of your life. Exactly, so yeah. Safe. You did something, yeah, exactly. If you're not exhausted, you did it wrong. But no, I, I did. My... I mean, I don't have any, like, serious regrets other than, you know, it's just the time went so fast, and I wish we could have got, you know, like last night, I mean, sounds like you guys had a riot at Magic Kingdom, I would have loved to have gone with you, but I just, I burnt right out. We just had one of those, we just had one of those lucky things where, you know, we were just sort of, we were two guys, so we didn't have a whole group to catch up with, we didn't have any stuff with us to haul around, and it was just Zoom, and literally... As we were walking out, we, we, we were on the monorail, and we're like, well, we're going to miss it, because we're just, like, all we saw was at different colors, and, like, some stars, like, slowly floating down it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool, and I'm like, well, you know, we missed it, but it look, doesn't look that cool, you know, so whatever, we'll go and hit some rides, and, uh, oh, here we go, homeless, God bless, oh, well, thank you, it's pretty, uh, neat and trim for, uh, homeless, yeah, Kenobi. It kind of looked like it, didn't he? <laughs> Killed in the very first movie. God bless. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we literally, we were walking, we were walking, and we were getting right up to that, you know, you were just like, just get up to the part just in the middle and just far, a little bit far back so you have it sort of centered and stop. And we walked, and we walked, and, so, and all of a sudden, they're like, in a minute, you know, this will be starting. We find a sp- place and stop, That's and cool. don't, don't move in. I'm like, <laughs> here we are, you know, and we just stopped and watched it. It just, Like, it just happened for us. Oh, I'm glad you got to see it, because that really it's pretty is impressive, yeah, it's man. an amazing show. It really is. It's, that's uh, that's some te- projector technology like I've never seen before. Start getting over. Only a couple miles away, right? Yeah. This is starting to look familiar. Yeah, we're doing pretty good on time. Follow. Highway 420. This is actually much closer to my house than I realized. Well, that's good. uh, So we can get out of here and make it to the house. Hopefully, right about the time my wife will be getting home. She'd said something about going out to eat or something. Yeah, I'm sure she's paying on flat broke now. 
don't know how it happened, but uh, I blew all my money, but I certainly did. I don't know how that would happen. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> I got like $3 in my pocket, too. I think I think all I think we all pretty much uh, it was food. I mean, it was you know I, we got that one souvenir that we allowed ourselves, and you know, the rest of it was food. Yeah, I think I, I literally I spent ten bucks on or, well ten bucks. It wasn't even ten bucks for that uh, that Darth Maul Mickey pin, Mickey Mall. Oh, I forgot about that. What did you do with it? I never it's saw that. Oh, okay. I didn't even see you wear them. I didn't. I don't, I don't wear those pins. Just because the clasps on them are they, yeah, they suck. They're long. They're, they're like these big rubber things. So first they chafe on you and it sort of pushes it out. And that, it makes it easy for them to fall out. And then, you know, that's that's one of the first things I did last time that's I was at Disney. It's a looking steeple, isn't it? It looks like, you know what it looks like? It looks like a off a ship or something. A launch tower or something, I thought. I think it's supposed to be a ship's mast or something. It's pretty cool. It's just weird. Maybe it's a church for sailors or something. (laughs) So, I'm hoping I'll I'll save time by not having to get my bags off first, because I don't, I have my ticket. Like, all I have to do is sort of slide up to the ticket count. I definitely need to get a tag for my bag. Bag tag. Really speedy. The other was only 35 to like 60. Now let's see what this sign says. She's waiting for the bus. It looks like she had a piece of paper. I guess that says something, but. Well, if you've noticed, on those corners there, there's usually been a person with a sign that says indigent. I was really surprised to see homeless beggars so close to Disney there at, at, at the crossroads. That really shocked me. Because they're usually pretty good about <laughs> Poor guys with out. posters from the con. <laughs> Not that they weren't beggars. They probably begged for those posters. Please, George. Please. Sign my copy of Dune Messiah. <laughs> Get a videotape of that movie, Lucas. <laughs> and the next time we're at this, if we ever happen to just like get near Georgia, can you say we can't be Lucas? <laughs> can you sign my Curious George book? <laughs> can you sign my Star Trek Concordance? <laughs> Had a po- uh, Howard the Duck poster magazine somewhere? Poster oh, magazine? Oh, I don't think it was me. I thought you had one. That'd be something to get him to sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like Manhattan Murder Mystery or something like that. Didn't he produce that? Ooh, I don't know, but I know he did uh, uh, Tucker. Which I understand. Uh, I, that's I hear that's a good movie. That's a real. It's supposed to be a really good movie. That's like, isn't that? It's either Martin Scorsese or Francis Ford Coppola directed uh, that. Sure. It was probably Coppola because Coppola was Zoetrope Films, which started. It was what gave Lucas money for THX eleven thirty eight. All right, let's duly do this. I've been doing that every time I've had to stand up or get out of something.
And that, I guess, brings the official end to Star Wars Celebration 6. I'm sitting waiting for the light to change at uh, the corner of uh, John Young Parkway and whatever the hell road the bus station is on. Just saw Chris off on his uh, on his mammoth return ride to uh, to Rochester, and gotta be honest, bumming pretty hard. Uh, it's it's always hard to uh, to say goodbye. It's always hard to put him back on the bus and send him home. I, I have such a blast with him when he's here, and uh, I, I hope it's not two years, you know, again between uh, between visits. But it's always so much fun hanging out with him, you know. It's weird, you know, it's weird when you talk to somebody pretty much every single week, you know, or, or at least, you know, several times a month for all the content that we do, you know, all the shows and everything. You know, it's not like uh, there's so much stuff to catch up on and everything, so that part of it's always kind of weird when we get together, but, uh, you know, just the ability to, to, to be together, you know, in the same place and be able to cut up and do stuff and everything is... It's a lot of fun. I had such a great time. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just really going to miss him. But we got to do so much cool stuff. I had the, I had just a blast. As you can probably hear from my voice, though, uh, I'm whipped. I'm so tired. I haven't been this tired uh, in years. And uh, now I'm just kind of looking forward to... Uh, resting up for the next day and a half and, uh, and then, you know, normal life resumes. But I uh, hope you guys have all enjoyed this uh, this little uh, impromptu podcast vacation. You know, originally we intended to uh, Turn left. basically, I, I think the original intent was that we would do a standard Star Wars Monday Monday. You know, we would cover the comics, you know, as usual and then do a healthy portion of the show devoted to um, Star Wars Celebration, and then the idea became, well, why don't we do um, regular Star Wars Monthly Monday, and a special devoted to Star Wars Celebration, and then as soon as we got together, I realized that we were recording a lot of content, you know, that we were going to have a lot of stuff recorded, then it kind of became... Why don't we, uh, why don't we just change, you know, suspend the format and just do, you know, Star Wars Celebration slash Podcast Vacation. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. It, uh, it allows us some much-needed, uh, vacation time, you know, to be truthful. So, anyway, as I say, by the time, uh... You hear what I'm saying right now. Oh, that's already a done deal. It's all edited and in the can and everything else. And uh, so I won't, uh, I won't go on and on about that. Just to say that uh, I hope you liked it. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you just discovered us through uh, Star Celebration, then you know, come back and, uh, and give us a listen and let us know what you think of the show. Hopefully you, find, you found uh, something enjoyable. And uh, you'll come back and check us out in the future. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libson.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled 
T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. Libsyn is spelled L-I-B-S-Y-N. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Join our forum at forumforgeeks.com, where you can discuss all of the shows on our feed with us and your fellow listeners. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. And hey, you can friend me, Scott Gardner, on Facebook too. My name is spelled S-C-O-T-T-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can friend me on Facebook too, if you can find me. Now available, Two True Freaks t-shirts. See our website for details. Two True Freaks is a very proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can check that out at www.comicspodcast.com where you can hear our new episodes when we put them up. We are also members of the League of Comic Book Podcasts. For more information, visit comicbooknoise.com slash league. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. Freaks.